BKA episode 483 with our guest Steve Hofstetter. Kyle? Yeah, a couple sponsors tonight. Squarespace, Postmates, and Manscaped. We'll get to them later. But uh, yeah, brand new episode of everyone's favorite show. So yeah, I got, got our buddy Steve back with us. Don't tilt your head when I say everyone's favorite I thought favorite you were going to say favorite guest, but instead you went with complimenting yeah. us. No, I'm telling the truth tonight. All right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, uh, I I thought I would no get insulted first by Kyle, but Kyle was just talking about the show and what he's like, wait, are, aren't you going to say that people don't like him? Yeah. What no, I didn't say that. I knock him down. There's no, I can't stop. <laughs> he's going to say everyone's favorite guest. I happen to guest. like you. <laughs> Blame him. What is like, Kyle, you didn't fully understand the implication of your statement to begin the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> you know, You'd be like, Kyle, didn't you listen to two episodes ago that he was on? They hated that one. Oh, what's that? Good to be back, though, guys. Steve, what's Diet Pepsi? Uh, I just drank like a, a black coffee, so now a Diet Pepsi tastes like candy. Mm. Right. Nice. Um, Kyle, can I ask you, because one of the first things I thought of when I heard that everyone had to stay inside was I was like, oh, I think I know someone whose life wouldn't change. Yeah, not too much. I go. I haven't been in my car in like two weeks now. Like I, I do go out to to do stuff. Like I, I, I like to play a little airsoft. I like to go to the movies. Like I, I love doing like <laughs> shopping at fancy places because I, I like to cook. I like to go get really gourmet stuff. But I am locked down. We've talked about it at length on the show, but so I'm not sure. to go 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 too far into it. But yeah, I'm quarantined. Yeah down because i really don't want to get this thing because i really don't want to pass it on to family members who'd be more susceptible yeah and uh and i don't want to joke about corona at all it's it's <laughs> not <laughs> right it's not a, laughing not a matter. joking matter kyle i think no. i'm I more locked have... down than you I, like I, I went outside I, I took the golf cart to get my trash cans and it's like there's killer bees in the atmosphere. Like I'm like, you know, is it safe out here i haven't been out here for two weeks i mean yeah. i gotta get back in in a hurry it's a I don't know. I, um, I have a I have an older neighbor who is a bit of an asshole, and so I've just been touching everything. Oh, fingers <laughs> crossed, man! Over there just, yeah. <laughs> this could be the end just of him. <laughs> rubbing my face against his door, you know, you never know, right? So yeah, do do doing what I can on on PKN. Kyle and I uh, we disagreed. I thought everyone was going to get Corona, and the whole purpose of the social distancing and such was just so that everyone didn't get it at the same time. That that once after the first time you get it, you yeah. Uh, you know, you kind of develop a resistance to it, and the next time around is not it's very like serious. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Well, uh, well, is that wait, Kyle? Is... You've, ne you've never gotten double AIDS? <laughs> Triple. What impression Triple is everyone AIDS. else under? It, are are you guys AIDS. thinking that this just won't spread through society and it'll die because of the quarantine? Yeah, absolutely. There are tons of viruses that none of us ever had, like H one N, like like I've never had swine flu, like swine flu or, yeah. or 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 uh, the the avian the, bird flu. the avian yeah. flu. I never got Rocky Mountain fever. Or West Nile virus, like they contain these things and they and, and they basically fever, stamp huh? them out. Yeah. Oh, I've and I've got yellow. <laughs> yeah, and if you could see <laughs> my search results, uh, <laughs> if I could get one of those lovely, like she was on the way. This quarantine has locked my yellow fever down. That poor bitch is stuck in a fucking shipping crate in the They got her two. <laughs> they got oh her two God. in circles out there somewhere in I, the Gulf of Mexico right now. I, I hope they put those air holes in like I requested. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I fact-checked our conversation I, and it, it turns out both of our ideas were like viable alternatives according to what I saw. I actually think it's somewhere I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um yeah. the what they're doing is they're trying to space out who gets it cuz the whole thing is and a lot of people like I don't know if you saw the spring break idiots in Florida. Like that video of the people oh, yeah. like, yeah, I'm not canceling my trip. This is such a bummer. I'm indestructible. Every um, one of those kids my, was unattractive. Carry on. 
Yeah. <laughs> ugly group of spring breakers. That's yeah. the they're, real they're crime. Like, we're not going to catch anything. We're not even going to catch herpes. No one will touch us. Uh, <laughs> They, uh, I think the the big the big problem with it is not the two percent of people who will die; it's the eighteen percent of people who it'll really fuck up and who need hospital beds with respirators. And we only have a limited number of respirators in the country, and yeah. so if everybody gets it at once, well, those eighteen percent could die, or they could just be fucked for life, or whatever it is. Um, but then there's also Kyle is right because then there's also you know us trying to stave it off long enough until we have treatments, until we have vaccines. Uh, yeah, vaccines. Uh, yeah, that would be the medical word. Uh, in you know, until we have uh, you know the, you know, the, the ability to contract this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until we have enough drugs, right, guys? I, yeah, they give you autism. Those vaccines. I'm pretty it's sure it'd be better than coronavirus at this point if you're over the age of sixty. Like, like, like. See, what? that's that's why I definitely like bump way up against this idea that everybody's going to get it because the mortality rates of people who are in certain age brackets. It's like, all right. All the people over 70 are not going to die because that, that's just not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Stu- but, but if you look at the mortality rates, well, this is 70 new. and then 80 like and above, like it starts getting into something. the, no, it starts getting like 60% at 80. It? It's, it's okay. like, if you're over yeah, 80, you are up shit creek if you catch this. And there's a lot more part. people that are 80 yeah. and above. Or if you don't. You, th- you might think. Yeah, or if you don't. <laughs> really, probably similar life expectancy, whether or not you get the coronavirus if you're 87. Yeah. Oh, I actually think the only reason that that like we are tackling it as much as possible is because this is like an old white guy killer. Like this absolutely ravages old white guys and that's who's in charge. And so they're just like, we need to, we need to handle this immediately. This you know is, who, this you like know who is actually resistant to it? I've read people with O blood. Type really? O. Yeah. That's I weird. Really? That. My whole family. Huh. Did you read this on like a Facebook meme or on like a, it was a Reddit meme. Dude, the 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 MAGA like I was on the Drifter crowd has been so funny. Where like, like I follow a bunch of the you know people from all stripes on Twitter just to see their funny takes yeah. on things. Mm-hmm. And like the you know, I, I have to like see screenshots of that idiot Bill Mitchell's tweets because he blocked me a long time ago. And <laughs> uh, like all of them. Who's Bill Mitchell? Part, I can't be the only one. That he's one mean. of those like you just gotta trust the plan. Trump's got a. He's playing 10 D. Ch- he's one okay. of those guys. Okay. One of the 10 yeah. D chess absolute. You know, room temperature. A lot IQ of D's. People. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Is <laughs> more D's than you want. And so, like, you see all those guys for the longest time. It was this is the flu. Look at how many people normally die of the flu. Look at this. Look at that. And then Trump makes one statement where he's like, you know, this is actually pretty fucked. Everybody should probably stay inside for like, shit, 15 days, 30 days. I don't know. It's This is pretty scary, though, guys. And suddenly all those same people are like, like I've been saying, and like Grandmaster Trump agrees. <laughs> staying indoors. And it's like, dude, you're a piece of Cyclops shit. has spoken, boys. Let's pack it up and go home. <laughs> What is the test? Because <clears throat> well, I, I didn't say Grand Wizard. I said Grand Master because he's playing Tendi chess. Ah, I, I follow. I, I thought. Oh, I, 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 I went in my head. I was definitely. I went the wrong Grand way Wizard. too. Yeah, we were all <laughs> yeah. confused. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll miss the mark with that. Not one. the most we're sophisticated gonna... crowd. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it, in fairness, hey, t- that joke was two D. So two D joke. Yeah. So. What is the test? I wonder right now. The actual procedure that is done. It's not a mouth swab. I know that's what they're working on. That's what Trump was talking about. This self-administered mouth swab that they want to get out in the tens of thousands. 
But like, what is it right now? Because he kept saying it's he's, he's like, because the current test, uh, I can tell you, it's uh, it's it's no fun. And I'm just I, like, when I, what do they do to I, you? Yeah, when I heard him <laughs> say that, <laughs> when I heard them say that, I really thought like someone like the idea of like you know you hold the nuts, you turn and cough type of thing. I was like, did they hold them a lot? Did they squeeze them? Did they hold it, it like? Or what maybe they it's a stool sample in the ass. Like, what maybe did they, they got to go go up your ass and get some some real deep stool? Like, like he yeah. made it sound like they gave him a colonoscopy to determine whether he had this or not. <laughs> it's, it's probably like, you, you just picture like a nurse being like, "All right, hun," like pulling out a swab and you open your mouth. She's like, "Guess again." <laughs> <laughs> you bend over. She's like. Guess Closer. again. <laughs> yeah. Now stick this metal rod down your penis hole. <laughs> and if you scream, you don't have it. <laughs> well, you are yeah, safe, sir. We haven't had a single a case all day. Yeah. <laughs> You're also not a witch. <laughs> You're a yeah. wizard. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. I would guess it's blood plasma. So I don't know what he's being silly about. Maybe it's a... They didn't spinal tap that man. They probably gave him an owie. Like they gave they they like drew blood twice. Like he made it sound like it was bad, and and like I it it came off to me like he's being a bit of a pussy. Like I'd like to know the procedure. Wait, it's a respiratory disease, so maybe they made him do light exercise. The test. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble. We're gonna need you to step over here. No. Uh, Just let me die. (laughs) <laughs> you have to run on a treadmill for four minutes. Fuck this. They're like, and you can't be eating a hamburger while you're doing it. I made it to 74 it's without terrible. ever touching one of these things. I'm not starting now. It's like the CPR class episode of The Office when Kevin's on the dummy and he's 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 like, How long have I been going? She's like, about 30 seconds, four more minutes to go. He goes, Call it. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> Call it. That's the best episode ever, by the way. I'm an office aficionado. The CPR mm. episode. If anybody wants, I think it's scene. even a two-parter. Yeah, that the, scene in they're particular. Like, you know, you do the beats to the seat to staying alive. So he does the beginning. First time. Was it, how does it no, start no, no, the no, beginning? No, it's, more, it's funnier than that. Okay. Like it's joke, 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 joke. He goes, yeah. A good way. To, Michael go, starts going shoo, 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 like rapid fire CPR, and they're like, huh? Um, a good way to keep time, Michael, because they've got a lady to train. Uh, everybody is to do it to the to the beat of um of, of staying alive and he goes huh no no he does the wrong song he's like you can't tell by the way i move and and like and then everybody starts singing for some reason because andy's a singer and then kelly jumps up and starts dancing and then the next yeah. thing you know dwight has gone over there and cut the face off the dummy with a knife. And he's wearing... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Clarice. And, 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 and now Stanley, who's the whole reason they're doing this is because Michael gave Stanley a heart attack. And Michael doesn't want to admit his fallibility. And giving Stanley a heart... It's wonderful episode. Wonderful episode. Yeah. Solid one. Did Jesus you get, Christ, we're talking about Corona. There. Did you see uh, the North Carolina senator, Richard Burr, and the controversy he's in? Uh, does he have it? I don't know. Did he no. fuck a boy? Uh, no, there's two sen- there's two congressmen that just got it though. So here I have an article. Oh right, no! Secret recordings have come Not out. Politicians that that says that he told his wealthy donors about the impact of the coronavirus weeks ago. Right. So publicly, Trump is saying it's a democratic hoax. Richard Burr himself is saying that this is a small thing; it's no big deal. 
privately, he's saying this is equivalent to the 1918 virus that killed 600,000 people. We'll be shutting down schools. He personally sold off $1.56 million worth of stocks before the crash. Wow. He said this would be as bad as the Spanish flu. Did, th- that uh, killed millions, didn't it? He called it the 1918 pandemic. I, I wouldn't know if that's the Oh, same nobody thing. calls it that. It's on Wikipedia as the Spanish flu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're that, a lot that is, I'm, I'm surprised my he, he wasn't like, flus, but. he wasn't just like the 1918 Chinese flu, you know, apparently the reason that it's called when the, I was a boy, flu, oh. when I was a boy, I, I got the flu. Yes. Made I had the flu, flu. It was awful. He sold off his yeah. stocks. He said different things privately to his wealthy donors than he did publicly to his constituents in America. And, uh, uh, he looks Guilty as fuck. Like, like, is this like, illegal or is this just like a tremendously shitty thing to do? Like, is that like a, a form of insider? Tr- I guess not. Well, really you know, the, the training, article but... didn't mention anything illegal. So I don't know, actually. If Lying's not illegal. And, and, what a and piece this. of shit. No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't think you did anything uh, illegal. Just well, something... fuck that guy anyway. Well, he's a yeah, terrible senator. He did, senator. however, buy all the toilet paper in North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know. If he, if he came out three months ago and said, well, boys, pack it up. Game over. Just, just overall, just prayers he up to all of the, our senators who catch this disease. He serves you know? on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he had privileged information that he shared with donors, but not with people. That seems shitty. Yeah, that seems know. like yeah. one of those things. How can you defend that? that? Sh- no, he's that, a nice guy to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that seems like one of those things. Seems smart that should too. be over the top illegal, but because it would negatively impact any sort of donor, those laws don't get written. Like laws yeah. about, you know, they're not going to write laws where it's like, and if you give me a million dollars, you know, I, t- I tell you a, t- a little tip or a trick, you're going to jail. It's like, okay, well, then I'm not giving you a million dollars. All right, well, scratch that bill. I'm, I'm not putting that off to the floor. <laughs> uh, I used to do a joke uh, that, that the way laws get passed is like oppressive laws go away when it becomes inconvenient for the ruling class. Yeah. And so like the, like back in the day, it was illegal for a woman to remarry when her husband died. And then at one point, a really hot woman's husband died, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh shit, this is a dumb rule." And yeah. that's basically that's basically how it works. Uh, but right now, like the ruling class is uh, very very happy to have the information before everybody else. Yeah, mm. and they always will, you know, more likely than not. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, what have you, what have you yeah. been up to, Steve? Anything new? Uh, we're actually yeah, we're actually live streaming a comedy club now. Because uh, cool. comedians can't work for the next couple of months. Do they know um, you put no, your name on the wall? Steve, only comedians who yeah. perform in front of large gatherings. I think you're fine. It's uh yeah, I'll be I'll be absolutely <laughs> right. It's uh no no no, it's ten or more. No, don't worry, so, Steve. It's so twelve people is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two of you have so got to get out of here. <laughs> I had I had Actually, three no, sold got- out twelve people shows, <laughs> and it was uh it was real rough. Um, no, so we're doing a, uh, we're, we're doing a live stream, uh, comedy club at slash hang, uh, on my YouTube. And, yeah. uh, so three comedians perform on each one. Um, and we have, uh, we have like a webcast audience because a lot of people are live streaming stand up, and it's the saddest fucking thing you'll ever see because they're just doing it to silence. And so what we did yeah. is we're like, okay, we're going to have my stream was pretty good. <laughs> <It's> the... <laughs> by the way taylor you have no fucking idea how many people message me from the show and say hey can you convince taylor to do stand-up comedy i'm like that is up to taylor that is absolutely not up to me yeah not like, get but just tell him it. tell him he'll be good and i'm like yeah I, I, he knows he's funny um but yeah so we're doing uh we're doing a live stream of it and then we're having uh we're having special guests uh like uh arian foster is doing it with us next week and uh sean oh, doolittle nice. from the nationals is gonna sit on one tomorrow 
Uh, so yeah, so sometimes a celebrity guest is a comic and sometimes it's just a, just a fun famous person. So it's, uh, That's awesome, it's man. a way for comedians to still work. Cool. Uh, oh, two things. One, where do they find that? I didn't like, what would be your, Oh, it's a uh, live streamed on my YouTube. So just, uh, YouTube slash YouTube.com slash the Hofstetter, but it's called, uh, the social distancing social club. Gotcha. And, uh, nice. the other, yeah, cause I, everything has social distancing in the name and we all thought we were really creative and it turns out we're not. <laughs> I uh, I watched John Oliver do his thing, which I don't love, but I usually enjoy. I, I find it to be a little biased, but uh, he did it recently in front of a white screen with no audience yeah. laughing. Oh my gosh! It makes you realize how effective the audience is at persuading you that something's funny. It is that man needs a laugh track. Yeah, that ASAP. guy is tremendously unfunny. Tremendous. He's got good writers. They, no, no, they are, he, he has fun. He has fun jokes and fun sight gags. But when it comes down to like, I don't know, his delivery sometimes is poor. And I, I like that he still paused, like, like, like for the laughter. It was <laughs> almost like, yeah. it was almost like, I'm sure he, he was like, all right, honey, let's watch the show. He plays it. I'm Australian now, by the way, and <laughs> he plays it, and, <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, where's the laugh track? Yeah, no, so, no, you yeah. bubbling fools. I, I think he's pretty <laughs> funny. I think he delivers okay, but I do realize that without the laugh track, it's not the same. You know, he does that gag he's done well, a million times audience. now, where he, you know, he puts up the 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 map up there and he says, "This is Bolivia, a country you know so little about." That's not even Bolivia. This is Bolivia, and then you know, yeah. like he does that, mm -hmm. and it works. And and I laughed at it the first couple of times. Without the audience, it falls flat. Yeah. Well, see yeah. what you just said—that's that, a—that's a pretty funny visual gag, though. I like yeah. that. Like yeah. that—that's a good one. Like, but Bill Hicks, uh, oh. Bill Hicks did a release an album. Well, they released an album after he died, uh, of it called the Flying Saucer Tour, and it was one of the same sets he did on one of his specials. It was like as he was working up the material, but it's eighty percent the same, and he's bombing, and it is fascinating to listen to because it's the same jokes that you know and and kill and you've heard get laughs and it just sounds like they're not good jokes. The, yeah. When, when yeah, a comedian it's really weird without an audience. When a comedian bombs, did the comedian do something differently that time or sometimes it's just the audience? Uh well, I, I feel like you're setting me up for a joke about how I don't know anything. This is not a setup. I'm not asking you I, as a comedic <laughs> expert. That's that was Mike where it's coming from. I appreciate that. So, uh I Sometimes it is sometimes like the comedian is just not connecting, but sometimes it's also you just take one wrong swing up front and then suddenly the audience isn't as interested and mm -hmm. it's quicksand. It's, you know, the more or, or I, I don't know if quicksand is a real thing, but it's it's the movie version of quicksand where you uh, where, you know, you suddenly make like and, you know, any move you make is the wrong move and you struggle <clears> more. And because of that, it gets worse and worse. And, I think it can be a know, thing where like sinking. Like, like I've, I've been to a couple of clubs in Atlanta and if the, if the guy that came, if the guy that preceded you, for example, whoever really yeah. killed and really got us like all fired up and we're already in that like post laugh euphoria, it's almost like post coital euphoria. You're like, oh man, I'm feeling good about everything right now. I, and you've had a couple of drinks by this point too. The next guy's going to kill. I feel like, like if somebody comes up and just absolutely bombs and we had that, there was a. I don't know what it was. Um, who is the comedian who has muscular dystrophy or cerebral palsy or something like like Josh Green or something like I don't Josh know. Blue. He, Blue, yeah, it was his night, and it, it must have been the Special Olympics of comedy because they had a little person go up before him, 
And that guy did very poorly. And then seemingly, I don't know if it was a, I don't know if it was a bit or if this actually happened, but somebody just ran up and grabbed the mic when nobody was attending it and started doing like three minutes of comedy and then was hauled away. Why was no one attending it? Like that's was the like a, weirdest. What club exactly? Was this? That that's why I'm like, was that a bit? Was that a comedian yeah. who thought it'd be funny to be like, all right, guys, uh, and and just because the yeah, because the rule, the basic rule is like, don't leave the stage empty. Like any professional comedian knows, because like you'll see, yeah, you'll see like a handoff. Uh, yeah, you'll see like an early host who sometimes they'll call someone up and they'll start walking off stage, and it's like, no, do not take your your last foot off that stage until someone else is on it leaving the stage empty because it does create like a little bit of weirdness, a little bit of a lag. Mm -hmm. But Kyle, what you were saying, basically there are two problems. Either someone can eat shit beforehand and then it's hard to dig your way out of that. Or someone mm -hmm. can kill too hard and then it's hard to dig your way out of that. Yeah. Um, and so a good host will kind of reset the table, whether they do a great joke or whether they just talk to the crowd for a second, they have to take the taste of the last comic out of their yeah, mouth. I'll say this Be about that night of comedy. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. The host was okay. the funniest guy there. The host was the funniest guy there. Like, like at, yeah. we, we would be like, what's this guy doing? Five minutes? Uh, and you, you get to six minutes, you'd be like, oh, he's doing 10. Shit. The host, we got to wait yeah. five more minutes for the host, boys. Because the host would come out and it was like, I'm sure he's doing the same bit every night. Of course, most comedians are, but I doubt he's trying out new material. And it's just killing. He's just, he's got, if the guy before him bombed, he's just like, whoa, all right then. Uh, that yeah. was, you know, he makes fun of that guy a little bit lightheartedly at least. Uh, and, and you know, he'll pick at the crowd a little bit, talk about the drink prices or something. I don't know. He was just funny. He was, he was so light with his, the, he, he had no fear. You could see that for sure. And, and the, and the States, you could sense oh, that. Sorry. You can sense that if they go up there and they're nervous or they're scared and there's something about us. Yeah. We're predators. We see that and we smell it. We, you can smell that fear just like a dog or whatever. You're just like, Oh. I could pick on this guy. He's he's not he's not alphaing his way up there to that microphone. You could you could just tell that like I'm gonna cross my arms and really make it bad for him. <laughs> I, I like that Kyle went to Predator Night at the local comedy club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get in for five dollars. Yeah, um, all, all, all felons all night. Yeah, <laughs> no drinks, boys. Tested tomorrow. Let's come on, give it up here. They're not um, testing I, me right now. Um, I mean, I've interrupted you the first second time. I apologize. No, no, no. But, go, but, go ahead. So I the piss testing, the, the piss testing must have been curtailed to only the most dangerous and uh, of of my fellow felons who are on probation, because they do this thing. I've explained it before, but I call a number and then a lady reads out a string of numbers. She's like, "The following people will report to their designated locations tomorrow and bring a picture ID." Uh, for yeah. urine analysis, the numbers are, and then she reads out this big, and she starts at like one, and the random numbers. You never know if it's going to be your number, but she goes to a thousand, so it's like a six-minute recording. Jeez. And uh, yeah, you know, she might go for one, fifty-two, seventy-eight, hundred thirteen, or sometimes yeah. it's like one hundred two, one hundred four, one hundred seven, one hundred eight. You're just like, <sighs> I'm two four four, and I like to think that my low number is representative of my low risk. They start at 900 now. Like, and the 900 people, oh, wow. those are the motherfuckers that get tested on Saturdays, Sundays, holidays, <laughs> every time. Like, it seems like if your number is 900 to 1,000, there could be an asteroid bearing down on <laughs> us. And, and they'd be like, 937, today's your day. Let's, let's make sure you haven't been easing the pain. Did we, did, did you guys already talk about like the, the kind of the what if timing wise of like, Kyle, if this happened while you were in prison, like what the hell, 
like what your life would be like. We've discussed that prison would be a bad place to be right now with this. It would be scary. Yeah. Uh, I think that they've locked the prisons down to some extent. They're not allowing visitations. Um, but yeah, it would have been extra scary if I were in prison because once it gets in there, you know, there's sometimes there were three of us in a cell in a, there weren't yeah. really cells, but they were like cubes is what we called them. They're open air, no door, no roof, but you know, we're all close proximity, you know, 200 men using the same shower facility, bathroom facility, everything. Yeah. The, two microwaves between 200 people. Everybody's just opening that shit. Washing your hands was important in prison, though. I, I didn't wash my hands once after I pissed and I got scolded. You, the guards yeah. go home every night. So oh, yeah. when it does get introduced to a prison, it'll run through like wildfire, I suspect. Yeah. yeah. yeah, if did, uh, yeah. did you ever see The Stand? Yes. I read The Stand yeah, while I was it, in prison. I, 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 like, I, I just think <laughs> while you were in prison, because I just think of like, that that scene where uh where I, I forget the guy's name but uh the one guy who like is in prison during the super virus and survives but then he's still stuck there like that's that's just what i picture the stand was interesting it, that virus kills super fast and is super virulent yeah. at the same time so like th that that opening scene where you've got like a family of three or something like coasting into the gas station pumps and they're all like what's going on in there and they're all co blood coming out of their eyes and they've shit themselves yeah. and yeah that's at least we're not dealing with something like that <clears throat> yeah yet yet <laughs> that's called corona extra yeah <laughs> the new sponsor of the podcast young oh, people get only, corona light yeah i bet you what do you, get what do you think a sponsor right now cheap as fuck <laughs> what do you think uh like, what do you think will go away? Because when we come out of this, and look, we're going to come out of this, but when we come out of this, society will be changed in a profound way. Nobody ever predicted anything that would make us stay indoors for a couple of weeks, let alone the possibility of a couple of months. When we come out of this, do you think that there's some stuff that people were like fighting for that they thought mattered that they're not like, like the idea of like th those idiots who identify as animals? Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah, the people yeah. who are just like, I feel, yeah, I really want you guys to call me a snake. I just feel like I'm a snake. Like, will that person just come out of their house and be like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just happy to be alive. Like, it's, <laughs> it's cool. We're outdoors no. now. No, they'll just no. be more express. Like, they'll be, they, I think they'll take it the other way. Life is short, boys. Let's get our clopping shoes on and <laughs> let's, 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 let's clip clop around town on all fours with a horse head jiggling around. No, you get in the back. We're, we're, we're yeah. No, I think, I think they'll do that. I think what, what will change. Um, because you said nobody predicted this. Yeah. Nobody reputable predicted this. There's a whole group of crazies who have been predicting this for a long time. I did a I did a video once, um, uh, that one of those prepper TV shows, like Doomsday Preppers paid me to do uh, a video for them. And uh, yeah. very popular show that spawned a co of several copycats. And it's a real thing. And I've met some of these people who are extreme yeah. preppers, like millions of dollars spent on prepping. To the point where it's yeah. like, you'll be the Negan of your state. Like like people who have um, giant air filter filtration systems for like huge underground facilities. People who have yeah. like anti-aircraft guns and tanks of their own and have stockpiled ammunition for those things. Weapon caches and just silly stuff like National Guard level preparation. And then there's yeah. plenty of people who just have like a bunker in their backyard with an air hole and enough food for a year. All right. I got so much. Uh, Steve. I think work from yeah. home policies will change for good. That's that's my prediction. I think that lots of people will got a taste for working from home in offices where they didn't do that before and will become a viable yeah. way to do their jobs. That that I think will happen. Do you, do you think that meetings will finally fucking be emails? 
no. like all the time, all <laughs> no. the time that they have like these stupid meetings. weekly meetings that they could have been an email. <laughs> just yeah, be it'll, it'll just be a conference meetings. call. Yeah, 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 conference calls. I think conferences will turn into shows. I think that uh, maybe more often instead of 1,500 people, 40,000 people going to E3, it'll just turn into a well-produced display show i disagree with that okay i think the capability for the infrastructure that will support those things might be more in place and more readily available in case there is another thing like this but once uh once this is over it's gonna be the opposite everybody's gonna want to be out like it's 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 not mm. like everybody is following the advice anywhere but but i think people are gonna want to express that f new that freedom and and they're gonna want to crowd those convention centers um i, I, never I think actually things. yeah like i'm expecting like as soon as i put tickets on sale for the shows afterward, I'm going to sell like 14, 15 a show. Like it's just really going to be yeah. crazy. Keep dreaming big, ball Steve. Game. I've got faith. The last thing. <laughs> you that, sons of bitches. <laughs> Negan of the state. I don't think that Negan becomes neat. Oh, people don't know. Negan is a character in The Walking Dead who created a following of violent people who, who for some period of time I, ruled I, the living. I just assumed that it was just a new racial slur that Kyle had found. <laughs> uh, so I think, though, that the guy that becomes this warlord in the apocalyptic state has more to do with leadership abilities than his arsenal. That, I mean, really, more than one gun is almost wasted on you. So, so, ba so basically, like, whoever hoards it becomes, like, the, the lackey. Yeah, the lackey, lackey for the person who... I don't think yeah. a guy with 97 guns is more deadly than a charismatic guy with one. I disagree with that okay. very strongly. I think you just look at some places like Somalia and mm -hmm. you see that I don't expect one man to carry 97 guns like one of those Indian goddesses or something with all the arms. I expect him to have 97 soldiers. I expect him to have 97 guys who are with him. And a lot of these guys I'm talking about already have the infrastructure in place for that, whether it's militia ties or whether it's large companies their own that deal with fire and manufacturing and, and, and within those safe spaces of conservative conservative conservatism, they're all very like minded already. Like like the guy the guys that I'm talking about, it's like, all right, boys, head to you know, head up the mountain. And they're, they're I mean, ready hell, to they go. Pro I, they it, probably it, have various wives and kids that'll work for them. But what happens if, you know, what if, happens if, you if Kyle supplies ninety seven soldiers, apologize. And mm -hmm. then I say, you know what though? I've got the gun now. I kind of feel like I should follow Steve. Well, we'll kill you. Oh, so if I, I guess if I was the only one, but I, I think that it takes somebody with leadership to keep everyone in line. First of all, thank you so much, Woody. And I really appreciate your vouching for my leadership skills, but I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just have to convince, I'll just have to convince Kyle's buddies to follow me. You know, Kyle's friends, the people who would like me, Probably <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've Kyle's never understood friends, the, the I, ones who like Jewish comedians who are on the left. I think that's really we all love Seinfeld. All right, he swung so many of us to your side. Seinfeld was big for for the Jewish people. He, he was right? our sleeper agent. Mending he's, fences, he's the modern day Moses. Bridges. All right, that man has done more <laughs> for for the Jewish person in America than than anybody. Forget forget Oscar Schindler. All right, all right. What do you say? A hundred, two hundred. Seinfeld yeah. has saved so many of you from hate crimes. I didn't. I grew up in a place. I grew up in a place where there were no Jewish people at all. So I had no. My, the South. Yeah, yeah, and and so I had no. Oh, I just meant the entire South. Plenty of Jewish people in Atlanta, but but certainly no, I, I'm, uh, where I'm, I'm from, yeah. uh, not very many at all. None, zero. And so um, the only impression that I had of Jewish people came from a Seinfeld, and b. That sticker on that, that that magnet on my grandmother's refrigerator that said 
my God is a Jewish carpenter. And I was like, okay, all right. They seem like good people. They seem like good people. What skills do you have that would, like I was talking, so uh, my buddy, uh, Chris Bowers, who's, uh, who's one of the co-hosts of the live stream. Um, he has like a fuck ton of friends in Indiana and like one of them has a big old house and they've all, you know, joked around for years. Like, Oh, if the apocalypse comes, we're going to Indiana and we're going to live out of there. And I was like, Hey, bring me. And he was like, well, what, what can you do? And I was like, I could, I could build shit. Like, I, I think that's the one skill I have. Wait, are you literally the, a Jewish carpenter? I am literally a Jewish carpenter. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not, you. I'm not pro style, but like, you know, like the wall behind me, I made like that. I can make stuff like that. I, you know, the desk I'm sitting at, things like that. That's one big so piece, like, isn't it? You're talking about screwing those uh, signs up. You bought that from Home Depot is, and just tipped it up against an existing wall, didn't you? Mm -hmm. It's, it's mm -hmm. the. I don't mean I made the sign, and that's the thing that YouTube <laughs> gave me back there. I, I mean, uh, I mean the, the freaking the, the wood. Uh, yeah, you know, we're saying that's all one piece. Standing, that's standing. a big. That, that's land. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one piece. But but what I'm saying is that I did hire a guy from Home Depot. <laughs> to bring it, and that is a the Jewish skill. way. It's it's, yeah. it's wood textured wallpaper. But but you know. Uh, yeah. So what, what are you asking? Like what skills that we have? What that skill? Valuable? Like I think that's the only one I have. Like what ah. skill do you have? I mean, you look. You you know artillery. Like that is an important skill. I grew up, I grew up operating a lot of different kinds of heavy machinery. Um, and my dad is kind of a, my, my dad doesn't like to pay people to do things. And I, I would say that I am an expert of nothing, but I am. Um, so jack of all trades, master of none. Yes, absolutely. So, so like I, I can do basic electrical work and basic carpentry and plumbing. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've built, I've done additions onto homes and a little bit of everything. Skills. There's just, just lots of stuff like that. You know, if there was anything to be done that didn't require didn't really require a serviceman to come out. Then we did it ourselves uh, all the time. So I, I don't know. I've chopped trees down and split wood and lots of tractor operation and, and small engine repair and large engine repair. If it's if it's internal combustion and or they're all internal combustion. If it's uh, carbureted and not uh, fuel injected, there's no computer in that vehicle. Then I'm, I'm pretty confident there. Um, there will be a space for you in Indiana, Kyle. I'm you not will going be, to You'll Indiana. be welcome into our compound. I am. Uh, I, I know <laughs> you are exactly. his fifth choice. <laughs> and, and I, I, I think the 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 thing that would make me most valuable is I know where the stuff is. Um, I know where the the cool stuff is and where the people are who have it, and they know me, and they won't shoot me on yeah. site, hopefully. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I just know a lot of people in Georgia and and in a lot of states. Though I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know, if travel would be a, a good idea during an apocalyptic, actual post-apocalyptic scenario that we're describing here, but. I know a lot of people that have a lot of scary stuff and are like actually prepared for this sort of thing. Like, like I've got my cupboard full, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've got, I've got, I got lots of beans and rice. Uh, we're killing my cow, by the way. She's, she's getting turned into steakes. That's happening. It's yeah. time. It's well, it, it, we're like right it now. Time. Yeah. She's getting, she's drip drying in the other room. Hmm. No, um, <laughs> uh, she, she's getting slaughtered soon that like, like this week, next week soon. Did, we we did well. The coronavirus I, I had no idea. I'd gotten you something. Yeah, Dad and I were discussing it, and I was like, you know, I I've only got like eight nine pounds of meat here, like frozen. Maybe we should slaughter that cow. Let's 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 get a bunch of steaks and hamburger. And he sent me a link um, <clears throat> from some website called the Beef Boys, and I was like, oh no, Dad, what have you sent me? But it was actually some. <laughs> <laughs> It was, or, or maybe it was like meaty man or something. It was something like that. That could be, could be like a double meaning, but it was some guys who were like showing the breakdown of 
a steer and and or, or a, and how much how many steaks how much how many pounds of hamburger how much this that and the other that you get from one and I was like oh yeah like tell you what dad you you kill the cow and slaughter it and uh, and let, let's just split it let's just split this thing I don't need all of that and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go to Home Depot get a deep freeze fill that bitch up with hamburger meat did you see Ronda Rousey's uh, video where she was showing how prepared she was no. No, let's. I'll pull it up. It's it's worth a watch. It's like a minute and thirty seconds. She's getting flamed what do you, for what, it. What are your uh, What are your skills? Mine, I comparable to Kyle's. I can do small and large engine repair. Uh, I've done some woodworking. I, I don't know if I could build an addition by myself, but I I volunteered at human, Habitat for Humanity a bunch of times to learn those skills. So I've got some. Yeah. Um. I also can operate and machinery and tractors and forklifts and skid steers and shit like that. If that was, and uh, you can literally fly. Yeah, I think that like that's I mean, if you have a transportation <laughs> problem solved by going 25 miles an hour on clear days, then I'm your guy. Ho there. Yeah. <laughs> Who leads this province? The Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> and they just point up in the air. And you... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Noisy, easy shot. I am the Nightwing now. <laughs> Shit, we never yeah. thought about shooting him. <laughs> Get me with a slingshot and break the prop. Are you guys ready? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ready? Uh, one, one, let me let me like get it so that it's like comfortable on my screen. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, I don't think he can. Instagram needs a forward, backwards pause. Anyway, ready, set, play. So everybody's doing a bunch of coronavirus panic buys at the grocery store, and um, I was asking Chad, like, what do we need? You know, what do we need to stock up on? And it's like, do we need meat? No, don't think we need any meat. Do we need veggies? Oh no, no, we don't need any veggies. What about fruit? Are we good on fruit? Bitch got an orchard. <laughs> no, I think we're good on fruit. <laughs> hmm, do we need water? God damn. I don't think Jeez. we need any water. What about eggs? Nah. I don't think we need any eggs. Are you sure we have enough meat? Yeah. You better have electricity. Yeah, I think I got, we got enough meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, mine's cut, cut off. Mine cut off. Bunch of... uh, oh. it, yeah, mine ended after the, after oh, the skip, meat thing. Yeah, I think. So, so the end of the thing, you want to click the, the arrow that goes to the right, and it goes again. It's a, it's the second part of the video. The first there's, time I watched oh, more. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she ain't done yet. No, all right. Let's watch it. I'm, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Ready? I, I'm, I'm... Right, Steve, you ready? Yeah. Ready, set, play. What about power? Are we going to be able to store all this meat if the power goes out? <laughs> no. Tesla generators? No, we're good on power. Solar, I guess. All joking aside, yeah. you know, me and Trav love to preach a message of sustainability here at Browsey Acres. Not just because of... It being good yeah, for that, the that, that's all over prepping. Good for our health and good um, for our finances. She got, she got some shit for, 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 for saying that. And you know, of I, course, like whenever you show anything like that, people are like, give it all to us. Mm, no, I don't. Well, there's. I, I don't think that's why she's getting shit for it. I think she's getting shit for it a couple reasons. A, the condescendingness mm -hmm. of like, and like, look, paupers, we're so prepared in a way that no one who doesn't have a fucking fortune could be prepared. Like the the Tesla generators, fuck you. Like that kind that's of thing. That's the part that's a little above most people's reach. When, uh, 
everything I, else you could do. I really want to go. But when when space, she said the... that it was good for her finances, I'm like, show me the spreadsheet. Show me how <laughs> you know how you're saving money by buying your own farm and and raising your own eggs. I I'll tell you the fish I've caught are the most expensive fish I've ever eaten by far. Some of them hundreds of dollars a pound. Uh, I haven't saved much money by doing the sorts of things that she does. It's a well, hobby. But that's probably a nonprofit ranch she's got there. They probably bring some special needs kids out a couple times a year, ride those uh, ride those ponies around. She's not paying taxes on any of that. But all, but that's my point. Like the the idea that like she has a fucking orchard. She has, and look, I don't begrudge her any of this. Oh, no, no, I'm she just saying that like if she says yeah, she earned it by getting hit in the face, she earned it. But like the or tackled or whatever it is but my my point is that like she is presenting in a way of like everybody should do this and that's such an out of touch thing to say mm. when like there there are people like there are people who can barely afford the fruit on one of those trees let alone the whole fucking orchard well okay if we're talking about the absolute poppers of the world who can't afford an orange then fair enough but where's there's more than one orange on a tree kyle just I'd say, like I said more than one. You know how much I don't know how much <laughs> orange costs. Who eats oranges anyway? Who's like buying oranges? It's like actively? it's like that Arrested Development uh, scene where they didn't know how much a banana cost. Yeah, I, yeah. I would you, guess seventy cents. Very... I don't. I don't. Fucking <laughs> I literally don't know how much a banana costs. I don't yeah, do my own I, shopping. I'm, I'm, not, I'm allergic to them for one thing. But but you could you could get most of that done for a, what, a, what less than land in cheap areas is three four thousand dollars an acre. You yeah, know, but not the meat is no problem at all. That's hunting. They killed that. That's deer meat. That's elk meat. But most people can't live in a part of the country that has that much space and still work the job and still work a job. Hey, like there's right? we're yeah, yeah. Now, right now now that we'll teleconference, but like just the idea that like she has that stuff because she has a mm -hmm. ton of money. Sure. Like like not just because she not just because it's her hobby. She has I the think money. She for didn't that. have any of those things four years ago. And in her yeah. retirement, that became uh, a passion of hers. That's what I'm getting from this. That, that she's like, you know what? I think homesteading is fun. Let's do And this is what homesteading looks like with a nearly limitless supply of money. Yeah, you, she's still making crazy money with the WWE. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think yeah. she has to work quite as hard as she did when she was a competitive of athlete. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to work at all. It's well, if she had, if yeah. she had put that out there and had just been like, hey, I'm I'm a prepper. I've been prepping for years. This is what we have here. Like I think that would have been a lot different. They'd be like, "Hmm, do we have enough meat, honey? <laughs> I don't know." Oh yeah, we it was should condescending. Our meat farm. It was condescending as fuck. But but yeah. her, her she's never been a likable person. No, like, her thing has always been that. Like Whoa. like I don't even, go back to her Howard Stern interview. She's always been a real cunt. She's All always right? been a cunt, undoubtedly. But people liked her and didn't know she was a cunt. Like all they knew was she was a winner and they liked her. And then once she found out they were, I'm sorry, once they found out she was a cunt, things changed. Everyone started rooting against her. But that's fine as long as you keep winning. I mean, there, there are plenty of guys out there. It's, it's like, oh yeah, I want Colby Covington does not want you to like him. Mm -mm. It, 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 like, like, like it, I, I can't remember who it was, but it was one of these guys who, who plays the bad guy, you know, in press conferences. And the, and the, and the, his opponent goes, nobody likes you. And he's like, yeah, that's the point, dumbass. <laughs> did Chael Sonnen say that? I don't recall who it was. Yeah, I doubt yeah. it was Chael. But Chael's always preaching, you know, that, that hey, look, you're coming out wrong on this. He's the good guy. 
there's only space for one other kind of guy here. You, you got to be the other guy's foil. Yeah, if he's... When he sells these things, it's interesting. I feel like he's an expert in selling fights. And he says half of the fighters need to be good guys. Half of the fighters need to be bad guys. But 90% want to be good guys. So there mm-hmm. are some job opportunities here if you're willing to be an asshole. Colby yeah. Covington? Well, that's got to be tough. I, w- I always wonder, is there like one of these guys who plays a heel who just wants to be liked and like... On one hand, he's like, well, you know, I'm making a couple mil on this and this is working well. But then he just goes home and cries. Yeah, Andre the it's Giant like, was nobody, like that. Nobody likes me. Was in, he? In, in yeah. professional wrestling, yeah. He often got got uh, put in the position of being the bad guy or the monster. And it, it would really it would really hurt him that, you know, he'd, he'd get the... He wasn't one of those guys who fed off of the booze like like Hulk Hogan loved that shit. He didn't carry it away. He just wanted you loud. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Chael talked shit and bad guyed his way into some of the most prestigious fights and prestigious positions uh, in his sport. And, I mean, he got into so many fights that he shouldn't have been in. Like, like, like there was no reason for him to be fighting John Jones that night. I'll tell you how he got that fight. Like, okay, so he's answered this question before, and I love his answer. They say, you talked your way into that fight. Your mouth got you this fight, not your fighting skills. And he said... Yeah, my mouth got me this fight. You know what it said? Yes. Because here's what happened. <laughs> he was fighting, uh, I think it was Dan Henderson. And um, uh, Dan Henderson had to pull out with like two weeks notice. Chael Sonnen raises his hand and says, I'll fight him. Maybe it was less, like three days notice. He's like, I will drive over there tonight. I can make weight before morning and I will fight John Jones and save this show. John Jones pulled out. John Jones said, no. I'm not fighting Chael on three days' notice. Until they did fight, Chael was the champion. Once they fought, that got reversed. But Chael walked around saying, he forfeited. This guy's scared of me. He doesn't want any part of the guy with the biggest arms and the guy with the greatest charms. Chael Sonnen went, and he he just went crazy with it. Chael Sonnen got that fight because he was willing to save a show. And uh, a lot of people... um, I call him Lolita. Lolita Machada, which is close. <laughs> um, he, uh, he turned down that fight. They gave him opportunities. He's like, no, 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 no. If I get a title shot, I want a full eight-week camp. I want to be the best yeah. me. That Chael- whole thing with Anderson Silva, like, like he would, he would talk he about yes. the people of, he would talk about the people of Brazil <laughs> yeah. in terrible ways about the, the, how she, and Conor McGregor was good at that too. When he said that shit to Jose Aldo, he, he, he said, if this was a different time, I'd roar into your favela on horseback. And I'd kill anything that wasn't fit to work. But it's a new time. So I'm just going to come down to Rio and whoop your ass. It's just like, oh my God. That was a good <laughs> line. Mixed, there's some colonialism mixed in here. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's taking it back to like the 1700s or something. I love the idea that he was like, if it was a different time, I could do something horribly racist and ignorant. But it's yeah. not. So I'm just going to talk about how I want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said that yeah. he, he was saying the most offensive things he could come up, up with, you know, like, like he wanted to yeah. upset this man. It, it, and it worked. It absolutely it worked. Did. And then they needed to Khabib. And Khabib beat the fuck out of him. It was so around it's such a weird Khabib thing. Khabib beat the, the hell out of him. And he said, talk now. Talk now. Keep talking. What do you have to say? And Connor in the fight was like, it's just jokes. Back off. Yeah, he got <laughs> he got fucking cucked in that fight. It was glorious. That's exactly how it went down. 
as an MMA as an MMA fan, I'm just surprised that you feel this way about Conor McGregor, who's responsible for the success of the current success of the sport. And the reason I you get liked so many the sport cards. before Conor was in the UFC. The sport. Uh, wasn't I, good. I don't know. They didn't I don't have know very much. much I know very much about UFC, but did I ever tell you guys a story about when I was accidentally in Vegas in the same hotel as a Conor McGregor fight? Yeah. And like I, yeah. And he, he won. And all these people were like singing Irish songs drunk at me thinking I was Irish also. Mm. And I am very much not. And then they would like be mad at me that I wasn't singing along. <laughs> and I like, didn't know what to do. And I was like, we have to get the fuck out of this hotel immediately. I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I've either got to learn Gaelic very quickly or we've got to run. <laughs> yeah. like, please, someone give me something green. Give me something green. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that Khabib doesn't understand selling fight. And he doesn't sell fights well. And Conor McGregor is the best in the, that there's ever been at selling oh, fights. So, uh, so at that point, it was like, don't you understand? Like maybe like, the best at, Khabib doesn't value money. That's the difference. Khabib doesn't prioritize. Yeah, that's the guy that. I want working for me. <laughs> well, it, I, I hear you, but uh, to me, it has its own kind of charm. It makes me want to pay him anyway. Uh, but yeah, Khabib, he's going to retire before he's run out of opponents. He's going to retire when he could have made more money. He's not. You know, he if he was interested in money, he'd be looking for a Conor rematch. Instead, he says, "Is he just like loaded or?" No, he's Muslim. He lives with his dad. I guess in Dagestani culture, the youngest child lives with their father. And in spite of the fact that this guy's rich and famous and the, one of the toughest fighters to have ever lived, he still fears his father and lives under his roof because that's where he's from. Yeah, and, pretty sure he's got terrorist wow. ties as well. He's a scary guy. <laughs> Jesus. That's yeah. not true, though. <laughs> I heard it was. Conor McGregor did say it, so... I heard it too. He, yeah, also mentioned, he also mentioned the thread count on Khabib's wife, which was one of the best lines ever because she wear, you know, she wear, wears the full get up. Oh the best God. line was, try talking now while he was punching him in the face and holding him down. And it was delivered by Khabib. <laughs> I disagree. That is, I disagree. A pretty, that is a pretty good one. It was not very witty. And, 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 it's the and, delivery. I don't know. Kyle. That's like an action hero line. Yeah. That's like a. So, so we're all that, making more money because I talk shit. Why are you so angry? I, I did like <laughs> Cowboy said that, and a couple other people said that. There were like reporters who were like, you know, I'll make double what I normally make in this uh, McGregor versus Cowboy fight. And uh, yeah. so thanks, Connor. I appreciate that. And he really, yeah. uh, it seemed to warm his heart. Like he's like, I like that someone recognizes that we're all getting paid because of the yeah. work I put in. All the ships rise with the Connor tide. It's, 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 it's just a fact of life. He, that is he true. Is the, he's just like, my fictional racism has fed your children. Oh, his racism is real. I, I believe that part. Hmm. Um, okay, I'm fair. just not so sure if he has. I heard something about some terrorist warlord or something like that over in the Daggies that he, that he had some sort of ties where there's some money getting funneled to. They were and, probably freedom fighters, Kyle. Ah, freedom fighters, like the brave <laughs> Mujahideen. Yes, yes. I, I, I always <laughs> always reference this, but maybe Steve doesn't know. You're familiar with the Rambo series of movies. Well, in Rambo 3, he goes to Afghanistan. Yeah. And uh, he fights with the Afghan Afghanistanis, as I call them, and uh, against the Russians. That was the premise of the third film. And uh, yeah. at the end of the film, at least on the old VHSs, there's a scroll and it reads, you know, thank you to the, the gallant men of the Mujahideen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, then it literally like like you, you get a DVD of that shit now and brave yeah, the brave people not. of afghanistan or something like that i don't know what it says now but it, it doesn't mention like, the gallant mujahideen thank you to the gallant men of the mujahideen 
We worked with a young up and coming leader named Osama. He's really tall guy, got some interesting ideas, and he yep. really advised the movie pretty well. Lanky but strong. Yeah. Lanky yeah. <laughs> but strong. Wiry, wiry. He'll just wrap you up. He's John Jones type build. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he looked like under that under that get up. I wonder I wonder what he actually looked like in his prime. Osama. I never thought about it, but now I do too. I wonder. Yeah. What... I assumed it was just four kids in a trench coat. Like I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he lived a rugged life. I bet he was wiry and strong. Did he? Yeah, he lived in those fucking caves. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't think he was the guy moving rocks though, making pillows out of rocks or whatever the fuck you do. Wildly you wealthy, but but lived as a wasn't he fighter. Saudi like royalty yeah. or something? Not. I don't. They're all royalty over there, you know. Okay. That's like, yeah. Uh, did he come from Saudi money? I, I believe think he so, did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that counters the ruggedness of what his individual experience might have been. Mm, you never know because of their culture, right? Like you could say that about Khabib at this point, right? I, I bet I bet Khabib's son isn't going to live some kind of privileged life. It's it's going to be rough. <laughs> I would hate to be his son. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> He's heard, like, come uh, on, Dad. Why? Why do I have to ride a goat yeah. to school? Yeah, I just want to watch YouTube on my iPad. That's not the life that kids get. Yeah. Mm -mm. Warren no. Buffett does the same thing with his kids. You know, very I similar. I wonder what the truth is with that, right? <laughs> so, so Warren Buffett, if people don't know Warren Buffett's one of the wealthiest people in the world, you probably know him. And he said that he is not going to let his kids inherit his billions. What are his kids going to inherit, right? But what's Buffett worth? Is it a hundred billion? I don't even know. Let's pretend it's that. Uh, he has some. It's too much, probably. But whatever. Buffett. Buffett like laughs at Bloomberg. Like that's. I think you're I right. Feel like that's the kind of money. I think he passed Bill yeah. Gates for. Period. Not not currently. Seventy three billion. Yeah. Seventy three billion. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Forty billion. Seventy three billion is it's, are both amounts of money that I don't know what to do with. So you can still make your kids incredibly rich, right? If you just gave each of them a hundred million, you know, to keep them grounded, is he doing that? Or is, are they literally just getting, like, the shitty car he drives? Did, did you ever see the movie Brewster's Millions? Yes. yes. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, the basic premise of it is that this guy, if he can spend, I think it's like $3 million or something over the course of a month without having anything to show for it, he gets to inherit, like, $30 million. And that movie now, but with the same amounts... What would be by like 10? all all they would have to do? What multiply it all by ten ish? Maybe no, no. But I, but I mean, even even what if it was like the same amounts? Like all oh. they would have to do is just get like a shitty data plan on a cell phone and just leave it on for the whole month, <laughs> and then like boom. <laughs> At the it. end of it, he spent three million. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> he ran that's for political off. If you didn't see the movie, his big like ace in the hole to spend it all and get nothing was to run a bad political campaign. I can't believe there weren't more jokes about that during Bloomberg's run. It's definitely something I thought of. The idea of the and the none of the above was like the, it was his slogan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that was that was amazing. That per vote that I think was that the most ever spent per vote. Today. Oh, so it's okay. Seven point two million. What would you what would you spend it on to I mean cuz now like you could just rent a private jet fly around the world once and be done with it right like what with 3 million it would be easy to spend now I feel like I yeah, yeah. but even 7 even what he said 7 million fuck it make it 10 million I like I feel like there's more stuff now and there's more perishable stuff there's more experience type stuff 
Cause like, that's the type of thing where like, I think one of the things he did was he threw a big lavish party and had like celebrities come. I mean, you'd spend, you'd spend half of that on like the cast of Jersey shore. Yeah, like right? the, the amount that the amount that influencers charge for personal appearance now, like that would be really easy to blow through that money. You could easily spend $10 million to get Miley Cyrus to perform at my shitty Christmas party. And boom, yeah. it's gone. I bet it's cheaper than that. I bet you get Miley for a million dollars. I bet yeah, you're part right, of it, but I think you could spend it 10. You couldn't, you yeah. couldn't, I think part of it was that you couldn't overspend. Like you couldn't just give it away. She mm. might suck your dick for 10. And so, <laughs> like, yeah, there are other, I guess there are other boxes you could check. I'm turning yeah. um, the corner on Miley Cyrus being she's, hot. I used she's, to think she was pretty, but not like Hollywood hot. How old is she now? I would say 23, 25. Oh, she's younger than I thought then. I get more impressed by hot older people, right? Like, okay, let's say there's, there's a four-year gap here. There are a lot of hot 18-year-old girls and a lot of hot 22-year-old guys, right? That is a stage in your life when a lot of people are hot. Cool. Bump that yeah, up one, 10 one years. Thing, 27. I, 27. I, I want to hear the rest of it, but before we do... I just want to make sure that someone out there has clipped up Woody saying that there are a lot of hot 22-year-old guys. Sorry, continue. All right. So <laughs> bump 10 years onto those numbers, right? Make it a 28-year-old yeah. girl and a 32-year-old guy, or maybe make it 15 years, which becomes incalculable. If you're still hot at those ages, now I'm impressed, right? Be a hot 33-year-old girl. You have accomplished something. Now you're at a stage I, where this is rare. So you're in, uh, so Woody. Obviously, you're not swiping. You're married. Uh, Kyle, what's your age range when you when you're on dating apps? Eighteen and nineteen. He's open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's eighteen on one side. <laughs> it, we we run the gamut. All right. There's no reason. Where's your cutoff? It doesn't cut off. You're you 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 throw in sixty plus. Yeah. Let's go. Let's see what you if got. Sandra Bullock I wants mean, you, in. She's in. Oh, I mean, you better yeah. you better hurry because there aren't going to be a lot of them left. Demi Moore, the... I'll break that hip in two. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there there is something for like because originally when I when I started like on the dating apps, I think I was like thirty six, and so I was swiping up to forty, and then I realized that like if you if you up that a little bit, like yeah, there aren't as many attractive people every year you add on. It's a it's a seems to be a smaller percentage mm -hmm. but those that are still attractive at that age holy fuck yeah gorgeous. i was up with like a 45 year old when i was like 25 super hot yeah was very, i was very happy with my experience Just crazy fake titties it's great good times it tampa. sounds like a good time tampa Woo! <laughs> love tampa, but would tampa you, if you're but still would out you, there ring ring but 45 but but you're saying you'd go what's the what's the oldest woman you've ever hooked up with i think that was it i think 45 yeah <laughs> okay fair enough yeah I got you yeah. there. I routinely yeah, hook definitely. up with a 47 year old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> yeah. um, Twice a year. <laughs> Birthday, New Year's. <laughs> Birthday and Christmas. You've had your fill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't see any issue with uh, going as low as whatever the law allows. You know? That's... Do you change that per state? Like, if you're, tra if you're traveling to South Carolina, do you. <laughs> Like, no, because like, I feel like well, that here get, it's different. I feel like in the whole like texting back and forth process, if they're if they're under eighteen, you're you're gonna end up committing some sort of crime accidentally. It's complicated. What, you, yeah, it gets complicated about what we can even say to each other. I feel like 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 
can I even talk about sex with a 17 year old? I don't want to find out. Like, like, like there's, but there's also, there's it's, also it's like a stage when, it's of like life when we see thing. Wings of Redemption playing video games with these underage girls. And it's like, why are you even put yourself in that position where, where there's dirty yeah. talk between you and a 16 year old or a 17 year old? Like one thing I very much appreciate is that there is like a trend among high school people on Instagram to put their graduation year. And I very much appreciate that. Mm, like the idea that things that, in like, perspective, huh? No, just the idea of like, oh, this, you know, because you see a small picture and you're like, is this person attractive? And you open it up and you're like, nope, nope, swip, da, da, no, move on, move on, absolutely move on. Like, I think it's, I think it's nice that no one's pretending to be older. Ah, uh, I follow. I didn't follow it first. Yeah. yeah. You didn't follow. No, I'm saying it's nice that people are like IDing themselves. Right. So that like right. no one gets in a, gets in a problem. Right. Because when the, you but, said, is she attractive? I, I think my head went the wrong way. You're saying... If she's 16, you might have mistakenly thought she was hot. But now that you there see her people, graduation year, you know that she's not hot. Right. There are people who look older. There are people who look older in, in real life than they are. There are people who look younger in real life than they are. <clears throat> but it's also it's also a stage of life thing. Like I was at a uh, um, I was performing at this post prom show when I was 23. And so I'm only five years older than these kids. And one of the girls starts talking to me and she's like, she does this whole thing about being like, oh, these guys in high school, they're so immature, but we're way more mature. You know, we're 18. We're way more mature. And I'm like, I don't want even though I was I was desperate for attention at that point in my life. But I don't ever want anyone to have the story of like, oh, Steve Hofstetter performed at my post prom and I hooked up with him at my post prom, even though that person <laughs> now is 35 years old. Like it's it's still I did not I did not want that to be out there in the world. Yeah, I don't care. I'll fuck you at your prom. <laughs> I'll fuck you at the fucking uh, what do they call it? Uh, when they have the the homecoming dance, I don't whatever. whatever. You're like, I'll fuck you at your junior prom, provided you got left back. <laughs> it's better if you did. I mean, I know you're dumb enough to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll pick you up from your PSATs just as long as it's the fourth time you've taken them. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh let me do an advertisement here. Um Boys, it looks like Taylor's not going to make it back. We talked about on PKN that he had a family uh, emergency type situation going on. We're not going to go into it too much, but um, that's presented itself uh, some more. So he's got a he has an emergency and he has to go take care of that. Um, so we'll hang yeah. up on him and hopefully get a new background during the show. During the show. <clears throat> Let me tell you about Squarespace. This episode of PK is brought to you by our good friends over at Squarespace. From personal blogs and e-commerce destinations to marketing tools and analytics that'll help your business succeed, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform where you can establish and build a beautiful online presence to run your business with ease. If you don't have a domain yet, that's no problem because in addition to figuring to configuring third-party domains, customers can also purchase domains directly through Squarespace. Over 200 TLDs are currently available for purchase and each domain with Squarespace comes with a beautiful parking page and free WH OIS privacy. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. You won't need any plugins to get going, and you can hit the ground running with your new website by utilizing Squarespace's award-winning templates. Templates. Uh, everyone needs their own corner of the internet, and without that, uh, with that, you'll want to flesh out your online community. Now you can do that with these, since Squarespace sites are fully integrated with commenting systems that sport fully threaded comments, replies, and likes. Squarespace is trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. They're used by a wide range of creatives and people, including musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. 
in addition to some of the largest e-commerce sites you'll find conducting business anywhere on the internet today. So don't get started. Uh, so don't wait. <laughs> so don't wait any longer. Get started today. Uh, head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready for launch, go to squarespace.com slash PKA and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash PKA. Create your Squarespace website today and share them with us on social media so we can feature them in a future episode of the show. Yeah, good stuff. Super good. You need a website. That's how you do it. And uh, get on the show. That's a lot of value. I know uh, Chiz was very ill earlier. I believe he was vomiting uh, quite a bit. So is it maybe possible just to like put a, a black thing over Taylor's screen and mute him? I see you've already muted him. Uh, okay, I'm working on that. Yeah, nah, no worries, no worries. Um, well, we don't want to hang up on him because it'll really throw <laughs> all of our cameras out of whack and it'll look funny. And um, like I said, Chiz is pretty sick right now himself. He's he's uh, he's been vomiting all day, not feeling very well, and he and he usually cooks us up a a background or whatever. What yeah, coughing a lot. I think he has a fever. <clears throat> any any other symptoms of that? Um, of something that might be coming around. Yeah, he said he had now. sniffles. Yeah, he said he had yeah. sniffles. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a real problem. He he still went to that le that uh, Lego convention though. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the worst place to go. <laughs> Just you and a hundred kids. Everybody's touching the blocks. <laughs> um, I won't go in. I'll lick it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that. You're right. You're right. I what like did you? Like... Please. Oh, go sorry. Go ahead. I won't make it three for three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I was just curious, Woody. Did you? You're in North Carolina. Yes. Um. What are your quarantine laws out there now? Like, oh. what are the are things shut down? So the schools have shut down. Um. I need to figure out this black box. The schools have shut down, and uh, this is. Capabilities. Uh, there, there's some gatherings. That, one of the counties shut down, which is pretty interesting. Like it, it changed uh, the way that they handled it. People can't go in and out of that county. I don't know. I've been going above and beyond by not doing anything. Yeah, I I started uh, I started kind of you know self quarantining with the exception of you know grocery store runs till I had enough stuff. Um, you know, probably five six days ago. But what was crazy was there were a couple comedy clubs still open and there were comedians still performing. Like there's a set. I shared a set from Mike Baldwin where he was uh, he was still on the road um, at a, I think it was at Goonies in uh, in uh, Rochester, Minnesota. And uh, he opened up a set by just going, hey, what's up, you brave idiots? Because <laughs> <laughs> like he's still making a living. But why are you guys here? Like, mm -hmm. why did anyone pay to come here? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to. I guess it's tough in that position. Um, in, I'm in Atlanta, North Carolina. I was looking at a map that shows uh, confirmed cases per million residents. I think that, that that's mm -hmm. pretty telling. Uh, North Carolina is doing quite well. So is Missouri. Um, Georgia is probably the fifth worst in the country. Um, Oof! I think I saw the same map. Yeah. 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 And uh, and so, <clears throat> I know the governor of of Georgia has declared a state of emergency. But we haven't closed the schools. Um, a lot of restaurants are sort of, I think they're closing down mostly because of the lack of business. They're like, like uh, I know people in the uh, service industry out here and yeah. they can't get shifts 
right now, you know, or maybe two a week, which is nothing if you're a waitress or a bartender. So uh, it's 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 definitely a big effect. Not everybody's a dummy. I spoke to my dad, though, and he's like he's talking to me as he drives into town to get like get some gasoline. And he's like and we're talking about the virus. And he's like, well, these people don't seem to mind. Uh, the Waffle House parking lot is full. And uh, hmm. oh, yep. Subway. Six cars at Subway. And I'm like, these are the worst kinds of places. Like everybody's in a line, you know, or hmm. you you're, you've always been pretty likely to get a virus at Waffle House. Like, like yeah. So, so this, it's how I worse. build my immune system. That or <laughs> yeah, you just, my immune system is scattered, smothered, and covered. It's how I keep my hand to hand fighting skills on point. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there, you're going to get in a tussle. Mm-hmm. I, it's it, Waffle House is a danger zone. It's, <laughs> It's it's a weird mixture of uh, the lowest rungs of society, but god damn if those wa- those waffles aren't good. I love a good hash brown too. Mm-hmm. The weird thing that I saw when I went to the grocery store was that like all the cans were gone, but all the can openers were still there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I think some of these people don't have a good can opener. <laughs> like there's somebody who's prepping that doesn't have that. Yeah, I, I stocked up um, on, you know, dry goods, canned goods, uh, lots of frozen food, uh, just just to really cut down on having to go out or do anything that involves me coming into contact with another person. Because there is such a huge period of time between when you are uh, contagious and yet still asymptomatic that it's yeah, it's as much for their benefit as it is for mine. Maybe I've got it already. Maybe like an Ingalls bag that came in two weeks ago. Gave me the virus, and I've had it for two weeks. I shouldn't be going to places, and you know. Uh, by the by, the way, I read like like this is not pseudoscience, so like and not a joke. Um, regular soap will kill this thing from your hands. Something about the lipids in the soap uh, break down some sort of fat cellular barrier that's in the virus, or something like that, and it'll kill it. All right, you don't need some sort of fancy smancy soap, some whatever. Good hand soap will do it. You know, a bar of soap will will take this stuff off your hands. Hmm. Did you see? Um, I actually. I, I was going to. Oh, I was just going to say that. I, I was going to say I stopped coughing on buffets just because it's. Oh, how kind you know, of you. Just, I've seen so yeah. many videos of motherfuckers doing that kind of stuff. Licking. I know. It's, like, like li- there's this did guy. You see the guy who, who took the soup. Oh, what did he do to the soup? There was a guy who I don't I don't know if it was like at a Whole Foods or something like at like the Whole Foods hot bar or whatever. But there was a guy who drank from a from a late soup ladle oh. and put it back in the thing. I was like, what animal are you? And this is, look, this is before the virus, but that doesn't matter. There's other <laughs> shit out there. I saw a guy, everybody on the tra- on the subway is wearing masks. He pulls his down and like rubs his finger in his mouth and then rubs it up and down the little thing you hold on to, then puts the mask back up. And this person is like recording him while he does it. And it's like either he's, he's a bug chaser, <laughs> he wants to get it, or... Yeah. He's trying to spread it. Like those if this guy is already die. recording, that means he probably did it once before. Exactly. The was on. Exactly. Anyone who is <laughs> like, intentionally trying to spread this virus, death penalty, in my opinion. There's a like, new that, story about yeah. that. So in Italy, a surgeon, anesthesiologist, and nurse have risked being oh, infected by yeah. a man. That man tested positive for corona and he hid his symptoms. Because he had rhinoplasty, which is a nose job, mm-hmm. and he didn't want that to be postponed. And now he risks 12 years in prison for an aggravated epidemic. So, Good. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. 12 years. Th- uh, I think it should be death. Death penalty. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's involuntary manslaughter if somebody dies. You know, it 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 seems like it's worse than voluntary manslaughter. It's like a some sort of it's negligent homicide. It's, it's negligent, like negligent hom- no, it's serial even worse. homicide, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's I'm very serious about this. Look, I, I get this isn't the the fucking. I, I don't know what a more deadly virus is the, the black plague we handle with penicillin now, you know, but I get AIDS. that it's not running through the streets. AIDS. Nobody dies from AIDS anymore. You know, it's nobody with enough money to pay for the drugs anyway. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, not American with free drugs. We're not American, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, what has happened to my country? Yeah, <laughs> out of virgins to eat. So. <laughs> Oh my I God. Just, I, <laughs> but I think anybody <laughs> who's out there like actively spreading this shit, you know, like like they're they're doing that number, putting their fingers. I I don't want to actually put my finger in my mouth. That's how afraid I am of this right now. <laughs> like, mm. like like I don't want to get it. Like like anybody's doing that number and like spreading it or I was about on people, to do the pop thing, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna get Corona in four weeks, and they're gonna make a montage with the goddamn. What's the show you watch? Oh, this entire time no. that I've been Perfect leaning over like, like, that, that I've been leaning over like this this entire time. Like, stop touching your face. But the crazy part is also people are so stupid about it. Like Joe Coy put up a video. And in the video, it was like, hey, while I'm stuck here, I went through my old videos. Here's a great one from 2017. And it was like a conversation with him and another guy. And like, he's like, what? You shook his hand? Oh, my God, you're touching your face. And it was like, it says 2017. How? Yeah. What? Yeah, we all it. did that. Yeah, we, and a, we're all going to do it again. All right, and we, and we still do it. The it's, elbow it's impossible bump is to not, not touch becoming your face. a greeting. In the, in this. Yeah, although I am all for replacing the handshake with the fist bump. All for. I like the handshake. I think, the handshake, I think it, no, no, no. I like I hate the, the handshake. The handshake. You do not know how strong they're coming in, and like, and I mean, like the people who are just like, I will assert my dominance, or the people who are just like, yeah. here's my hand, do what you want with it. Like if either one hand, of those things. Sucks. I would much rather you like try to alpha me and squeeze yes. hard because Agreed. I'm going to squeeze back quickly enough that you're not going to like fold my hand up. But you hand me that, that dead that, fish, that fucking effeminate dead fish. Like you're a princess. Like, like what next time somebody does that to me and there's not a virus, I'm going to, I'm going to take it from, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I dead fished a guy and it wasn't my fault. Nice to meet you. Princess. I came in for a handshake. <laughs> this wasn't too long ago. And he grabbed like th- the beginning of my fingers right oh yeah 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 like look i'm not a a fancy handshaker but i can't properly return it unless we go thumb to thumb you get in there you get in that gap right if you just grab the tip of my fingers then i don't have an opportunity to do this properly i hate that i hate that how many how many times have you ever i have missed handshakes so many times in my life where one person you know just goes up a little high in a little quickly whatever it is and you get that awkward like part of the hand thing Really? I, I, I don't would know think if I've ever that, missed a fist bump. That legendary Jewish hand-eye coordination. I would. Think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, know if I... Oh, it's God. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't... I sold cars for a long time. I don't think I've ever and, missed one. I sold cars for a long time. We took a class on handshaking one Did time. Did you? Right? Like, 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 you know, there's a there's a firmness that you're going for, and, and there, there's a middle ground. But I'll tell you what. When I feel those pussy handshakes... I think less of you. I'm like, I'm like that guy has some kind of a social thing. Like he doesn't do a lot of handshaking on like, both he, sides. He, the the yeah, pussy handshake I, is a problem, and the thing that Trump used to do where he tried to like pull the. Uh, other I've never seen that in the back. wild. He's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, that is jerky, herky jerky. My barber, when I was a teenager, used to do that. He'd crush my hand. They were curiously strong hands. 
and uh, he'd either crush well, my he hand or he'd days. hold it too long. Maybe Snip that's him. it. And uh, he just like assert his dominance over my like sixteen year old can't wait for puberty ass. Every time I got my He's haircut, there. Flashback. <laughs> okay? I don't know why I kept going to him. I really should have just. I should have the second he like overshook my hand and smushed it, and he'd smile at me, knowing he was doing it. It wasn't an accident. I should have just been yeah. like, "You're fired," and go somewhere else. Yeah, but you have some of those people. Like you ever sometimes, uh, like in an airport, you hear those people who are just like. They're on their phone speaking way loud, more loud than they need to, just mm -hmm. yelling businessman terms, just synergies, mergers, just I am <laughs> businessman, I say businessman thing, like that kind of stuff. Like those guys with their fucking over the top handshake bullshit, like because they think that it makes them a better salesman or insurance, but whatever the fuck they are, like I just the fist bump. It's so it's so easy. It's it's I like fist, the fist bump. bump. I don't know anything about Peter you. Tot instead of French fries. I haven't I've got learned ideas. Any, I haven't learned anything about you if I bump your fist. Other than the size of your fist compared to mine, I like keeping things. I like playing close to the vest. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think what I if, want to tell what, you anything. What about if somebody me. went offered you the? What if you like? Ah! <laughs> like you, like you, <laughs> no. if you, you just punch the... you just flash back. You just like recoil and just. <laughs> <laughs> Pow, yeah right you yeah, slip right. it and punch Super the hard. fist look there are gonna be accidents kyle i never said this was a perfect system i'm just <laughs> saying also, uh, on the i am a i am very badass subreddit which is basically people like being fake tough oh, guys this yeah, guy was like that. uh don't you come at me trying to fist bump pussy i see a fist coming at me i react i have training i'm law enforcement i'm taking you down and i'm just like oh my god We'll line you up to get shot with the, with all the people licking the ice cream at Publix, dude. Like, like <laughs> you, we don't want you here anymore. We're, I've seen so many cops this week, by the way, planting drugs on suspects. Like three. You've seen three cops in video. on video on video planting. Oh, like, on video. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what is your neighborhood? Game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. I was like, you're just looking at well, you're just rear Atlanta. windowing this shit. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Atlanta with the players. Play. By the way, I would also say I am so happy that I do not live in an apartment with a balcony facing a lot of other balconies right now because like people are sharing those, like you've seen those videos where like everyone oh, yeah. in Italy is like playing the anthem and all this shit. And I was like, no, leave me the fuck alone. Like my neighbor started learning piano this week. Oh and I'm no. Just like, really? You're going to start <laughs> like, like, and look, if you're home and playing it, cause that's your, you know, and, and look, we all have ways we need to pass the time. It's a very stressful thing. I get it. But don't fucking learn an instrument when you know all of your neighbors are home. Like that's that's bullshit. Like I think I think forcing people to I'm glad I'm I'm a little isolated. I can hear a neighbor tinkling on a piano and that's already enough for me. You, I don't want to look at it through that, that lens, but I'm shit. seeing the logic in it now. Yeah. I, I like I see them playing tennis on the balcony having a great time, wishing I was there. But <sighs> Four minutes of that is enough. Yeah, you'd want to visit yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd want to visit. You're that like, apartment. wouldn't that be fun for like a break? You know, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then the guys is like, hey, uh, I'm still bored here. My uh, my Wi-Fi's down. So yeah. can you uh, come back out with the tennis ball? <laughs> oh, look, the ball fell. Neighbors. Someone go get it. Uh, you gonna go get it? <laughs> I have pretty good neighbors for that. Um, one of the guys like clearly works nights or something, and so he sleeps all day, works all night never see him i'd see his car come in if i'm up at like 5 a.m or 6 a.m i see him return home or something like that that's it i don't know if he's black or white no idea um then there's um some people so that you don't even know if you like him i'm not sure i'm not sure 
Um, <laughs> but 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 his sleep schedule is mighty white, so so I'm okay with it. Oh, Jesus. Um, my neighbor, uh, kind of back behind, they play basketball over there. Um, thump, 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 and I can hear it occasionally. That's a little annoying. And there's some son of a bitch that lives like within eight miles of me, I guess, and has the loudest fucking car known to man. I used to drive, uh, um, I used to drag race a little bit and in my car just with straight headers, you know, it's just, there's no exhaust. It's just, it's about performance. And the thing is incredibly loud. That's what he's driving, I guess, in the neighborhood. Like, Hmm. like I hear him start his vehicle, leave his yard and I've timed it. I can hear him for almost two and a half minutes from the time he leaves his home. That's got to be at least a mile and a half that I can. I mean, that him. guy is just driving his car to the drag racing track, <laughs> <laughs> trying to and, make and a living. I used to have this a neighbor is, with six a.m. with a motorcycle. 6 he goes to work in that shit. A motorcycle that was loud, like you describe. Yeah, and uh, it would be a lot because he would warm it up outside, right? He'd like push it out of the garage or something, start it, and then I don't know. It took him a while to get dressed or something, and do that whole like. Yeah. Four seven minute process. It's just ba 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 ba. Super oh, loud. Wow. I had a yeah, neighbor in I, New York. I really hate that. I, That's another group of people. New... Line them up against the wall and shoot them. The people who think that loud exhaust is like flexing or something like that. That like. Yeah. No one's opposed. We don't need those people in the world with us. They mm. gotta go. I had a I had a neighbor in New York where I swear. Look, I understand that sometimes you have kids. You cannot control the fact that your kid is a screamer. And like the kids just shrieking, but like, I swear they must have tied this kid to the front door because it sounded like it was <laughs> in my apartment. Like, and, and look, there's, you know, there's only, you know, what, four feet between apartment doors or whatever in New York, but like this kid may, it, it sounded like this kid was right the fuck there. And I was like, where is this kid's bedroom? Is this kid's bedroom on your fucking coat hook? Like, where is this screaming kid right now? Yeah. What and, you like, got to do, you get yourself a box of uh, Ike and Mike's, you know, those that you familiar with that candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mix in a few NyQuil. Roll them up <laughs> <under the> <laughs> I had a, uh, there, there was, there was the once NyQuil. on the road where I get back from like uh from a late gig on a Saturday at like two in the morning and the, uh, you know, I, I get myself to sleep in the hotel and it's one of those hotels that have like the adjoining room doors. Yeah. And in the room on the other side of me, 6 a.m. on a Sunday, there's a family with a clown car full of children just singing Jesus praise songs. Oh, 6 a.m. on a fucking Sunday with their pre-gaming for church. I don't know what the hell was <laughs> going on, but they're so loud and so obnoxious. And also there are fucking rules about how many people in a hotel room. Like you, if you have a clown car full of kids in your family, fucking buy a second room that adjoins yours so you don't bother other people and give sense, be sensitive to the fact that it's 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Like there are people who are who want to sleep. They need what, to what take a page out of the football thing, right? Tailgate at the church. Right? Show up at 6 a.m., yeah. tailgate at the church, get get your hymn on. Communion. Whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is. And, and then you know everyone piles in there big excited. Foam, big foam number one, big foam number one fingers, but they're but they're like this. Crucifixes. Oh, Jesus. Like <laughs> oh, I love it. If you uh so what I did though is I like I was so mad. I tried to sleep through it. I couldn't. Uh I tried to call down to the desk and they like did not care. And so I was like, fuck this. And I called up, I, I opened a porn on my laptop and put the computer on with full volume next to the adjoining door. And I was like, you want it? You want to say, oh, God, well, I'm going to I'm going to do the same shit. And uh, and they left. 
So that really, it, took, it took about 10 minutes. Is this story true? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Why the fuck wouldn't why the fuck wouldn't you do that? I've heard you I've heard it you is, tell that one before. It is That's the natural great. response, yeah. 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 Fuck <laughs> those people. I, I hate inconsiderately loud people. I, I always try to be very quiet when I'm in like public spaces. Like like share sharing walls in a hotel room. You know, the thing about those those shared doors that you sometimes have in hotels, mm -hmm. perfect opportunity for a glory hole. Why don't why isn't this included? Yeah. <laughs> It like, should be put, like you do the I mean, double glory hole, so you both have to like. Like I'm not. Yeah, you, you both have to open it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. So like, if you open it, is, you stick your dick in. It just hits against the door. Each door is two inches, right? And then there's a four inch space in the middle. It's eight inches before you're out the other side. Yeah, they've I only got four more I'm, inches to work with. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm man enough. <laughs> no, they're gonna need special doors. For <laughs> I no, I I'm also sensitive. Like I've gotten to the point. I've stayed in enough hotels now. That like when I walk through a hotel hallway and it's past, you know, 10 o'clock at night, like if I'm walking through and one of the other comics is talking to me, I'm like, hold on a second, man. Like, let's get in our damn room because mm -hmm. like you, you don't want to you don't want to be the person walking by somebody's door and you hear that whole like, mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, <laughs> like that's still that's still really annoying. Yeah, yeah, I really hate it. Um, I've Shared stayed space, in a man. lot of hotels. That's why I, there was a point when I discovered VRBO um, that I just stopped using hotels entirely and started renting like apartments and houses when we would travel. It was cheaper anyway because there'd usually be at least three of us. But I, I got into Airbnb for a little while and then there were so many that had so many problems that I, I just like a hotel better now because the amount of times, mm. dude, I, I tried to stay in one where the guy's wife left him right before the stay and so, like, this was supposed to be their rental house, and now he was just living in one of the rooms, oh, and he thought yeah. that that would be okay. And like, oh, it was one I've of those things. Yeah, it was one of those things where he, he, yeah, I did too. Where he said, uh, you know, he was like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna take up one of the rooms. And I mean, he brought up the fact that his wife left him immediately, and I was like, oh, this must have happened like yesterday, man. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the first thing on his mind. And I was like, look, I feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, get out of my fucking room. Like this yeah. is well, that, yeah, that, he's breached the contract. Like, like, he, like yeah. that's the number one thing that I'm looking for is my not just my own room, my own house, my own space. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to do... be staying in your like, uh, what do they call it? Like a mother-in-law suite or something like that. Like wh whatever, like one of those additions outside. I don't want to be in the 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 little shithole above your garage. No, you shouldn't be anywhere near me. I should like like, like you, should, yeah. you should be somewhere else. This is oh my... any time. Anytime I had one, I had one in Montreal where like <clears throat> it was some student that was managing it for whoever owned the apartment. And he was so excited that we were comedians and he was just like trying to hang out with us. And we had to be like, hey, man, leave. <laughs> you have to leave now. Yeah. Uh, Chiz and I rented this place one time in um, I think we were in Seattle. Yeah, I think we we're in Seattle. And the guy was so yeah. proud of his place that he's like. I sat on the couch immediately. We were there to smoke dope, and and yeah. and, that, and I was I was getting ready to smoke some dope, and so he's taking Chiz on the grand tour of what is not a very fancy place. It's just <laughs> yeah. a two bedroom house, you know, some, somewhere somewhere in Seattle. I think that's where we were, and and I'm just like I sit down. And he Chiz looks back at me like you're not coming, and I'm like no, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, you're on your own. And this guy's like, and this is what a bathroom looks like. <laughs> you see, it has a sink and a mirror. 
<laughs> right, right. Flush and if toilets. you follow me, I'll show uh, you what a bed looks like. Put the fucking and, keys in a Dropbox and leave me alone. Like yeah, that's he, all I all I want is to find out what the door. code to the door is. He was next yeah. door, and he was like, "And make sure you take your shoes off. This is antique." pecan wood hardwood flooring or something <laughs> oh, like that uh-huh. and i looked at it and it's scraped all the fuck like it's ruined yeah it needs it needs going over Sandy resurfacing repair. and then recoding and i'm just like i'm not taking my fucking shoes off i don't want splinters dude like like it's not happening it's not <laughs> we had a we had, we had a woman once who you know like probably mid-50s divorcee who was like really excited that a couple of guys in their 30s were staying there And uh, so she was in, we were in like her like guest house and she was in the other house and she shows up. So, you know, we check in, it's fine. And then she shows up with like drinking a glass of wine, wearing like shorts and half a shirt, just being like, you boys need anything else? And we're like, absolutely not. We do not need anything else. Please, (laughs) please do not sexually assault us, miss. How to fuck that lady. (laughs) I'm sure you would. She's within your swiping range. But I think I I think I draw the line. I think I I draw the line at like... (laughs) 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 It's <laughs> <laughs> I I uh I I draw the line at like I think you know when like someone dies and you be and you be like oh man they died really young mm-hmm. like if you can't immediately say that about somebody that's too old for me to hook up with oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but wait what, doesn't that start at like sixty. No, I think that starts. I think that starts in the fifties, where they're just like, "Oh, you know, they died young." But the the idea of like that was life. tragic. Mm. Like the, I think ah, that was like tragic. James Dean around, scenario. Maybe it's yeah, that was I'm tragic. Starts in the starts Taking around away 50, too early. Okay. Yeah, I think I think fifty is the line of of from that was tragic to what a shame. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I see. Even at forty seven, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we lived most of his life and all the good years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He got through some good stuff. Everything's fine now. Yeah, sure. He doesn't get to enjoy as much retirement as he would have. But like, it's like when parents think... get divorced, it's rough on the kids. But if those kids have graduated college, it's a different thing, right? You know, those yeah. kids are twenty-seven. They'll manage your parents' divorce. Like, like, okay. Look, I think it's I think it's every ten years. Like ten or under, it's it's not just a tragedy. It's like a prayer circle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a that's a community yeah. gets together. Everybody, that is a vigil. Yeah, right? that's a disaster. Right. 20 or younger, you have uh, a, a card that everyone signs from the community. You know, like mm-hmm. it's still, it's it's something. It's a lot. You have, a lot. Uh, you have a lot of people saying to your parents, I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still very young. You know, 20 to 30, you start being, that's when it's like, that's a tragedy. You know, 30 to 40 starts to be, you know, oh, that's too soon. 40 to 50, I think is kind of a shame. <laughs> and then, and then. You know, and then 50 and up, it starts being like, well, that was a little early. Yeah. You know, he kind of dodged his bad years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Once you once you get to once you get to above 60, they start being like, well, how'd they eat? You know, <laughs> yeah, they, were yeah. they working out? Were they smokers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and once you get to 70 and up, you know, you just be like, well, you know, everybody's time comes. So I, I think that there's a certain level. And then once you pass 80, you get the they led a good life. Or they and once could you pass ninety, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, who would have thought that Trump would have been the youngest candidate? Is he the youngest but the, one uh, still left? I think he is. Youngest of the three main candidates. Like technically, I think Tulsi's long game is coronavirus. I think the <laughs> she, reason she's still running. She stopped running. She announced. Oh, she today. did. Yeah, today. Yeah. Oh, today. Oh, wow. I, I, my, I think so. Yeah. 
I think it was one. I think once coronavirus started running around and and you know taking out old people, I think I think that was probably a huge regret for Buttigieg. Like right? immediately, he should have been like, ah, I'm the spry one. Like I I I should have I should have stayed in. Um, but yeah, I think. And then once you get to ninety, they're a hero. If you die after ninety, you're Ooh, a hero. Yeah. If you, if you yeah. die, and then if you die after a hundred, it's a relief. <laughs> so like oh, no. every, I think every ten years. I yeah. truly believe that every if ten you make years it to hundred and two, like you won. You know, like why were you even still playing? You won this. You did it. You got to a hundred. Congratulations. Yeah, like what it, it's like playing a it's like playing a public video game where the entire high score list is your initials. Mm. You're just like why you why you play? You already have the whole thing. Yeah. Why you? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Why are you still doing this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude. So I went to your show. And yes. I, one of the one of my takeaways from it, I was really impressed by how you set the table. Right. I talked about this before Thank on you. PKA. How you got up yeah. there and and it's like you told us how to be a good audience, but I actually enjoyed that part of the show. It was funny. You did it like you entertained and set the table at the same time. How long was it before you did that? I imagine early in your career, someone else set the table. Like Oh, I I learned how to do that um while I was when I hosted Laughs. Uh, which was a show on Fox that nobody ever watched. Hmm. Um, I was my own warm up because it was a super low budget show, and so and we were doing live tapings, and there was no warm up warm up act, and I was like, "Fuck it, these guys need a warm up act," you know? And they're like, "Well, there's a host for that." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! Before the host goes up, there needs to be someone who sets down the rules." And so I learned through that, and it was trial and error because at first I was kind of like, "Don't do this, don't do that, don't do that," and then I started realizing that like it's psychology and it's more of a, I believe in you guys. You're going to be wonderful. We're going to have a great time together. If you act like this, instead of the whole, like, don't heckle, keep your mouth shut. Cause every now and then I would get a laugh making fun of that stuff. But your job as the warm up isn't to get laughs. Your job is to, like you said, set the table. And if you can make it funny while you do even better. And, and, and there was the other side of it. Like the other thing you said was, and then there are people who are like, I'm a hard laugh. Don't we all hate them? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm in the crowd, hook, line, and sinker on everything you're saying. Like, yeah, we do hate those guys. That one, actually, you might be misremembering a little. That is a okay. Holmes joke. But uh, <laughs> but no, there is, is the... Oh, no, I, but right I did... I, I had a joke. No, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah, the yeah. joke you're talking about. I, I, I talked about the, the idea of that, like, of the... If you come here and, and you're an asshole, there's nothing we can do for you. Like it, it, like it wasn't about like whether or not it's hard to make them laugh, but it was the idea of like you determine how much fun you have at this show. Like you've already paid you for tickets. You're here now. Open yourself up to having a good time. And the uh, like the the thing I talked about, it's I'm, I'm kidding around with you. But the thing I talked about is the closed off energy, the idea of of just like make me laugh, you know, like make me laugh, asshole, like that kind of thing, like the person trying to prove you wrong. And it's like this is your night, man. I get paid the same. Like, give I I don't, I don't give a fuck. I like, if you don't laugh, it's fine. Or, oh, um, is it the the uh, idea of like I get paid no matter what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I was actually I just wrote down I, rather than interrupt, I write down thoughts and like revisit them. Yeah. Or not stolen jokes. I just wrote. I have a hard time on stolen jokes, right? Because I, I would suspect, right? I mean, you can tell me as a professional comedian that is yeah. okay. To steal your jokes, if you're a regular person, if some accountant is by the coffee maker telling your joke to a fellow one, enjoy your break, right? Like, 
it's it, it the the accountant the account on on that the accountant does not lose anything socially by saying oh man i saw this comedian it was great and then telling the joke they still got the laugh the person's still like hey that was funny i enjoyed hanging out with bob bob's a good dude you don't lose any social acumen or, or social acuity whatever the fuck the word is but like the the idea of passing it off as his own that's still shitty. Bo- oh, so I, if, if I made a that's, joke good enough shitty. to steal and the accountant does that, knock yourself out. If I write a joke and like, it actually happened. To, my daughter made a joke about a movie. I think she said that, um, what is the Liam Nielsen movie? Taken was Finding Nemo for adults. And uh, someone took that. That's funny. Yeah, that's not her joke. We... I think that I don't. We were under the impression it was, and uh, and, and that's so, that, that's a general observation that many people have had. If she had oh, it independently, that that it could have been. highlights how bright she yeah. is. So, but but uh, she said it in one of our videos, and then shortly afterwards, uh, it seemed like it was a stolen joke. Who knows how it played out? Parallel thinking. Or, yeah, there's or a professional anything. comedian who tells that joke. Um, I don't. I've never written but a joke I, I like a like, like a sta- oh please do. Oh yeah. So accountant steals it. Everything is cool. Professional comedian steals it. Kind of not cool. You know, you're supposed here's to come up with your own material. Here's why the accountant stealing it is not it, cool, though. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. And, and the end of it is sometimes I find myself somewhere in the middle. Asshole on a podcast. Not exactly accountant telling it to one other dude, but not passing myself off as, you know, some comedian either. And But I, like, you have an audience. And here's the problem. I've I've had someone. So I had... I had a joke go crazy viral in a few different formats. Okay. The I, I had a clip where I talk about uh, the it was the big heckler clip that went viral. The first one, the the idea of like, uh, you know, I've never uh, uh, what's it called? Someone someone accused me of like not knowing anything about kids, so I can't talk about them. And I said, well, I've never flown a helicopter, but if I saw one in a tree, I could still say, dude, fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the joke. <laughs> um, someone made a meme of the joke. And then that meme got super popular. And then I did that joke on stage and someone came up to me after the show and accused me of stealing that joke from Reddit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, motherfucker, that's my joke. Every so often. And, okay. Oh, no, I'm saying and that that has happened. Brett Druck, who tours with me a ton, he had a joke go very, very viral in a meme where he wasn't wearing. He used to wear glasses. He doesn't anymore. And a lot of people, because they're assholes, they'll share the meme and Photoshop the person's name off of it. Like his name was on the meme and they'll just be like, oh, let me slice it so that it's really awkward and right up to the right up to the words of the joke. So his name's not on it anymore, because for some reason that is better, even though his fucking face is there. But because he looks so different than he used to, he gets people after shows. He now does a bit when he does the bit in his act. He talks about it going viral because he and I've seen it happen a dozen times. Yeah. People coming up to him and saying, you stole that bit. Yeah, I've been accused of it, like on this show. Like, like I don't remember what it was, but I I did a thing one time, and I was, I was just telling someone else's joke. But the whole premise, the the whole preamble was, or, you know, I, I heard this funny thing, or or yeah. something like that. And and in like, you know how these podcasts go. Sometimes like, oh, everybody laughs, and then like maybe Woody or the guest or Taylor or whoever like quickly is, oh, I got a story, I got a story before I can be like, yeah, it was on Comedy Central last night. It was this guy, like like. Yeah. I don't like joke stealing. What I mm. and, and like if someone writes a joke, legitimately writes one, 
that's so impressive to me because that's a skill that I, I don't, it's like alchemy to me. What, what, what I do if I'm funny is I tell you a story that happened to me in a funny way, like, like my cadence and the way I tell you the story, like, like beat for beat is what makes it funny. It, you know, there's a pause and then, and then yeah. this happened. And that's how I, that's my branch of humor that, that for, for, for as much as it is. Well, so I, all you guys, I mean, all you routine. guys are professionally funny. It's just in a different way than a monologue on stage. Yes, yeah, certainly. I, I didn't realize it had happened, but I, I told a story, right? And it was a, something happened to me. I think it was the time I went to a black barber and uh, uh, he did my hair as if I was a black person and shaved the front of it. And it looked mm -hmm. really terrible. And it was right there. On squared the up. I got squared up and I'm on the show with clearly not a white person's haircut. He shaves and a Nick's logo into the side <laughs> of your head. It's real weird. And, and I'm Woody's friend, so I don't want to like shit on him, but it's like. If it were a picture from his hair looks looks he's styling right now. But <laughs> so so I feel comfortable saying this. I don't feel like it's hurtful. But at the time, I feel like I could have ripped on that hair for like twenty five. Oh, it was bad. It was it, so bad. The, I actually let, knowing let me, I was get going this on out. PKA this week, I I extra farheaded for you guys, by the way. Oh, I got I got you. styled just so, so that, yeah. At the I Going into it, I thought the haircut was going to be this great experience. I thought black barbers were the most talented barbers because they did their fades and such so carefully. And, uh, and that the experience of being at a black barbershop with all the banter would be wonderful. That's why I went there. And uh, after they did my hair and there was like awkward silence, like I ruined everything just by existing. And the haircut itself was terrible and not what I was looking for. Yeah, they wanted to talk uh, about honkies and you're sitting on. there. And the, the, the kicker is after they did all this, I gave them my son. Right. So and they cut his hair bad too. Never got him back. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. I was like, as a tip, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I saw a comedian tell my story. Someone sent me a Reddit message and they're like, look, this guy oh. stole your whole thing. And it even ended with like, you know, then he did my son. And I was like, huh. But I didn't mind. I almost felt like I contributed a joke out there to the to the world. No, I no like that's that. that's horseshit. That's absolutely. I think anyone who, whether you're speaking professionally, writing professionally, a combination of both, like standups do, um, your IP is all you have, and so someone stealing that, and also, like I said before, it does nothing. It takes no credit away <laughs> from you to give the credit to the person who wrote it. You're still an interesting person who found it. You're still telling a good story. You're still charming people. And so if you go out of your way to not give that credit, like I have people all the time, that helicopter thing gets commented on Reddit constantly. And thankfully I have a fucking army of people who will write under it and they'll tag my username or they'll yeah. just be like, Hey, I also liked that joke that Steve Hofstetter told, you know, the difference? and like, that's, uh, that's positive. I live, I, I, form if you call it on a format where you can't use anything twice so like my ip doesn't have i feel like the same value that yours does well you might run with a bit for a year okay yeah, true we, but, got the but same at the same audience, time it, it would be like if you had the same audience every night right like if you played the same club in the same town yeah. same small town every night uh, you know i mean you saw you saw what happened on the show today kind of accidentally like i'm guessing i told that hotel story on this show before I've been on you here what, have, like nine I, times. I, I watch your comedy, um, you know, you know. But I, I've never, I, but I've never told that in my act. I, I had, oh, I wrote it on Reddit. I wrote it on Reddit years ago. So I it's follow you on Reddit it was too. On there. I, like, like, so, I, I know that story. I'll, I'll just say that from you. Right, but that, but that's my point. You knew that story, and Woody, when you were like, "Did that really happen to you?" There might have been an element of like, "Oh, I've heard that before." Is that your like? 
you know, or you just, or, or maybe you were just saying like, there's no way you would, you would play porn to a family. And, and if you say that, you do not know me well, but the, <laughs> but, but the idea, the idea of, of not even knowing necessarily where you heard something, there's a thing called cryptomnesia, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which is basically, and I had it happen once with, with one of my best jokes, the premise of it, I heard from another comedian five years earlier didn't realize I heard it from him, commented on his joke on Reddit. It was the same premise. But when something happened on Twitter that like there was something trending on Twitter, the joke uh, that I did was I saw Leviticus was trending on Twitter. The part of the joke that's not his is I said, why is it trending on Twitter? Did Jay-Z have a baby? (laughs) And so like that one was mine. But then I said, because it was trending because of that Bible verse, thou shalt not lie with a man the way one would lie with a woman. And to me, that doesn't sound like a prohibition. That sounds like sex advice. Yeah. That's the premise. Yeah. He had the same premise. Now, I went on for another two minutes in a different direction than he went on, but it doesn't matter. The reason that premise came so easily to me when I saw Leviticus trending for that reason is because I had seen it five years earlier. And I didn't realize where I had seen it until after the special was already recorded, after that's already out in the world. And another comedian was like, hey, man, that's Keith's joke. And then I realized, oh, fuck. And I had to call him and apologize to him because I didn't realize I took it. How often do comedians like believe in that apology? Like, hey, you know, Steve stole my joke. And then Steve says, accidentally, you know, they- I think it depends on who you are. I'm so virulently anti joke theft. Like I run a Facebook group of comedians and writers against plagiarism. And like we're the ones who got uh, when when the fat Jewish had his book signing canceled. That was us like. We when we see shit like that, we mobilize and like make sure that, you know, his sponsors know that he's stealing our shit and like, etc. And so you really like that, Jew it up. <laughs> it's well. And this was a guy against a guy named Fat Jewish of all things, um, which, by the way, that bothers me the most of the bullshit that he does. It's like oh. you can't. Jerry Seinfeld did all this hard work making a good name for Jewish people. And you got to go mm-hmm. fuck it up. Um, <laughs> he's, so he's your fucking hood ornament. He, uh, like, Seinfeld. Like, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this pre-show. I like Jewish people because of two things: Jesus Christ and Jerry Seinfeld, and not in that order. <laughs> oh, I forgot that was pre-show. I did I, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, sorry about that. I forgot that was pre-show. But the no, uh, no worries. Yeah, but the like. But my point is that I have I have a track record of calling people out when they do it. And not only that, but also being careful of it. I wrote I wrote an opinion piece about how and it was called No, Your Joke is Not Stolen. And it was about like when two people make the same joke about something in the news, they didn't steal that from you. The writers of Conan did not watch your set in front of four people in open mic and and steal that from you. They saw the same fucking story that was a very viral story and they came to the same conclusion. Yeah, like you can you can tell when it's stolen if the transitions are the same. Um. Or if the inconsequential details are the same, or perhaps even like the I saw, like you can tell when it's stolen. Like, like comedy is a bit like mathematics. Yeah, in that way, it's it's like it, it's, it's if I see your order of operations and it's identical to mine, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa we got there the exact same way. We 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 we, we crossed the we dotted the i's and crossed the t's exactly the same. I don't yeah. know about that. That's, but if we have the same think, observation, that's that's why it was so yeah, important same, to me to get the part about sending Colin to the black barber because. Everything else could have just been his experience that was like mine. But yeah, absolutely. But the That's fact the that, but that is the kicker. Yeah. That is the kicker. Like the you know, and it's weird. That guy didn't even have a son. 
But Honestly, the, I'm gonna interrupt you for the fourth time, I think. The punchline yeah. of that joke, if like if you were on stage, like that could be like an actual bit of you telling that, and then you put on stage, you you like hit a clicker, and it's a picture of you and Colin sitting there with those black people haircuts. <laughs> dude, I saw it and it is comical. Like, <laughs> it really was. It's like it's like they're both Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but they're the whitest two gentlemen <laughs> you've ever seen. And they're just both like Colin has red hair mm. too. Yeah. Even Colin knows he's, he's like I don't Damn. know if this looks good. <laughs> I saw a, Daddy uh, said I saw it's a cool, comic. but I don't think so. <laughs> the the two most egregious that I've seen were um I was at the this was 2005 I think. I was at the Calgary Comedy Festival. And uh and I saw this kid who you know he he did this poem and it was a word for word Jeff Ross poem. And it was one of the it was a thing that played on Comedy Central a ton. I knew it by heart when I was in high school. Like I still know it by heart and uh, and I go over to him afterward and I go, hey, man, that's a Jeff Ross poem. I'll do it in a second. I, I, I know my storytelling. And so uh, he goes, mm-hmm. I, I got to I got to save the story. So there's a good punch so that so many of the viewers can think that I made it up. So then uh, I so I go over to him afterward and I go, hey, man, that's the poem you did is a Jeff Ross poem. And he goes, no, 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 man, my friends and I wrote that in school. And I go, no, no, your, your friends and you said it in school. But that's a Jeff Ross poem. And he kept insisting. So then I go, uh, the poem is called I Miss Her Sometimes. I ran into my ex-wife the other day. Then I backed up and I ran into her again. (laughs) I miss her sometimes. (laughs) And I look at him and I go, do you think I memorized that from your set? Or do you think I already knew it? And like, he still kept insisting that it was his. And I was like, you just, it's a thing you did as a kid, but it's not, it's word for word, the same exact thing, same title, same misdirect. And then there was another guy at the same festival who did an Adam Hunter joke. And it's a joke that Adam did on, uh, on, uh, God, this is how long ago it was. It was, uh, not even Ferguson. It was Kilborn. And so the, the joke was, um, and, and Adam was my roommate. I knew this joke so well. And the joke was, I hate when, uh, someone tells me they have a boyfriend after I buy them a drink. Be like, Oh no, thanks. But I have a boyfriend. Oh, no, it'd be like, uh, he goes, he goes, oh, what's your number? And she goes, oh, I have a boyfriend. And he goes, all right, what's his number? Because he owes me a Corona. <laughs> so the good joke. But the guy told it with the same fucking beer in Canada. Cor- you, you don't find a ton of Corona in Canada. And so uh, I called him out on it. And I go, hey, man, that's you saw Adam Hunter do that joke. Mm-hmm. And like, that's that's his joke. And he just keeps insisting that it's his. And I go, I've been here for six days. I haven't seen anybody drink a Corona. Like, why would you have the same exact beer reference? That's crazy. So then at the, and that was the last night of the festival, at the post party, he was ordering Corona to try to like prove me wrong. To try to just be like, see, it's possible. Those both seem like possible kryptonesias. Do I have the word right? It's a new word for me tonight. Yeah. Do, yeah, cryptonesia. This is mid '90s, though, from Jeffrey Ross. Do you accept it as cryptonesia, like in, in their explanations? Like, did I think when they said this is our joke, they might not be lying. They might be wrong, but not lying. Their intent. Is... Well, the 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 thing about the Jeff Ross poem that is a that is a word for word, like the the thing with he owes me a corona, I guess. But what I'm saying, the reason I think that's not cryptonesia, is because the first part of that joke could have been parallel thinking the first part of that joke could have been cryptomnesia where he could have seen adam done it done it on the on the late show but to have the same exact beer reference and inconsequential uh. detail 
that could have been he owes me a Molson. It's Canada. That would have been that would have made it a better joke. Like that that's what I'm saying. When there's a detail that doesn't change the punchline and you use the same detail, that's when it's stolen. Yeah. He's been telling that joke since like ninety-five or something like that. That's a that's an old Oh, the one. Jeff Ross poem? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's his. Yeah. That's his. And it's funny. And it's not like I miss her sometimes. You could it's, there's it's tons brilliant. of punchlines, but then I throw another rock. You know, sure. or but yeah, you, you know, you, there, there's tons of ways that you could make that your own to some extent. But but no, it's yeah. his. It's his. He was the first one to do but it. But anyway, that goes back to so what Woody asked was the idea of like, you know, how many how many times does a comedian accept the apology? I think it depends on the comedian apologizing, and it depends on the person who's accepting the apology. So the comedian, I'll give him a shout out. Keith Lowell Jensen is the guy that I cryptomnesiaed from, and I was actually working with him in probably three months from then at the, uh, at the punchline in uh, Sacramento. And I called, so I called him up. I didn't have his number, but I knew someone who knew him. And I was like, Hey man, I feel terrible. This is what happened. And he was cool with it right away. Like he, he was like, Hey man, I know you didn't mean anything by it. Cause I think he knows me well enough and he knows my reputation well enough to know that there's no fucking way I would ever do that. Like in, and, and I also immediately took, except for the part with in the special, I took the meme down. I took the clip down. Like it's still in the special itself. There's nothing I can do about that. But I, I scrubbed every other reference to it because I was like, this this doesn't feel right. Even though two minutes of this joke is mine, the premise is not. And so it's not original. And even all the way to the accountants at the water cooler, you still have it. Would you say all your comedian peers agree with you on that? No, no. I mean, all, all my comedian peers don't agree with me on a lot of things. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I think that I think that the it is it is not a uh, it's a cardinal sin to do it on stage. It's a cardinal sin to do it, um, you know, on a podcast. Um, it is just kind of a dick move to, if you know where you heard it and you actively don't give credit, like that's, that's a shit thing. Like if you try to take, I broke up with someone over, over trying to pass off an urban legend as her story. Yeah. <laughs> what, what yeah. urban legend? I got to know now. Oh, it's a horrible thing. The she also made it. Man, like, what was this? <laughs> no, we she also, out she the, also made it. Tree and it's something that's <laughs> <on> the... <laughs> the worst. The worst part of it. Well, I'll, t I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the thing. So the the story is, and the way she told it is that she was uh, a friend of hers was dog sitting, and she was over at her at her, at the place, and so she's dog sitting with a friend of hers in D.C., and they, uh, you know, and and the dog is very old. And one day, you know, she, they come back from dinner and the dog's dead. And she's freaking out because she's like, oh, my God, I killed this dog. You know, what do I do? And so she calls the family and the family says, don't worry about it. The dog was very old. We knew this moment would come. Um, it's, it's OK. You're not in trouble. And she's like, OK. But but she realizes that like she has to she's dog sitting for a week. She can't just leave a dead dog at this house. So she's like, what do I do? And they say, well, there's a vet, you know, that does disposal. You could just take it to the vet. So she's like, okay. And she hangs up and then she doesn't realize that like, how the fuck am I going to take this giant dog to the vet? It's like two girls who are relatively small, this enormous dog. So she finds a huge suitcase and she puts the dog in the suitcase because she's got to take the Metro to get to the vet. It's like two stops away. She can't just walk with this suitcase. And so she gets on the metro and she's like, they're, the two of them are struggling to get it down the stairs. And uh, and this guy comes over 
And he's like, oh, you know, can I help you? And they're like, oh, yes, please. So he takes, you know, the suitcase down the stairs for them. They wait for the train. They're talking. And the guy's like, what is in that suitcase? And she's like, oh, it's a, it's DJ equipment. Because um, they don't want to say, hey, I have a dead dog in the suitcase. Sure. So the train comes. And as they start to get on the train, he grabs a suitcase and runs. <laughs> so that's the story that she tells me. Now, in her story, by the way, the guy who took the suitcase was black. Of course he was. That, now, that's, in the urban legend, funny. in the urban legend, he is not. She made the story more racist because she's like, oh, no one will ever believe that someone will steal something unless they're not white. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So uh, but she tells me the story. I had not heard the urban legend before, and I just heard it as a crazy <clears throat> story. And she says the whole thing. She tells it as if she went through it and her friend's panicking and she calmed her friend down and this whole thing. And it's like three days later and I'm at dinner with like one person I know and a couple other people. And one of the people says something about like talking about how, you know, like their their friend's father's dog just died and they had like a hell of a time trying to find like a way to bury it properly. And I go, oh, my God, I heard this crazy story. And I start to tell the story and I get through like three sentences of it. Before the guy goes, yeah, and the guy stole the dog. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, that's an urban legend. My dad used to tell me that story. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I Google it and it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> it's appeared as like legend since like 82. Like this story has been out there. And she passed it off as if it happened to her. And I was like, fuck you. Everything you say to me is a lie. Mm -hmm. Like, couldn't you just say, hey, I know this funny story. I know this interesting story. And instead she was like, this happened to me. And also uh, black people are thieves. Like that was her. That or was a funny position. way to do that, I think, and and sometimes it's the best way because timing is so important with jokes and yeah, um, interrupting someone's expectations is is some sometimes such a good punchline. Like, tell it like it's you, and then at the end, be like, that that's not mine though. That's an urban legend. I I, I had to tell it that way. It's funnier if I tell it that way because you've already gotten your 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 laughs. Absolutely, like the Goodwill Hunting, like the uh, yeah, it doesn't the... ruin the joke because the joke already. It's Which it's it's, it's like. It would be like if you ate something and some delicious meal and after you'd eaten it and enjoyed it thoroughly, they were like, you know, that was snake, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have eaten. Uh, I, I wouldn't it. have enjoyed it if I'd known it was snake the whole time. But yeah, it was good. I guess I like snake. All right. OK. Yeah, God damn it. That's some good snake. Uh, yeah. Woody, the part of uh, Goodwill Hunting is they tell the the joke about the uh, the pilot saying uh, the pilots on the intercom and he says, uh, he goes, oh, I could use some coffee and a blowjob. And the flight attendant realizes he's live and everyone heard that. So she runs up the aisle and, uh, and he goes, and so I say, don't forget the coffee. <laughs> so that's the, that's the joke. But the putting the part of the movie, they talk about putting the eye in it is like it makes it, it can make it funnier, but you still can't pass it off as your own story. It just makes you an unreliable source. It makes you an untrustworthy person. It does. It does. I, I've, I've known people who tell a story where, they are the hero of this story. And then six years later, they tell it again. It turns out that like they were the, uh, an accessory to the story, you know, like on the side or something. They weren't the centerpiece they made themselves out to be originally. And it's like, yeah. ah, you're full of shit. My, my brother actually. I was at a gas station and this guy, he was causing <laughs> a problem. And I was like, yo, bro, you want some of this? And he was like, totally not. You know, he backed down because he saw how big. <laughs> 
big I am, just barreling at him like a human machine. And we're all sitting here. You know who I'm talking about, Woody. We're all oh, here, I like, do. And we're all sitting here like, <laughs> there, oh you serve a liar. A <laughs> oh, I, I actually ha- I have a story that like every time my brother tells it about me, because sometimes people like will exaggerate in a better way. But it's me in the story. And so every time my brother tells me it, it tells a story, I get worse in the story <laughs> where it's like it's a pretty it's like Willie Randolph. I, I'm a Mets fan. I was at a game when Willie Randolph was a coach. He tossed a ball into the stands and I made a nice catch without a glove. It was like it was a pretty good catch. I reached over with my left hand and I caught it. First time my brother told the story, he told it that way. Second time he tells the story, like, yeah, I reached a little bit. Third time he tells the story, yeah, it came right to me. Fourth time he tells the story, Willie Randolph handed me the fucking ball. Like, time, <laughs> First time. Gets fifth time. Worse. It hit me the, in the nose. <laughs> yeah. A kid picked it up. I pushed the kid. Like, each time it gets way worse. Willie Randolph tried to hand it to a kid. I punched him in the face, and I took it, and I said, that's because you have cancer. Like, each time it just gets, it just gets way worse. These days, it hit me in the nose, and the whole team laughed at me, and I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never said I didn't shit myself when I caught it, but the, uh, but yeah, that's each time he tells it, the fish gets smaller instead of the other way around. Yeah, I, I, I'm always skeptical of stories where the teller is the most badass of of. He's like, yeah, everybody else was just a pussy, and then there I was. Yeah, and I, I tell stories where I. Yeah, I've t- I tell stories and I've told stories on this show and like I was joking around about it, about how there are people in the comments who'll be like, that story's not true. And it's like, no, I'm only going to tell stories where I look good in them. Like, I'm not going to tell stories about like, and then I had this one thing that I thought everybody was going to laugh at and it fucking, it was awful. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to, that's not the story I'm going to tell. I'm a professional comic, but like all my stories that I'm the hero, it's with words. I've never told a story where I've beaten somebody up. I've, be- you know, like that's not, that's not how things work with me. Like yeah. that's the one weapon I have, so that's Obviously. the story I'm gonna tell. Yeah, it's uh, I'm a very I'm a very go- this is me big. Like yeah. you have no idea how how you're skinny off the I used to be. It's disgusting. You're very affected and effeminate and oy vey. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, I shake of- hands like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like this. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I shake hands like a high school skeleton model. Like anybody ever <laughs> like give you one of those science class skeleton? You ever have a lady yeah. give you one of these? <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Of course not. We're not from fairy tales. So give me a real handshake. I really yeah. like a lady who gives you a real handshake. I, I, I when when that happens, I'm like, oh, all right then, all right then. Yeah, be like, oh, like, this like, is like, actually going to be a match. You could jerk a cock. <laughs> I I can tell you've got some grip strength. Show me what you got. Like 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 like. like be like, then you I, show up at the hospital four hours later. You're like, you can really jerk a cock. It exploded. <laughs> yeah. just, oh god, there's blood everywhere. There was a kid. Uh, there was a kid we worked in a in a summer camp with when I was uh when I was 15. Um, where like he was so excited he got his first hand job, and like the girl had never given him either, and she made it bleed, and like Hawk. I that that story was like legendary. And one day I just was like, how do we know that? Like which one of them told somebody? Like which one of them involved in that? And my friend just goes, "Oh, it was the sheets. We just we saw oh, it on the sheets, and oh, we asked him." I don't like this. I, I don't need this. I don't need this in my in, in my mind right like, now. We just saw we just saw the sheets, and we asked him. We're like, "Is that hers?" And he's like, "No." And he told him <laughs> Good God, she chafed the blood out of his cock. Like, it's, why doesn't he stop and be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I have definitely. St- I, I was because uh, he was a fifteen-year-old getting a fr- his first yeah. hand job. He was he was. 
at that point, I mean, Steve at that understands. point, you're so bad at sex at that point that you're just like, oh, I guess this is supposed to feel this way. No, I like knew. the first girl I ever made out. The first girl I ever made out with may as well have put a fucking dustbuster in my mouth and tried to suck my tongue out with it. It was horrific. But at the time, I made out with her for hours because I was like, <laughs> this is Christ. the greatest thing. Someone wants to kiss me. This is amazing. <sighs> I know this girl and she's got rough hands because she's a stripper. And I think like r- r- okay. working the pole. Yeah. Like oh, the pole. Oh, I was like, wait like a rough, minute. I have missed. They're I not thought like you were going like to be like a cowboy. Sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not like rough like a cowboy calluses, but like they're not as soft as mine, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I do I'm a lot of pull ups. I, I can imagine what they're like. I moisturize. And if I, every time I've ever worked out, I wore gloves and like working on the farm, always had to have my gloves. And my hands are very, very soft. All right. People, ladies appreciate that sort of thing. Anyway, this lady, very strong, rough ish hands. And it makes like a hand job way too intense. And so I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Whoa, whoa, hang on. We need more loop. <laughs> it's like ribbed for your not pleasure. Yeah, it's, it, it's like she a post-orgasm hand job. Like when you just want them to stop. Like, like, like. All right, I've had too too much stimulation. Stop. It's like that. Oh, but before that's the definitely orgasm. a thing. By the way, can we can we talk about that for a second? Because that's not sure. a thing I think Post-coil enough people stimulation. talk about. The idea of like the second it's done, please stop immediately. Like for the three women who listen to this program, because your boyfriends make you. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it's really hey, important for you to know this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet, by the way, every now and then, because like I, I said this on the program before, tons of PKA people come to shows. And so, uh, but every now and then there would be like a PKA person with like a, with like a super hot girlfriend. And they'll just be like, oh man, we listen to you on PKA all the time. And I'll just to check, I'll just say to her, I'll be like, oh, you a big PKA fan? Like I'll turn to her and she'll just like smile politely. I'm like, nah, <laughs> okay, I get it. It's uh-huh. his, it's his, it's his thing, but you'll love him. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, the idea of like, once it's over, like you gotta, you gotta stop, you gotta stop or that shit, that shit goes from, this is the best feeling to this is the worst feeling. Very, very. So good. you've got a bloody nose. That's what's coming. It's Oh God. <laughs> this is, I thought that's how you started. <laughs> like that. There's going to be blood one way or another. I promise. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that a lot, a, like there, there needs to be, I forget who, I think it was Doug Stanhope had a great bit about the idea that like, we don't teach our sons how to masturbate and like, that's the greatest thing in our lives. And yet we don't pass on that knowledge. We just expect them to figure it out. And like, I think that's true. Like sex ed is not technique at all. It's just, it's Danny Giles has a good bit about, he calls it a consequence ed. It's not mm-hmm. sex ed. It's just consequence ed. Like no one's actually teaching like, hey, clockwise motion. Like there are just so many things that like you, it takes a lifetime to figure out. Chucks, I'm not sure I'm aware of that. <laughs> clockwise? clockwise or- I, that, was a re- that was a reference to, uh, to fingering. Like there are guys who think you're supposed to finger like this. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a massage. Fucking rank amateurs. This is a massage <laughs> right. we're performing. Yeah. yeah, this is not, you're not just supposed to be like, bitty, 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 bitty. Like, it's not. <laughs> I like the idea you know? of using two fingers. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're like, uh, like deflating dough. <laughs> it's, the, it's, be, it's like the old, like, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B. Like, <laughs> just mash the keypad yeah. as much as possible. But, like, but there are things think, we just don't teach people. 
I don't think they should. I, I think you'd have to learn the hard way though, because like like Go on. The or the semi hard way. Yeah, or the semi hard way. Like I if, like like I don't want to talk too much about technique. Maybe I've learned some things that I find are give me an edge. You know, proprietary, proprietary knowledge. Advantage. Proprietary oh. knowledge. All right. I, oh I, my I god! What a what a YouTube series. Like oh, there no. are all this these is a like Patreon only kind of series, right? <laughs> here. Like here's here's what happens when your SD card gets stuck in your camera. Like there's a million of those videos. Like why not? Yeah. Why not a video? Why not a series of videos? We can all like just like a just like a swarthy dude with a six pack and no shirt, just a Jason Momoa looking motherfucker. Yeah, just like comes on and like teaches you how to do things. Yeah, if y'all sign up for our Patreon, is linked down below. You know, we do a hangout, <laughs> we do a hangout every month where there's like uh, ten oh. of us in a call, and and I'll, I'll show you exactly how to make a, a lady nut by tickling the small of her back with your very long fingernails. I saw that's a reference I you won't get, Steve. But but I it's, do. It's it's awful. No, nope. oh, yeah, but Steve does. Yeah. It. It's and, and and it's good that he doesn't. Oh uh, well, yeah, I'm really glad that I do not. But I do remember, like I remember when like. Someone it was like an it was like a friend of mine who told me when I was I think I was 16 a friend of mine when a friend of mine like told me where the clit was mm. like he's like it's the thing it's the above it's the thing above like I mean we start out most of us start out yeah. thinking that there's only one hole yeah I I I was a teenager and uh, I, I was watching some show on TV and they asked guys where the clit was and and they made it like a safe for TV image of a vagina you know basically that oblong hole thing and uh yeah this i looks was like, like, a, like these a, idiots like a don't know where football. it was and i thought it was right between like the the pussy and the anus like right at the bottom there. like, <laughs> like i would have pointed to the taint at the time and i'm like oh these people are so stupid they're pointing everywhere and then they said oh yeah, it's that up could here. be useful for something else and i was like i'm glad the... they didn't ask me i would have embarrassed myself on tv yeah. just like these gentlemen yeah be like oh it it, it ain't there no. Uh, yeah, I, I think that sexual prowess is something that you should uh, have to have to learn yourself. I, I feel like these are ooh. like this is like alchemy, right? Like 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 you, there's no need to be sharing these these, these secrets. You but know? what about understudies? What could there could be academies? Uh, I <laughs> you could be in the guild. <laughs> understudies in the sec in the bedroom means something completely different in my world. Okay, my fair, friend. fair. Sorry, I meant apprenticeships. I meant apprenticeships. Wrong word. <laughs> What's an Sorry, understudy yeah, in the bedroom? I, Kyle, lay it out for me. I, I don't know. I was just really making a joke there. There's no. There's no. Oh, <laughs> I legit thought like, no, okay, an, Woody. An I suppose it's, it, it has first you learn not tying ass or, or being <laughs> eat someone. Oh, it was just kind of I see the under reference. like like an undercarriage study person. I sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, but, but yeah. I, I thought I thought you were saying like the idea of like, oh, you know, well, uh, I, you know, in, in this production of sex, our uh, our star performer is under the weather today. <laughs> so we have an understudy who's going to come in and you're just like, oh, man, it's not the main one. But all right, I guess we'll see how they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you learn these things over the course of a lifetime and, uh, you know, your experiences. And you see, you know, trial and error, trial and error. But that's and true for anything in life. So why more so be with so sex, though, Because sex is so weird because like, all right, so, so let me, you have to have very specific circumstances to even run your experiment, right? Like if you're trying to figure out how certain chemicals react, well, you just get a bunch of fucking jars and beakers and go to work in your, in, in your bedroom or whatever, your, your garage. But if and you, you can blow your eyebrows a, off in both situations. But 
you have to have a lady present, right? And and preferably an experience with multiple ladies so that you really get a barometer for like, oh, I guess that only, because there's some things that one girl will like that another will hate. And so you need, you need this sort of, you, you need a, tr you need a big study, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like you, in order, in order for you to learn, size. you have had to have had sex with enough people that you learn what works for most people. Every now and then you have sex with someone and you're just like, well, nothing's fucking working here. Like this person's into stuff that, uh, you know, clearly into things that in a way that I don't want to do it or, or, or has a different rhythm or whatever else it is. But you have to figure out, you have to have sex with enough people to figure out not only what you like, but what more than half the other people like. What you need. And so once. So with infection, you use broad spectrum antibiotics when you're not sure exactly what you have, right? There, you, yeah. you need to learn the broad spectrum sexual techniques. That is 100% true. Holy shit. There, <laughs> that there, is... there are some broad spectrum sex acts that just work on everybody, right? You whip right. out that Hitachi magic wand, and it doesn't matter who it is. They're just like, oh, okay. All righty then. You know, but but some girls, you stick your tongue in her butthole, and she's going to, like, shit on you immediately. Oh, that's the, that's the Hitachi magic wand, the tongue in the butthole? Oh, no, 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 that's a literal device that you seem to be unaware of. You need of. to Google this thing because it is... I'll send you an Amazon link right now. Um, and consider use my Domi. Uh, by the way, code. this is worth... It sounds like this is worth getting coronavirus over. So yeah, it, send it Send it over. I'll go get consider one. Consider the Domi too. Yeah. It's the wireless version. Uh, batteries have come a long way. Uh, the So this is like some sort of vibrator, I'm assuming. Yeah, it you, you've the, probably seen one before. Just uh, didn't know the you know what? I, I, I believe in... Uh, I don't, I'm not into performance enhancers. You know, I think you should uh, do this without steroids. Look, it's hard to live your life through this world and have <laughs> never, juice. never been I uh, hard. exposed to this thing. I juice frequently. Along the lines of what we were saying, I have wondered. So I met my wife at 19. I was wondering, yeah. like, it is possible that while I think I'm good at sex, I am actually only good at sex with Jackie. And that if I were to, like, ever find myself in a situation where I was with someone else... They might be like, dude, you suck. You guys might be having like 1990 sex, right? basically. Could like be. you guys might be doing the latest stuff from like the early 90s where this well, was like Well, what we need here is an shit. outside observer, clearly. <laughs> 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 Chatterbait.com uh, slash Woody's Gamer Tag. I said we draw straws. Friday. <laughs> we draw straws. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, figure out which which one of you guys has to fuck Woody. Is that what, is that what you're doing? <laughs> Woody has to perform what he does to Jackie on the short straw. And that's how this works. <laughs> you thought you were going to get a watch? <laughs> you are going to get a watch? Please. She's a lady. <laughs> no, the I, yeah, it's possible that like there's all this stuff that's been developed. Well, uh, it's not as if we I, I have no exposure to the, there's a, the, Steve. You might be unaware, but there's a lot of media out there on the internet, which is true. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I've seen Bob Jar Ross, Jared tape, but I'm not going to make any masterpieces over here. Uh, Jared <laughs> Berenstein, who's a uh, who's one of, one of the guys who tours with me a bunch, has a joke about how he used to be a prude, and then he like. And then he like got more sexually experienced, but then life passed him by and now he's a prude again, which uh, basically just means he doesn't eat ass. Pussy. Like that's that's what's changed. Step up where he game. was like, I'm into other stuff, but that's yeah, that's not that's not a thing. I don't do that either. That's not a thing. I think it, it was do you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah, I well, I shouldn't have <laughs> even asked. Woody, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Right, anything. Yeah, I, I would say that actually the yeah, save the marriage. You it know, you guys expanded. have been having sex you know, with the you, same you, person. You start off 
with uh, you know, with just one or two tools in the toolbox. And as time goes, uh, you get the full craftsman the, set. Exactly. That's in. That's I got what's pneumatics. In your I got a lift, <laughs> air compressor in the corner, wood lathe by the wall. I just. But when we you got when you do, two hundred forty volts in here, son. How fresh? How fresh does the shower have to be? Immediate. It's pretty. Immediate. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like that's well, you yeah. know immediate. You know, and and like if if she if we're really down for some some action, you know, then she's she's cleaned out back there. She's applied an enema. You know, and we 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 planned ahead, and it's something you do. Ah, you know? there's yeah, uh there's, there's been a trim, preferably a wax, and you know you, you're gonna get after it. I really oh, so this is not this is not like a spontaneous like an, on a ass eating. Thing. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no such thing as I don't think I've ever spontaneously eaten ass. No, no. This is a like, all right, now we're gonna go have sex kind of thing. Like, like no spontaneous ass eating. You gotta have some real love involved. To, Look, to, I'm, to, I'm. This is not the I, I. I'm in. I'm in 101. You're in the advanced class, right? Yeah, I'm learning I, um, about. I'm learning about yeah, ass eating uh, 101 right here. That that's super effective, <laughs> and a lot of girls have never had that done. And uh, the the uh, the reaction that you get is, uh, you know, it makes you, makes you feel good to make them feel good. And you know, I, I've known girls that are like, whoa, what is this thing really down there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> you don't mind? No, I like it. Well. Yeah. I like you. For a check or a credit card? <laughs> <laughs> Can I swipe down here? <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah, just Venmo at that point. Can I, do I tap it or swipe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm and, and by the way, I'm not like disgusted by it. It's just never, no. I've never been in a situation where I feel like where if I'm if I'm in a situation where I feel like the regular tools in the toolbox aren't working, I feel like that's not going to be the magic wand that'll suddenly change everything. I think just the magic wand is the literal magic wand that will okay is the okay the actual magic wand. I sent you wand. a link I, I, down below. That's that's the that's the the uh, the yeah. corded version. It's like fifty five dollars. It's worth five hundred and fifty dollars. I have two in case one gives out. There are attachments for them. I don't know if. No need to confirm or deny whether you're aware of the attachments for the magic wand, Woody. But there are attachments. One of them looks like a question mark. It like there's like is there like a flamethrower? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my self defense wand. That's a completely <laughs> yeah. different wand. Yeah, there's one that has like a question mark, and it sort of goes in and hits the G spots. So you you're like going in and getting that curve action, but then the it's very intense vibration. Two speeds, super high and super duper high. Like those are the two speeds that, well, now, that, that now that I know that you guys now that I know that you guys eat ass uh, when I said like what are your survival skills for the apocalypse uh, I mean that's one because we'll never run out of fuel never. like you go across the country you just have to trade you just trade that for Jesus you know Christ. some some dude with a gas can and suddenly oh, you're fine I don't want to eat crusty <laughs> post apocalypse man butt but uh, you've I, got skills Kyle you cannot ignore your skills it's very important this is the one you actually want. It's oh the same damn! As, yeah, I. Got. It's the same except that it has the dial box. Oh, you got the dial. See, I bought the dial aftermarket. Yeah. Oh, I've seen stuff like this. I knew. I knew that you had seen it in your, you know, comings and goings at some point in your life. My comings and yeah. goings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, and that, I've that, seen it in my comings and comings. It can be uh, without the dial box. You might not get the speed you're looking for at the moment. So I've actually <laughs> only ever been. So I've only ever been to like an adult store once okay um and it was because i was hanging out with a couple of friends 
and someone said something about like going to one and I was like, ah, I've, I've actually, I don't think I've ever been to one of those. And they're like, okay, well we have to take you. And it was like, I was hanging out with like two pretty women who wanted to take me to a sex shop. And I was like, all right. And so we went and I realized that like the vast majority of things there, it's probably like 95. And this was an enormous one because we were in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's a state shaped like a dick. Like, what do you want? So everything in that store was pretty much for women or gay men. There was like very, very little for straight guys. Yeah, there have been some advancements for men, you know, with the various pocket pussies. Uh, yeah, but there's like and such. Yeah, but there was like a shelf of that, and then an emporium of like vibrators and giant dildos, and like you know, and and games based on everything's a penis in the game, and like there's like a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was very there's very very little <laughs> for straight dudes, and I think it's because most of us don't need it. Like a good gust of wind is a sex toy. You might be yeah. right. I had a different theory. I. I... <coughs> I could be wrong, but I thought that women. By the way, I don't have coronavirus. We've just been talking a lot, so horse. I thought that women, because they have periods, are naturally inclined to like devices like tampon, tampon inserters, and pads. And whereas it's just my own. It's like an evolution thing. Almost like you know, look, they're used to tools, and with guys or not, there's nothing that you ever have to do to your penis, really. And uh, because of that, it, there's almost like a, a barrier to break when you start introducing tools. Whereas women, it's there's a the company landscape. called uh, Love Sense. <clears throat> they make excellent toys. These are uh, controlled by an app on your phone, and you can either use uh, Bluetooth for close range control, or it has internet capabilities. So, so it's like a put it in while you're at work type. You of thing. can be anywhere in the world, and I can be over here in quarantine controlling the intensity and the, uh, the, the, the pace of the vibrations. I can program in all sorts of things. I can download other people's programs. It'll be like, it sounds like both, both hot and super villain shit. Yeah. Like the, the idea <laughs> I haven't, of like, I haven't tried it, but there are male masturbators that match up to videos. So like, when they're going heavy, you're going heavy. If they slow down or change position, you take a pause. And uh, the video. I, I think is... here. I th- go ahead. I think here's the difference, though. I I disagree with your with your evolutionary theory. Okay. I think the difference, couple of differences. One, um, there are a lot of women who would love to orgasm and not have to talk to us. Like there's there's a decent amount of that. Um, there's also just the idea of like with a guy. If I want to, I want to get it over with. Like, if I'm by myself, I want to get it over with as quick as possible. I want it to be like, here's the thing I want to do. I want to have that feeling and get on with my day. And, but there are women who like, I'm going to make a night of this. I'm going to make an evening. I'm going to bring myself to the brink. Or I'm going to do this 10 times in a row because evolutionarily they can do that, but we can't. And so, like, for me, now look, I'm a goal-oriented person. But, like, <laughs> the, the, uh, the idea of like getting things done and walking away. Whereas like there are a lot of women who are like, let's light some candles. Let's take a bath, drink some wine, play some music. Like I've never been like, Oh man, I want to, I want to whack off. Let me put on some Tom Petty. Like I've never been like that's, but I've been like, Oh, I want to have sex. Let me put on some Tom Petty. So like, there's a, I think it's a different thing. Because the women will set out for like an event, you know, an evening of fun and guys are just, in and out. Sometimes I got some time yeah. to kill. Yeah. Although I guess my theory doesn't take into account 
why there are so many sex that there are a lot of sex toys for gay dudes. Mm-hmm. Like there, are, I think there are a lot of just maybe it's just more acceptable to have like a severed dick than like a like a a, a separate vagina. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. In almost. the comments, why don't you let's give your feedback? You know, I, I, <laughs> I have I have a collection. I have an enormous uh, collection, thousands of dollars. You know, I, I of what? Various sex toys. I I wonder, like, I don't know. I, maybe I my like mind crazy is crazy fuck machine that's got the the speed. It, it's just a, just a crazy fuck you machine. Is, oh yeah. Here's the question. I felt like I'll show you. Sex toys should be <laughs> for a person or a couple, right? I don't. I would feel weird if. I use the same toy on person after, like, you know, if it, if they extend it between girlfriends. That's so, actually how ver- coronavirus got spread. <laughs> other people don't people share these disinfecting thoughts? Their, their severed dicks. Um, no, Woody, I absolutely agree with you. And also, I'd like to add that, like, there it depends. And look, it depends on the, the, the type of women that you date. I have a good answer to that when but, it's done. But I absolutely, which is why I'm going first. You're the headliner on this question. So I... I have been in a situation like, look, I have two things when it comes to like sexual objects at home. I have condoms and I have lube and I've had like, you know, hooking up with a girl and she's like, why do you have lube? Like what you get, you get late enough that you have your own lube ready to go. What a and like, bitch. that's well, and that's why I'm saying like, it depends on like, if you, you date explain, people, I don't I mean, get people. late very often, which is why I have lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, which is both, it's both for me and also, uh, you see most of the bottles still here. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just think that it depends. Like, look, Kyle, you're going to, you're going to bring someone home who's like, where is your sex swing? Like, they're going to assume you and have I'm going to tell them where it is. Right. right but that's my <laughs> point. Dungeon, they're, they're not like, they're not right. They're like, they're not going to be taken aback by that. I think it depends on, I think it depends on who you date. And I mean, before in, Kyle in terms of, like, if you're too prepared, if you're too prepared, you look, you look a little I'm, I'm, either. Yeah, go ahead. I'll be quick, Kyle. If a girl said, hey, Woody, my last boyfriend loved this prostate massager. I'd be like, he did, huh? Like, can we get a new, <laughs> a new yeah. one for me? I wouldn't. I would never phrase it like that. I would say, girls go crazy for this one. Come check it out. You, you know, it wouldn't, you'd never phrase that. You don't bring there's, up anybody. There's, there's various testimonials on the side of it. <laughs> be like, four stars, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Nancy was here. I'm trying to yeah. find the sex machine that I have, but I, I just, I just think that like I, I agree. It's a very personal thing. The same way that like, look, you can wash a pair of underwear a million times. I'm not ever wearing someone else's underwear. Like if I'll, I'll buy a T-shirt at a secondhand store with no uh-huh. problem. So, but the idea of like those boxers, those boxers, put them in the fucking garbage. Also, I haven't dated new people. When there is an understanding years. that like everyone, like 25, that, that, that everyone yeah. had a sexual history, right? Like I think when, you know, if Kyle were to meet a lady, a new one, no one's playing the virgin card anymore, right? Right. And, you know, they're communicative before they're, you know, back at the apartment or whatever. So there, there's probably a whole different scene than, than I'm used to. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But at the same time, there are still, I think a lot of dating is pretending. Like we all know that the other person is, look, if you have sex with someone for the first time and they're good at sex, it's because they've done it a lot. And we all know that. 
And so you do want your partner to be experienced, but you also don't want your depart your partner to be like, oh, this guy Jim I was with, he liked this one thing, so I'm gonna try that with you. Like you don't want your your you're putting that out of your head. I yeah, think that's I an important part. I don't think they make it anymore. I thought Steve was going to go into oh my God, you. you're dating their edition. representative. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one I've got is like $1,200 or something like wow. that. It's, it's um, you know, you, you've got real adjustable height and uh, you it pivot. Like there's like, there's three arms. So with three arms of, of, of control, you can do anything. It's you the go, CNC like, machine it can, of sex. It can go yeah, it, absolutely. It can go. It can go flat on the ground and straight up, or it can go like super duper high and go like almost straight down, like 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 anything and everything. And even the length, the th the uh, the thrust uh, can can be like super short thrust, like or like real long. And then you know infinite attachments for it and uh, speed control, just like the Hitachi one. It plugs into the wall, of course. How does it? How does it get washed? Well, you've got, safe you've, got a, you've got attachments, right, that are, that are essentially uh, vacuum lock dildos. And so, um, you know, the machine has this metal thing, and it goes into the back of the dildo, and they lock together. And then you've got to, like, pop it back off yeah. and then, oh, okay, and but, then wash but, the, the dildo. But fluids are not, like, that controllable. Mm -hmm. Like, when there start to be fluids involved, there's... I mean, I, I'm sure you've been in a sexual situation where you're like, oh, well, that got over there, huh? Like, and so there's got to be stuff that's gotten on the machine in other parts nah. of the machine. No, nah, I don't think no? so. No, I put condoms on the, you put condoms on the, the toys. I, like, that's my answer to like the whole sharing toys thing. Like you put a condom on there. Like, you know, it, it's been washed yeah. and there's a condom on it last time it was used and this time it's used. And if you want your own toy, if you're... Clickety click, clickety clack. Amazon has plenty. <laughs> they send right. me more. I, I'll, I'll put your name on the side of a sharpie. If that's what you want. I, love like, the I idea want everybody like, to feel comfortable here. Amazon is like contemplating shutting orders unless it's like medicine or necessary food. And meanwhile, Kyle is like, well, it's been rumored. It's probably it's not going to happen. But I mean, like, it's the type of thing where like Trump was like, oh, we're going to close travel to Washington and California, and he said that like two weeks ago. And like it's, it, I, I'm just saying that like it's a thing that someone said, and it was going to set up the joke that the idea that like, like Kyle, meanwhile, <laughs> is like, but then how do I get my prime dildos? No, <laughs> I will say this is an emergency. <laughs> These are necessary. This is a medical emergency. This is a medical emergency. We're playing doctor. What so move wrong? aside. Give me the dildo. Amazon said they were hiring a hundred thousand people having to do with Corona. I mm. thought it had to do with them increasing their capability of delivery. Do I have this all wrong? No, uh, I think right. I think part of it. I, I think it it does. I, what what I'm saying is like that was something that someone said that's not going to happen. Okay. But what I, what I'm saying is I, I assume that a lot of their hiring is also because they came on they came under such fire for not sanitizing anything, and like their warehouses were not being sanitized at all. So they need to hire a staff just to do that. Let alone the virus doesn't live long enough on cardboard to be an issue, even if you cut prime. Yeah, but you have I to heard. put you have to put stuff on cardboard. But it's not it's not Literally just cardboard. cardboard you're you're yeah. buying things inside the cardboard. Um, yeah, but uh, it can live for like three days. They say on stainless steel. But um, lately, my prime has been an extra day. Hmm. So instead of two, it's been three because of the increased demand. It's pretty it's pretty crazy how this has affected the whole economy. Let me do yeah. an advertisement. How soon till you complained? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me do an advertisement and then I have uh, a couple of funny videos. I'll let you guys pick which one. All right, sounds good. All right, they're gone. Now it's just us.
Let's talk about eugenics. No, uh, <clears throat> tell you guys about Postmates. This episode of PK is brought to, brought to you by a company we have a lot of personal experience with, and that is Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing, and you're eating it. You know what's not so great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurant. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered, and you don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track your driver. Forgot to get eggs or milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for that perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. Well, he's not here to chuckle. He does it every week. <laughs> for a limited time, Postmates is giving you 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So start your free deliveries right now. Download the app today. Use code PKA. That's code PKA for 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA. I love I love Postmates. It's great. Um, bring you your food. I, uh, I they, they package it up nice and safely. Bring it to you in these hard times when you don't want to go out and be bumping into lots of people good stuff um the what do you what industries obviously you know delivery is doing great grocery is doing great toilet paper mm -hmm. uh hand sanitizer uh people who make face masks which by the way the people who are wearing the face masks so they don't get it face masks prevent you from giving it not from getting it yeah just a heads up Specific, so certain ones do the uh i think it's the m95 uh medical mask they'll prevent you from getting it or uh, yes, yes. But the the majority of what people are buying, like the standard, you know, put it on your face, like the the standard dust uh, ridged or one or whatever medical thing. Yeah, exactly. That that does not prevent you from getting it at all. Um, and neither does putting a shower cap on or whatever other dumb shit people are doing. Yeah, but the I wear a full body condom <laughs> independently of the disease. Can't breathe, um, but, but the 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 thing that <laughs> oh god <laughs> the thing that uh. The thing that I'm curious about is like the industries that'll be propped up by this, because certainly retailers, you know, Walmart. So, so you think that? Well, but their stores. I mean, like the in-person shopping is is going away for a while. Mm -mm. So They're flooding that place. Every I, you see so many videos of Walmart full. I drove by Walmart the other day. I'm like, I'm like, I could be starving. I'd go kill something. There's maybe, no way. I'm maybe going Walmart's the exception. For now, but take like Learning Express. You're like a different retail store that sells educational children's toys. I bet they're drying up. Yeah, yeah, that's but it's not. A, yeah, you know, but, but online they going to Learning Express this week. Well, take a bunch, <laughs> but online classes Best are killing Buy or um, the heck, most retail stores. People did Starbucks. You know, are, most retail was already getting shit on by Amazon. This is just making it slightly worse in some situations. That I, I think the grocery my stores pick, are doing great. The my pick Walmart for the is, industry that I would invest in the most right now, if that was like a thing where you could just pick an industry, would be online therapy. No. I think online therapy right now invest, is. It, it's is time to invest it. in oil. Um, it's time to invest in oil. Get in deep and hard. Balls deep. Why? It's because it's because oh, it's so cheap right barrel. now. Yeah, twenty dollars a fucking yeah. barrel. And back. summertime is coming, and this virus is going to be over, and Russia and Saudi Arabia aren't going to be fice, fi, uh, price fixing against one another, and it's going to be back to seventy five dollars a barrel by fucking August. How do you invest in oil? Like, is there oil futures? Like, I don't know anything about that shit. It's a commodity. Yeah, you can just you can just buy oil futures, or you can buy market. in um, mutual funds that specialize in industries too. Yeah. Yeah. Invest in oil. It's it's what other even what if it other does go down do more you and gonna, you don't get the biggest bite you could have taken, it's going back up to seventy five a barrel. 
Yeah. What other what other uh, industries do you think are going to be propped up by this? Because, like, I mean, digital shit for sure. Inter entertainment, uh, uh, especially digital entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we're seeing right now thing, uh, Disney is taking a huge hit because several branches of their tree are, are being uh, wilted, you know, from the from the cruise line to the amusement parks to the to even their content. Disney Plus isn't doing quite as well as, as, as they thought it was going to be because they don't have a lot of content. And the programming, the future programming that everybody's waiting on for Disney Plus is being is being slowed way down the production of those shows. So so Disney's by the way, no one's shooting right anything right now. Nobody's shooting anything right now, really. Um, I I haven't heard about anybody powering through it. I just hear about this is delayed. That's delayed. This delayed. That's delayed. This no, I mean, I know, I know plenty of people <clears throat> like Danny, Danny Jollis, uh, you know, he, he booked a part that he was all excited to film. And now it's just, now they might film the same episode next season. I don't want to say what show it is, but like he booked a pretty big part on a show that where he could become a regular and yeah. maybe not now, you know, and there's, there's been a lot of that. I'm terrible. But with I, actors I names. Is he a comedian, an actor? Oh, Danny. So he's a guy I referenced him earlier in the podcast. He's actually one of the one of the comedians that's going to be uh, that's going to be on the live stream tomorrow. Um, if, yeah, if people want to tune in. But the uh, uh, but yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who lost work. And I'm just curious, like, what's what's going to happen after this? Like, what are the industries that because, look, the world's not going away. You know, like we've been through close. shit before. Yeah, we've been through shit before. Um, and we, and we went through shit before we had like things to distract us. The, there was a generation that went through world war one and two, like they, like that's, that's, and the depression in between, like that's fucking insane and prohibition. And meanwhile, we're just like me going to stay home. <laughs> there's nothing with, new on with Netflix with games. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, I'm, I'm going to get through this next Netflix library in three years. So uh, this better wrap up in three years. The new season of fuck, what's it called? It's it's the it's Game of Thrones light. What's that show called? Something Kingdom. Uh, You're not thinking of the Lord of the Rings Amazon thing. I'll figure this out quickly. Um, Last Kingdom. Uh, it's a show that I really enjoyed. Next season of that comes out uh, next month, around the 25th, I think, 26th, perhaps. Uh, yeah, that, that'll that'll be a good one to watch. It's a month away, um, and we got. Tony Ferguson fight. That's going to happen. That's going to be big entertainment stuff coming up. Um, so, so yeah, some industries are being hurt by this, uh, but are clearly going to bounce back, right? For whether it's, uh, I mean, I think it's too late to, to get in on any kind of investing with the airlines because th there's already been reactionary stuff because Trump's promised to bail them out, give them 50 billion or whatever it is. But oil, yeah, oil is just going to keep going low. It's probably going to go lower than now, but it's $20 a barrel right now because nobody's flying. Nobody's driving, and Russia and, Sa and the Saudis are having their little price dispute. Nobody's cruising, and international shipments are lower. Perfect. No, storm. nobody's participating in oil fights. There's no war. <laughs> like you guys there's, ever there's not a war fight? going on right now of any consequence. Yeah. This uh, is oil wrestling is down because of the virus. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. stuff. I'm not using, but WD it's going to go back up. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if summer travel has a boost. I wouldn't be surprised if this holiday season is better than last season holiday seasons. More, more so than inflation or population growth would would. I, I honestly think it's going to take, but I, I mean, if we're looking at, it might be late summer. Like it's going to be a bit before because even when we're allowed back out again, there are going to be so many people who are still scared. 
Lots of and people are putting I, off their spring vacations right now and their early summer vacations, and those are piling up. Vacation days and are 20% of the workforce has no money. So like there is... They're getting bailed out. They're all getting checks. Everybody's going to get enough money for a vacation, and we're Americans. You think we're going to invest that, pay, pay down our debts? <laughs> no. You think we're going to spend that on the rent Absolute that we owe or the mortgage? We need to know the yeah. details, right? And I don't think the details are knowable yet unless things have changed super recently. But the last time there was a recession... They gave us $600. George W. Bush did it. And the way that they did it is they give you an advance on your taxes. So if you would have otherwise broke even, you owe 600 If you would have gotten 1000 back, you get 400 back. It was an advance on your tax bill. Yeah. So this time they're talking about giving you 1000 And I'm telling you, because I was a grown-up you know, the last time. They framed it like they gave you money. And many, many people were surprised come April 15th. That ain't what's happening this time. Well, I don't know the details. It, it sounds like you do. It, it's, that is not what is happening this time. They are giving you money. They're, they're coming out of pocket for, for like $700 billion to give you it money. All, it also will depend on who wins in November because there are and competing they, plans I mean for this. <laughs> they, We're adding they, to our national yeah, debt and putting it in our pockets. The, the actually, the worst, thing that, the worst thing to happen to our economy, I believe, was... Uh, was when Bush, not even that, there was there was one thing where we all just got a $300 when there was uh, extra money in the budget, when like the budget had a surplus for the first mm -hmm. time. Because it was after, so Bill Clinton brought the budget to a surplus. And then Bush, like early in office, I think it was like, to, like early on, maybe early 2001 or something, gave everybody $300. I remember getting that check. I might have called like, it 600 because I'm married. Maybe you're right. But anyway, people took $300 out of the economy like it was because so many people bought stuff foreign. You know, they uh, there are people who who saved it. Um, you know, there are people like there are people who who literally lost some of it. And so even if 10 percent of that was lost, it was such a bad fucking idea to just hand people $300. Like, I, I think that's a terrible idea. Huh. Like we're going to, you're going to take that out of circulation. I think it's going to, it's going to flow right back into circulation. I think that it's going to be a, a good idea, not a great idea. I don't think it's going to necessarily prevent uh, a recession, but I think it's going to flow right back into the economy. But uh, it'll flow back part. into other countries' economies. Like yeah, how much of the stuff that we buy is, is from China? I, a lot of it is. And, and you know, th that, that's not necessarily a bad thing if China's doing well. Um, I, I think that everybody's economies are, are going to flourish in the fall and in the winter. I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Kyle is clearly a China sympathizer. Absolutely. And, and the, the fish, whole position on the show. And the fish are going to pay for it. There's going to be the, that pollution is going to skyrocket. The, China is already uh, relaxing what few uh, restrictions <laughs> they had on uh, like pollution output just to catch back up. That's literally a thing. Did you see did you see those like satellite pictures? Yes. Where like. Yeah, where suddenly got clean is that it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, this might be the Earth trying to shake us off of it. <laughs> like just the idea of like everybody had to go back inside for two months in China, and then suddenly the air pollution wasn't there anymore. I went to. Uh, have you been over there? No. I went to. Uh, I went to Shanghai, and I was supposed to be there for two days, and I left early morning the second day because I couldn't breathe and I had a headache. And it was just one of these things where I'm just like, this is so tough right now. And I'm not, I can't enjoy anything here because my, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. The pollution was horrible. My parents had the same experience. I think one or both of them got a sore throat from it. 
And yeah. uh, I, interestingly, well. it didn't change their opinion on American environmental regulations. They still thought we should yeah. move to lighter regulations. They love everything that has to do with deregulation. They passed some sort of dirty air act where you can dump shit in the air in the local rivers and they're rah, rah, rah. But they didn't like China. I don't give a fuck. I've, what seen, I've seen L.A. go no from... No restrictions. <laughs> I've seen L.A. go from like so much smog when you fly in, you see the top of the buildings gasping for air mm-hmm. to like having these restrictions. Like it's mainly on cars, mainly on the smog from like... Uh, it's called smogging your car, where basically cars have to pass the emission these emissions mm-hmm. tests every couple of years. And it is amazing the difference in the quality of air here. Like I've seen it work. I was in I was in Australia. Sounds like in, shit. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, you tell me I was in Aust- what my car needs to smell like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need exhaust freedom. I was in uh I was well, in Australia. You know, tattoo in my January. arm next, keep track of me. Like during uh during like the height of the fires. Which, by the way, we have no idea if they're still burning or not because the news is not covering anything except coronavirus. But the uh, I was in Sydney, uh, the worst air quality they had up until that point. And like like I took three steps out of the airport before I started coughing. And uh, I had like I had one of the N95 masks. And so like I would wear that. But the most amazing thing during that trip was uh, I took the. uh like I, I was walking to the gig and I passed by someone else with a mask and they take the mask off and I think they're about to say something to me and they smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever but seen it was in filthy. my life. It was, yeah, exactly. The cigarette, right. The, the cigarette mask was filthy. needs a cigarette thing for it. The Chinese <laughs> version would have one. You could just, just a little, a little. <laughs> like, like, like those people who still smoke out of their neck holes. Yeah. Hmm. I have it a was, uh, oh. Yeah, it was amazing. I have, a relevant I have two videos. Oh, please continue. Okay. Well, we, we were talking about like environment and climate change stuff. So this comes from memory because I, I heard it on a podcast. Here's the scoop. Three, four years ago, Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, maybe the Houston area. And Hurricane Harvey was a class four hurricane with 130 mile an hour winds. And one of the things that was notable about it is that it didn't just come and smash through like many hurricanes do. It stopped. It, it went over Texas and it just hung around for a while. So some places got 60 inches of rain. All right. This Houston area is one of the most dense, like chemical and petroleum, like producing places on the planet. So there was a chemical plant there and they had these chemicals that would explode if they weren't refrigerated. So as the floodwaters rose, these trailers that were refrigerated lost power. So they moved the, the chemicals to another trailer. And then the waters rose again. They moved them to another trailer. And a re- fourth trailer. There are plant workers, plant foremen, just holding explosive chemicals with their hands as they wade through waist-deep floodwaters in a hurricane to get these potential explosive materials to the highest trailer. And eventually the highest trailer lost power too. And they exploded. And there's like plumes of you know, toxic gases and awful black smoke. They're dumping these chemicals effectively into the water and into the air. And now there's a legal case going on. The people at this plant, including the CEO, the COO, and the plant manager, 
Plant manager, by the way, was one of the guys who held the explosive chemicals in his arms going through the floodwaters from trailer to trailer. They're suing them criminally and trying to put them in prison. And I don't know where I land on this, but the scoop is that they felt like this was a foreseeable problem and they're criminally negligent for what they've done to the air and to the, the environment. It is one of the first criminal global warming uh, cases that's been tried so far. And the answer is going to come like this week or next week as to how it works out. But I thought it was super interesting. I guess you're responsible, not based on what you know, but what you could have known, what the like accessible information out there is. This area in Houston had had three 500-year floods in the last couple of years. They're like, this was not a surprise hurricane. This was obvious. It was predictable. The global warming, in, in spite of what you see on your misinformation news network, is generally accepted science, and they should have seen this coming, and they're criminally negligent. How do we feel about this? That they're going to put these well, people up to 60 years in jail? Well, uh, Kavanaugh already voted not to. It hasn't even come to the Supreme Court yet, but uh, I, I think a lot of this is going to be... I'm I'm kidding. Oh, okay. um, a lot of this, I think a lot of this is going to be decided based on political bias um, mm -hmm. and based on party lines, because to for a judge to make that decision, they have to say climate change is an unavoidable fact. And so it will depend. I think it'll depend on. Fact, right. Yeah. Yeah. In, indisputable fact. Yeah. It'll it'll depend on what that person believes or what that person is willing to put on record that they believe. And while, you know, I mean, I was kidding around about party lines, but in terms of what you believe on that issue, which seems to have become a partisan issue, even though it shouldn't be, um, you know, science and politics are two separate things. But uh, I think that's how it's going to be laid down. But the important thing to remember about about that moment in Houston is that uh you know, the Astros winning the 2017 World Championship was a really big thing for Houston after Hurricane Harvey, and it turns out it was total bullshit. So it's, True. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we should really focus on. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, I, I think those guys, those guys should have seen it coming, especially if they had access to the signs. Ah, uh, <laughs> I see the tie-in. So I went. That was a long way. All right, yeah, what are yeah, the videos, Kyle? I got it. Okay. All right, so I got uh, I got two videos. I'll let you guys decide. One lady. Um, just has a complete meltdown in a parking lot, and she blames it on her grandmother, <coughs> who's not present. That's all I'll give you. The other guy is play. He's in an Uber, and there's a car accident, and he plays his cards very well. Uh, I would like the guy who's playing his cards well. That's the one I like. I want to scroll up him. just above, above Nate Diaz. Uh, there, uh, it's the public freakout. Dude doesn't know how to act. I'm okay. ready. Are you guys, oh, I need to wait. I opened it up and all right, I'm gonna hit play. Oh, so I'll hit play. Ready, set, play. We just got in a car accident, nigga. You, right? you can't say that we... word. It's finna get paid. <laughs> Listen, we finna get paid, girl. Better pay a lot of money. I don't know about you. We finna get paid. <laughs> you pregnant? So this is like you a pregnant. Car? You pregnant? I'm not saying so. 
What? Yes. You came for your legs? You were too close to the steering wheel. Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't feel my legs. I don't know about her. Like, you're a drunk driver, yo. <laughs> my God. This guy's awesome. <laughs> what a ridiculous person. Yes. Oh, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's winking at the camera. This will be used at his yeah. trial. This, this is not going to help him. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. I he is not one of yeah. my TikTok followers. <laughs> what did Nate say here? Uh, nothing. This is from long ago. This is a Dana White meme. It says, Corona, you're taking everything I work for, motherfucker. Uh, this is a obvious reference to you know sporting events being shut down because of the coronavirus and uh originally he said connor of course and uh but this is corona yeah. this is a dana white meme uh my other video i actually prefer over this one i'll link it now and uh i saw this earlier in the week Whew, this girl is uh well she's got some problems she's having a real goddamn meltdown is that you're is... gonna have to let this one slide what do you mean the the video that you sent. I, I want to make sure I have the yes, right link. Yes, it's the right that. one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you guys ready? I am. Ready? I'm ready. Set. Play. What this is hell? a hit and run. Hit and run. Hit my car. Double felony. Get out of the vehicle. This is the last chance. Oh, and he's got her, like, he's got her backed in. What's she saying? You guys don't understand how mean my grandma is. You really don't understand. Look, her bumper's been ripped off. Look at it. She's like trying to put her bumper in her car. Oh, she's not just trying. She's done. She's accomplished it. Oh my god! In front of her face. In front of her. What? Jesus. What? You don't understand. I definitely don't understand. I. You need to get out of the vehicle and do what's right. You need to get out of the vehicle. I have video documentation. What is? Oh my God, she's trying to like fit. He, I mean, he's got her cornered in there pretty Where well. Where are the police? Are you kidding me? You almost hit me. <laughs> Whoa! My grandma is so mean. <laughs> I mean, this is either this is a person who is who is on something, uh, or this is a person who is getting abused by her grandmother. They got her. Like they, this they, is. They got her. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at her license plate number at the end of this, this clip. Yeah, they got her. what <laughs> yeah. a fucking buffoon. That's another part. Like, she's too stupid to be around with the rest of us. She is. Yeah, too the stupid. idea because because even if she's terrified of her grandmother, what is the escape plan of the idea? Don't worry if I could just drive home, carefully take my bumper out of my car <laughs> where my grandmother doesn't. Know. I'll reassemble the car two blocks away so she won't know. That can't be like, grandma's just, car. Oh, She's Can't got be. rims on it and aftermarket exhaust. Grandma's yeah. not rocking that whip. 
<laughs> yeah, but if, 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 she, if grandma... maybe she gets back and grandma's got gold teeth. <laughs> Where you been, bitch? I'm sorry, grandma. Do you ever watch who? Do you ever watch who's the boss? Back on the street, sure. That's Mona's car. Ah. Like that is for sure modern day Mona's car. Who? I mean, what kind of person is mean to their grandchildren? You're supposed to spoil them. Hand white them back. trash. White yeah. trash. I mean, this look, abusive trash. people could be mean to anybody, but at the same time, like the, I get she's terrified of being in trouble, but at the same time, you're going to get a little more in trouble when you're in jail. Yeah, she's like, an I don't adult. Think... This is an adult. There's no excuse for this nonsense. You, you fu- and, How old do you think guys, she was? Uh, I think she's. They, I read it. I think I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll check. Was that, in, was that in Vegas? What, where yeah, was she's that? Twenty-two. Oh, yeah, undeniably an adult. If yeah. she was eighteen and in high school, I'd be like technically an adult, but not. Yeah. Someone in the comments also said uh, said my favorite part was that the windshield wipers were on. Yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah. They need to raise the bar for getting a fucking driver's license in this country. That, that, big time. I actually, I have a theory that not just for getting one, I think the biggest problem, and it's not in this one because she's young, but maintaining one, you have to, you cannot take the road test for 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. And like, think about the difference in technology and cars between 50 years ago and now. Cars in 1970 versus now. Every time you update your license, you should have a new test. And at some point, maybe at 65, then that gets halved. Maybe every, I don't, I think it's seven years you got a new, get a new license. Some now it's 3.5. But they should change the way that they measure you, right? Like, you know, if you're 17 or 16, hands at 10 and two. If you're 31, they go, oh, Steve, I see you got good at driving with your knee. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like now. Now the important part is to drive this car while you drink a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Like, now, now can you they... drive while you eat soup? Can you eat soup and drive? Because I can eat soup and drive. So I'm a road comic. Yeah, I, I I think they need to really raise those requirements. I think it would help with the everybody's like, oh, we need to carpool more. We need yeah. more people need to take public transportation. That's how you achieve it, right there. That's how you achieve it right there. You make it harder to get a fucking driver's license. It's also uh, it's also ridiculous that the test is subjective. I failed a driver's test, even though I got it's like this thing. If you get 15 points off, you then you fail. Mm-hmm. And I got nine points off, but she still failed me. And I was like, why did I fail? And she said, well, when there was a fire truck on the other side of the road, you didn't come to a full stop. And this was, by the way, a divided road. This was like two oh. lanes, median two lanes. In North Carolina, I was she'd like, be wrong, I think. Well, I said, in California, technically that's on the books, but I go, did you deduct points when I did that? And she said, yes. And I said, well, then you've already penalized me for it. Why am I failing if you penalize me for that and I didn't get enough points off to fail? And she goes, well, I, as the instructor, I can fail you. I don't think you're qualified to drive. And I had to take the test again. What I'm like, that's, that's, that's bullshit. I, th- I think uh, I, but I but I absolutely do think it's very important the same way that I think that there should be a maximum age you should be president the same way there's a minimum age that's ageism only on the yeah so side. so is a 34 year old president not being allowed to be president that's also ageism and we do that with no problem and no but that's what I'm saying like the idea is all right I, I'm from New York City not allowed to drive till you're 18 all right 
So I don't know all the rules in other places, but in, in order to get your driver's license when you're 17, it's this crazy rigmarole of like junior license, a permit and all this stuff. And that's even if you get a 17 license. And so the idea that like you can be 17 and a half and not be legally allowed to drive, but you can be 85, no problem. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. <laughs> you probably their, right. uh, and that is why i'm running for congress this fall so you can't I get would a, love um, that. you can't get a driver's I, license on your 17th birthday in new york it's hard no in new york uh in order to i mean i don't know if the laws have changed but when i was in high school um the way it worked is i think if you got a if you got a permit and then a junior license and then your license in a very specific order you could get your license at 17 but you you uh but otherwise it's 18 and up in New Jersey, I think it's 16 or 16 and a half. You could get a learner's permit. But like you said, it was kind of a, a rigmarole to go through. But you did it at yeah. high school. We had driver's ed in high school. And the, literally yeah, the final exam for that class was the driver's test. Very important. I did well on it. And uh, so like the high school kind of set you up to become a driver at 17. <clears throat> yeah. No, our, not me. I. I remember our driver's ed uh, saved you a ton of money on car insurance. Like, like uh, if, if you had completed it and passed it and everything. Yeah, I, I, no, we I also didn't save uh, some money. I didn't get my license till I was 24 because then I moved to L.A. Jesus. So I was, uh, uh, yeah, so I, was in, uh, I was in New York until then. I didn't, I didn't need it. And not only did I not need it, but like even if I had a car, where the fuck was I going to park it? You so there the was, uh, yeah, okay. I, I grew up born and raised in Queens. I've uh, been living in Manhattan since I was uh, 17. And so I, I did not need that license. I had no use for it. And not only that, but it's not like I knew anyone with one. So like there had, were very few people. You grew up in the city. I'm curious about this. Yeah. What was your level of freedom like throughout your younger years? You know, when you were 13, were you allowed to take taxis by yourself? Like it, it, well, my, my, par my parents are Jewish, so none. But I, uh, no, my level of freedom, actually, I was taking the subway. I mean, taxis, I guess I could have, but it's not like we yeah. had the money. Huh? So I was taking the subway by myself from the time I was 14. The first time my parents, for some reason, were more OK with a city bus in the subway because I guess the like the, the bus, it was harder to keep transferring and going to other places. So I think I started taking the bus by my by my like I was able to take the bus with my sister when I was like 11. And then I took the I was able to take the subway with my sister when we were like 12. Did but you, then I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it by myself till I was fourteen. The bus is pretty safe in Jersey. The people that are on the bus are our sketchiest people. Yes, in uh, in Queens, I mean, it's just a way to commute. There's a lot of parts of Queens that aren't connected by subway, mm -hmm. and so it's just it's just another way to commute. You take the bus to the you know if you're in Fresh Meadows or somewhere like that, you take the bus to the subway. Um, but I took I took like the the yellow bus to school. Cause I went to school in Manhattan from the time I was 12 and you know, and I lived in central Queens, so we didn't have much freedom that way. But once we could take the train ourselves, we could go wherever the fuck we wanted. And then we had a ton of freedom. And actually I think my friends and I got into less trouble than you know, I hear I hear about people who grew up in the suburbs and from the time they were, from the time they were 14, they were like drinking in a, in a, in a random park, breaking bottles in a parking lot, like whatever the fuck they were doing. Cause they were bored. Mm -hmm. And we started doing like, we, like when I was 16 is when people started like smoking and drinking because we were, we had other shit to do. We weren't as bored. We weren't just trying to fill time. Okay. I was just curious. Cause like, you know, safer. 
like uh like Kyle grew up in a rural area, so he had like ATVs and the ability to go places, but there weren't you know natural predators places all over to these go places. No, no, I'm just going. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are a lot more criminals in the city, but if someone gets you in the country, they're gonna fuck you. <laughs> like that's. I think that's the big difference. Sure. Like. Maybe. I don't know. We all saw the robots, Kyle. <laughs> don't deny it. I just mean, I just mean that I'm, I'm, way, I'm way more terrified. I'm way more terrified than a criminal in the country. Because if you're in the countryside, you're not, no one's going to hear you. Hmm. It's like space. Yeah, exactly. No, no one, one can, can hear, hear you scream. scream. Let me do uh, the last ad. Okay. Tell everybody about man, tell everyone about Manscaped. This episode of PK is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Uh, I've cut myself a few times shaving. You know, you, you got to be careful down there. Uh, that, those are those are some embarrassing cuts. And sometimes if you cut yourself, uh, the evening cannot go the way you had planned on it going. You just got to call. You got to call the game off on a on account of the weather. But. I lost my place. That's why Manscaped was redesigned, <laughs> has redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball trimmer ever created. And uh, they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. If it's taking you 90 minutes to trim your balls, good God. <laughs> and one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates the, groom, uh, the grooming areas for a closer and more precise uh, shave. They're also, uh, upgraded to, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. <laughs> show show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed charging stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you've listened to me, if you're listening to me speaking to you right now, you're one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand. Get 20% off. That's a big deal. And free shipping with code PKA20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. With free shipping at manscaped.com using code PKA20. It really is a good ball trimmer, folks. Try it. Quiet, like quiet it. stroke technology is what I learned to do when I had a roommate in college. There you go. I was, uh, I was thinking the same. Yeah. 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 That's an important skill. Yeah. This is a pretty cool product, actually. Yeah. They made a trimmer just for your balls, which is not a bad thing because I have nicked my balls with other trimmers before. Yeah. And it is rough yeah if i've just been using these this whole time <laughs> not okay and that's <laughs> oh god oh no scissors it's... down there no no blame they named it the lawnmower so what about what hilarious. about like a kitchen shears is that okay like the stuff i use to open up packages of raw chicken is that right <laughs> no probably not you you'll, you'll no get some my ball of... trimmers are actually gas powered it takes a while to rub up but you know it does ball the job. salmonella <laughs> oh. Yeah, you'll be careful down there. That's your most, your most important piece. It, it, I, if you lost your dick, would you want to continue living on? Really? Would you? Uh, yeah, I think so. 
You think so? Yeah, it's not yeah, easy. I'm not call. sure. No, I'm not sure. It's week two of sitting down to piss, and <laughs> well, I'm gonna eat a bullet. <laughs> Can no. we watch this video? Kenneth Copeland strikes again. Oh, not again! Oh, oh that's the now? same guy who—that's the same guy who said he was healing people from coronavirus. He healed over me. The TV. He right? healed me. I touched my hand to the screen like this, and now he doesn't have corona. Yeah. Brilliant. Can we listen that's... to this guy? Sure. Uh, queued up. Yeah. Three. Uh, yeah. Three, two, one, play. Fear of this, this coronavirus is is faith in its ability to hurt you or kill you. Uh, the, 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 the fear of what are we going to do? I'm getting laid off at work. Hey, your job's not your source. If it is, you're in trouble. I hate the way he acts like he knows more. Jesus is your source. Whatever you do right now, don't you stop tithing. Mm. Don't you stop sowing offerings. Well, they won't let us go to church. Well, email it in there, text, give, or something, but you get your tithe in that church. If you have to go take it down there and drop it off in the unstick it under what the door. What a piece of shit. You Dude. get that tithe in that church. You get that off I am, that church, when, when he did the thing about healing through the TV, I, like I had retweeted it and I said, I am, I will never understand the evil in some people and the ignorance in others. Like both the ability for him to be a human being and sleep at night saying shit like this, but more so the people who watch that and go, yeah, that sounds right. I was warned about your kind, but I never knew the true evil that resided in people <laughs> like you. You boy, you people get that tithe in, God damn it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to email mine in right now. Don't you I, stop I, yeah. tithing. Don't what you stop tithing. You just email tithe. You just you just put tithe tithe.com, I think. <laughs> just text money to four eight four eight four eight somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> God, man. Oh wow. <laughs> Don't you hate to see that? Yes. Uh, there, there are a lot of people Evil out there fuck. who Evil you, you, you know who this is leader. most effective on too. It's it, old it's, people. It's old people who are deathly afraid of this thing. They're they're yeah. like, honey, I, I, we better get our tithe in. He's right. Gullibility is an age-related disease. Kyle, I've been my that's again <laughs> president, age age ceiling president. But the like I had a I had a buddy I was touring with whose grandmother fell victim to one of those like my my grandson <clears throat> is kidnapped and I have to drop this money off at a Western Union immediately oh, awesome. things while we were on the road together. He <clears throat> like she called him and was like, Oh, thank God you're safe. And he's like, What are you talking about? And then like it came out and yeah. Why wasn't he was the like first call? grand or something? Well, that's Woo! the thing. Cause what they say, cause they number? say, cause <laughs> they say, if you try to, they say, if you try to call him, we'll kill, we'll kill him. Like they say that kind of thing. And so like, once they say, okay, he's safe now. It's like that type of thing where she's like, well, I wanted to call him. There was a, there was a story. Actually, there was an Uber driver who saved like an old lady from going through that where he, she was, he, she wanted him to take her to the bank and he like could tell she was nervous or whatever. And they were chit-chatting a little bit. And she told him kind of what was going on. And he was like, this isn't real miss. We, we should go to the police. And she was like freaking out and he convinced her to go to the police. And then they were able to prevent her from being taken. I, I got to get into this game. It's it, it, oh, if they're really that now's away. the time to strike. Strike <laughs> while the iron is hot. Strike here's here's what you do. You find a list of people getting tested for corona. Odds are most of them are old. 
And that's how you find. I bet the churches have members of the Utah Jazz. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, Rudy Gobert, what a fucking idiot. I forgive him. He was an idiot at a time when many people underestimated it. Yeah, but but the idea of like two days later, like that was a very you know curb your enthusiasm. comes on. (laughs) It was like the idea, and look, we all made jokes about it. Absolutely, made. I I tweeted a couple of jokes about it, but they were never like. But I'm going to touch all the microphones because everything's fine jokes like that was a very like the only reason you do that is you go. This virus doesn't exist. Like or, you can or, say this virus isn't a big deal. What if he believed but he was doing it? It was a Democratic hoax as it was being said. Right, that's what I mean. Leadership and, yeah, exactly. Like people, like half if you, the nation if, follows that. Right. And that's and it's fucking stupid. And yeah, the the idea that like it's a it's a democratic hoax. Be like, well, then why do a lot of the people who are getting it are Republican? Because that's what they want you to think. <laughs> There's a lot of that's what they want you to think. Just fucking think for yourself. Yeah. Like science isn't out to get. Well, you. I think. Look, PayPal me, hundred dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. with your name and a photograph of you nude, and I will bless your body with with my blessing. And uh, I will send you. All right, I'm only 13, but I'll get started. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, of course, I, all I, packages I go by care of Woody's Gamer Tech. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone Do not knows, mail Kyle <laughs> that yeah. ends badly. You want to get something to me? That man handles it for you. Right? <laughs> Steve doesn't uh, know about it. That doesn't man. work. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny the, uh, because Woody burns people's packages when they send them to him. It's hilarious. I felt like oh, an really? errand boy. Yeah, like, hey, Woody, uh, you know, this is actually for someone I like more than you, but could you handle the rest of the mailing for me? Here's what happened. Oh, Here's someone what happened. sent you. Someone wanted to get this. Taylor is a very big, uh, I believe, uh, I believe it was Lord of the Rings. I think that may have been the thing. Could be wrong. He's a yeah. big Lord of the Rings fan. Huge. I, I am too, but I've never read this Cimmerillion. I've read the books. In any case, he had, he's read, read everything. They didn't know how to get to Taylor. But Woody, because of a lot of things, you know, he's filmed his house and his roads and his streets. And uh, he's kind of, he, when he bought his new house, he talked about it a lot. So it was very easy to discover where he yeah, lives. Yeah, so, so creepy, horrible people can dock can you. It's sort of public knowledge at this point. And so people know where Woody lives. So they sent Woody this package that was like to send on to Taylor of this really nice like uh, book, like $50, $60. And Woody burnt it in a fire pit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never sent me another package. It worked. Pr- and I filmed it I mean, and I put it a, on my YouTube channel. That's a good channel. way to do it. Now, Kyle, if you had burned the package that you were sent... I think that would have been a problem. I was gonna. I was gonna. Yeah. If, they gave me, if they gave me 20 more minutes, I'd have been roasting that shit out. That's a good one. I get, uh, sometimes I get, uh, like, re- like people will bring gifts at shows, and they're very sweet, but, like, I will never, if it's, if it's like, home-cooked food or anything, it's, like, absolutely not. No. Like, there's no, there's no way. And you know what? I bet it'll be fine, but at the same time, I'm not willing to chance it. What I'll do is I'll say to like the comedy club staff, I'll be like, hey, look, I have no idea what's in these. A fan brought them up to you. <laughs> and then like most of them will will eat whatever cookies we'll or whatever it is. Because anyway. also they want to get high. They're desperate <laughs> to get high. They're comedy club staff. But the, uh, you know, they're hoping those cookies have something in them. Um, but and then sometimes people bring me stuff that's just like, hey, I'm flying home. What am I supposed to do with this thing? Like where they'll just bring me something like someone. Uh, it was super nice. But I like I was joking around on social media about how like when I really started drinking a lot of coffee, 
and how I was like, oh, I'm trying to like I'm, I'm drinking a ton of coffee. You know, like I need a I need a giant uh, coffee mug. And someone oh. brought me like one of these fucking trucker things, like the 48 ounce like thermo thing. And I was like, yeah. this is hilarious. And thank you. I'm flying home with a carry on. No, like I can't. And I just you just have to take it and say thank you and then leave it somewhere. Like leave it in a hotel for somebody. I don't know. No, you can't I don't drink burn coffee it. by the barrel. I always mailed burn it. it. Oh, I'm like, sorry. Like, yeah, yours is way different than mine. <laughs> yeah. well yours was spiteful i put mine, mine in a landfill you know i would I, never I gave, disrespect it no i gave them the joy of like they brought it because they wanted to see me happy when they gave it to me and i am a a marginal actor so i <laughs> i was as happy as i could be and then afterward i was like i guess i can't keep this i don't know where to and i just like left it i would get given else. tons of stuff on trips a lot of times so we would mm -hmm. just uh print out a shipping label and most hotels have like a a, a mail pickup every morning and you just take the yeah. box of stuff and say hey can you can you have them take this with with it and it's done yeah it but, ends, what am, it, it, but what it, am i gonna do with a 48 ounce that like i mean that's still something eBay. even if that's, i shipped it home that seems like the sort yeah. of thing you do yeah, get that seven dollar. Oh, you son of a bitch! Get that $7. I a lot of shekels, my friend. <laughs> hey, you keep talking to me like that. I'm gonna mail you something. <laughs> I wish. Oh, God, yeah, I, wish. I, I have. We have such power over Kyle. I don't wish. Like, I don't all, wish. I don't wish. Don't yeah, do things. All, all we have to do is mail him some. I, I'm in California. That shit's everywhere. Kyle's address so, is hard I know to it figure is. out. Send me nothing. Yeah. Send me nothing. Well, it was fun, guys. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Send me nothing. Uh, well, anyway, Kenneth Copeland's piece of shit taking advantage of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know that's members. that's how all those guys are. That's how all those guys are. Um, I, 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 I just not a big fan of religion. Uh, any religion, um, especially uh, mine. <laughs> uh, yours is one of the better ones, honestly. Um. I don't know. I don't think he practiced or anything, but 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 Judaism. We're, seems we're, like one did of you the, hear that, Woody? We we're one of the good ones. I've heard that. That's I'm one of the good one, ones. No, one of the better ones. I didn't say you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not good. We're just so less bad. Good. The Pope had some good ideas about y'all folks back in the day, and yeah. Uh, but but yeah, most religions are just fucking awful. Let's rank our most hated religions. Let's do that real quick. I'm not gonna do that. I don't think I know about uh, religion. I'll tell you what you well do. No, 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 no. Even better. Draw the deity of the religion you hate the most. Uh, they all look like <laughs> stick figures when I do that. That's okay. Just put the name underneath. Yeah. All of them will just be. Oh, wait. I'll, I'll just. It's a. It's just a blank piece of paper. Yeah. Da -da 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 just be like, oh, look. This is this is your conception. I of think God. I just figured out. Kyle wants us to draw Muhammad, which I guess is bad. Oh yeah, they'll blow you. They'll they get really upset over it. I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm as sharp as a marble. I don't understand why that's <laughs> so frustrating or anger intense. Because it's forbidden to depict the image of of. Uh, yeah, of it's the same. Vomit. It's the same reason why. Why is it forbidden? Why did Why did Jewish people write G dash D as if that somehow tricks the idea of like, well, that's not God's name. It's like, well, neither is G O D because it's in English and that wasn't the fucking language you used. And there's no difference between you know, using a different representation of it. If you're talking about what language represents G dash D is the same thing as yeah, G O D. It's Yahweh but it's, or, or it's or, superstition. Uh, it's all superstition. It's bad to write. And it's what God makes them comfortable. In Judaism. Yeah. You're not supposed to take the Lord's name in vain. And so religious Jewish people do not write G O D. They write G dash D. So they're saying you're not God supposed damn. to write out the full name. 
No? No, 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 no. They're saying God, but dashing the O instead. Maybe it's like I don't a... understand Lord's name in vain. Can can you lay this out for me? I was not in a way that you'll understand. To say, <laughs> you're, not supp- you're not supposed to say the Lord's name outside of prayer. Oh. That's what taking the Lord's name in vain is. Oh, I, I Basically, don't... if you are praying directly to the Lord, you are allowed to say the Lord's name, but you are not allowed to say the Lord's name in a non... He doesn't want spam In another calls. situation. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want spam calls. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want... He'd be like, oh, God, That's a good line. Steve, again, we talked already today. <laughs> By the way, uh, this this is one in... So, in you know, in these times of, of coronavirus and apocalypse and stuff, it has been very interesting to me to see the horrific insensitive nature of some people where like <laughs> someone messaged me. Yeah. Well, someone <laughs> messaged me because, so I used to, I used to own a comedy club in Ohio and they messaged me on Instagram and you know, we sold it years ago, but they messaged me thinking I was still the owner and saying like, Hey, have you guys thought about having like a comedy club app where like, you know, patrons could come and it'd be like every comedy club is closed and most of them are going out of business right now. Like, are you fucking stupid? Like, how do you not know this? Someone asked me today if they could, uh, someone's like, hey, I know this show is canceled, but in case you uncancel it, can I open for you? Like, huh. there's like the, it's not slowing opportunists whatsoever. It's not, there's someone messaged me on LinkedIn, like an unsolicited, like business to business type of thing. And I just wrote back and I said, are you familiar with the phrase war profiteer? Hmm. And they, uh, they replied and said, no. And so then <laughs> I said, it should be, I said, it should be on your business card. Like the, that's a good line. The, Thank you. We should be like we need. And look, I know everybody is trying to make a buck right now. You're still trying to make a living and businesses closing down hurts that a lot for other people. But at the same time, like know who the fuck you're talking to and like, like take a minute to think about what other people are going through before you hit them up for money. Do you think comedy, so comedy clubs are going out of business? They don't have. They can't shut there, the doors for a month or two and stay in business. The, the margins, look, I've owned four of them. The right. margins are so razor, razor thin that, like, we could not have afforded to. Chris Bowers, who uh, owns some of them with me, he used to joke that he wish because he sees businesses all the time going into business. Be like, oh, I wish we could afford to just close because, like, at a certain point, you owe so many people money. That like you can't afford to just close. You have to figure out a way out of it. You have to sell to make just enough to get out of your bills. It's a very tough industry. Like live event, if you're not Live Nation, if you're not the improv, like it is razor thin margins. And that's true with restaurants as well. Like F&B, you know, you're talking about eking by. I mean, most restaurants close anyway. And so when you lose two months of business, that's a lot of that's a lot of business. And especially because like the summer is the toughest time for comedy clubs with the exception of if you're in a vacation spot, which, you know, maybe 10 clubs are the summer is when people stop going because they do outdoor activities. And so if you're going to try to recover and then suddenly, you know, we start recovering in May or June, you're fucked. I think a lot of clubs are going to be going out of business. That makes sense. I'm glad you said that. It opened my eyes a bit. I I, um, I have more experience in big companies like Cisco, the, the networking company I work for. I don't yeah. know what they have in cash. Something like forty billion, sixty billion. They're yeah. fine till May. They'll be all right. Uh, but I yeah. almost thought like I guess a lot of businesses have the cash set aside to make it for a couple of months, but not all. Not not small retail. Not you're gonna see so many things go to business. Something like four out of five restaurants fail, like you said, 
without pandemics. So yeah, yeah, I imagine it's going to be rough. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, you know, you take that sweet, sweet podcast money, buy up a couple restaurants when this is all over, you'll be in good shape, man. Yeah, you're uh, <laughs> take that sweet podcast money. You're not, you're not going to open it Woody's. Into a very smaller amount of money because they all fail. Yeah, just open Woody's. It's a series oh, of Cheers themed bars. Hmm. Uh, this is a no, money I mean, loser. It's, Tell it's, me more. Yeah, <laughs> if you, uh, I, I think if you, and look, it's true. Anytime there's a downturn in the economy, if you are one of the people who get out of it with money, you're going to be in good shape because if you can invest when things are low, right. you'll be fine. And I mean, hell, when you know, talk about margins. When I think of like where my career was just two years ago, versus where it is now. Like right now, I'm okay. Two okay. years ago, I'd have been terrified. And like, I don't know, I don't know what I would have done. And so like right now I'm busy trying to help other comedians. Like when I do the live streams, I'm not taking a dollar. Everything I make on the, on those live streams, I'm giving to other comedians who are out of work. Um, the, when I think about where I, where I would have been two years ago, I don't, I mean, I can't file for unemployment. That's not how freelance works. And so like, I don't, I don't even know what I would have done. I would get a cookout. If you're ever going to, if you want to inv get involved with a restaurant, it's cookout. Mm. That is the most <laughs> successful franchise I've ever seen. When one of those pops into a town, lines around the block, everybody's blown the fuck away. They can't believe how amazing it is and all the cool shit they have. It's delicious. It's amazing. The franchise yeah. fee is $35,000. Uh, startup costs vary somewhere between $300,000 and $600,000. And you have to have a cash liquidity of about two hundred grand, a net worth of four hundred grand. It's doable. And they are so successful. Everyone, yeah, you, lost, you lost me after the franchise fee. Franchise <laughs> fee. Like, Sorry, brand man. is super low. I wonder super if you own low. the restaurant. Do you get to choose? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. Do you yeah, get to choose which, cost, which promotions you participate in? That's super duper low. Like, like I'm sorry, Steve. I'm, like, no, it's fine. Talking without doing any listening. It's They're not, often a quarter. It's not a good podcast uh, attribute. But um, like Chick Fil A, for example, you don't own Chick Fil A. People think Chick Fil A is this great business to own. Uh, they're very profitable. The lines go out the, the go around the corner. But you are not a Chick Fil A owner. You are a Chick Fil A operator. You buy the you buy the thing. It's cheaper than most. But you don't own it afterwards. When you buy a Subway or a McDonald's or a Wendy's, you own that restaurant. At Chick Fil A. You're just paying, you're buying a job. You're buying the opportunity to run that location. And then you can't yeah. sell it to somebody else. It's not yours. You, you just bought yourself a, a good job. The fact that the cookout is so low, like I wonder how their franchises really work. Uh, Mitch Hedberg has a joke about how like, you know, how they say participation may vary. And he wants to open up a McDonald's and not participate in shit. <laughs> and just the idea, we, sorry, we only serve spaghetti. Like it's, it's a great... <laughs> I love that bit. I love the idea of doing that. Uh, so I, 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 today, 51 Republican senators voted against paid sick leave. And before talking to Steve, I thought those evil fucks, right? Like, why? Everyone needs sick leave so much right now. And it's like, oh, maybe the why is because everyone who owns any of these businesses will go under immediately. Like, oh, if I have to pay all these people who aren't working, then... Just close the doors. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be. I mean, that needs to be like government subsidized. It is amazing, though, mm. that like all these people who are just like libertarian, libertarian, get the government out of my business. And then this happens. They're like, hello, government. We, why aren't you picking up the phone? 
Yes. Government, it's me. $1,000, Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw a joke on Reddit today. Like, hey, how much does it cost to turn a, a Republican into a socialist? $1,000. That's hilarious. And just the idea, like, yeah. Andrew Yang must be sitting there and be like, but, but <laughs> you guys made fun of me. Yeah. Yep. It's... That's right, pussy boy. But also, without, real without Yang... Without Yang, it's possible that this kind of thing would not be in the public conscious. Like the idea of, you know, of handing people a thousand dollars might not be, which by the way, still, I'm not for, I am very much for workfare and not welfare. Um, but I, I do think that certain, you know, maybe some living expenses can be covered or something like that, but giving someone cash to me makes no sense because people fritter away cash. People spend cash in they ridiculous to, ways. I think right? credits would be interesting. Rather than cash, credits. Like to, to spend on specific sectors. Like uh, food stamps? Uh, like food stamps, but without the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like food stamps. Like, like, but like it would, food stamps, but you know, for clothes. Like clothes stamps. It, 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 would be, it would be like a debit card that would only yeah. work for certain things. And then there'd become a black market of people buying those debit cards at a, lower, at a reduced cost so with, for cash. So that the people with the debit cards could go get drugs and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, eventually it would I've all immediately changed my mind about my plan. <laughs> and, yeah, Greg, Greg Giraldo has that has that great bit about the idea of like, oh, he's just going to spend it on booze, and like, can you blame him? Like, look at his life, can you blame him? And but but the the thing that a lot of people will do irresponsibly is they go, hey, we just got a thousand dollars, we can finally take that vacation we've been wanting. That's what they're going to do. That's what I said but, at the beginning of the show. That's what yeah, they're going to do. But what I'm saying is that they might take that vacation and go to Mexico or Thailand. Oh, this is fuck. I should have thought of it. They're all going to take the vacation to Mexico. Mexico's economy will get great. They won't want us coming over anymore. They'll pay for the wall. Holy shit. It's hey, they'll build 10D their, chess. They'll build the wall on Mexican land. Right? They'll, they'll it's 10D chess. Yeah. They'll maybe, finally they don't want the disease coming over. Maybe 11. They'll uh yeah. <laughs> I think actually the 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 best thing that they did in terms of trying to curb immigration is line the border with some of the shittiest states. Brilliant move. Ooh. Arizona? Come on. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the American Southwest is a gym. Which, which, which state are you standing <laughs> up for right now? turquoise. Is it Texas? Dry heat. <laughs> New Mexico? Dude, I went to... Uh, w was I on the show after I did the Texas tour? I don't remember if I was there, if I was on last after or before. I don't remember. But I Wait, did. Did I tell happened? you the story about Laredo? I don't remember. Uh, we did a we did a show we did a show in Laredo, and our hotel was on the border, like outside my window, like you could see the human rights violations outside my window. <laughs> um, it was the tents were just below, like we had a balcony that we could overlook the tents. It was crazy, and so a couple things. One, I looked that up because I was like, oh my god, are those the like separating families tents? Those are the courthouse tents. So Laredo only has the courthouses, but the city of Laredo offered the US government, a very nice building for $1 lease for 100 years. And they said no, because they want the fucking tents because they're scary. Yeah, I like and that. And so I it's, like that. it's theater. The other thing is my buddy Radu that uh, that opened for me, Radu Bondar, um, he's Romanian. He, he grew up in Romania. And he so he wanted to go over to Nuevo Laredo. And... You know, people were like, ah, oh, it's dangerous. You shouldn't go. He's like, look, I'm from the ship. Okay. I've seen way worse. Like I'm from Romania. I'm, I'll be fine. And he's talking to some guy at a bar and the guy 
takes a puff on a cigarette, doesn't even look at him, looks like through him, and just goes, the way they will kill you is so horrific. <laughs> and Radu is just like, all right, you know what, never mind. I'm fine. <laughs> you will find out what your testicles taste like. <laughs> yeah. I asked someone, because I was curious too, and I was because we could walk over. And I was curious, and I asked someone who worked at the hotel. And I was like, hey, is it, you know, are, are they making it up? Is it as dangerous as they say? And she's like, you, you don't want to go there. And I was like, ah, but what about during the day? I'm sure it'll be fine. She goes, you don't want to go there. And she's like, I have family there. And I was like, do you, do you not see them? And she goes, no, 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 I live there. You don't want to go there. I was like, oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> All right, it's fair It's easier enough. for them to find you in the daytime, senor. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same point at night so you can hide. It's almost yeah, and like, by the way, it's not it's not like it's all Mexico. It's just the border towns are fucking rough. I know. Are they are they really rough? Like it, it, like if I went there, would something <laughs> just happen? That right I know, off. but like I think Steve also <laughs> shares this disbelief with me. Like, surely you can exist in these I no, I didn't think that, but apparently in some of these border cities, and not all of them, but in some of them, and Nuevo Laredo is Nuevo Laredo is one of them, the police force is just gone. It is just, it is absolutely run by the cartels. And so they, if you drive over, walking over is the safest thing you can do. Because if you drive over, they will lock your car in. Like two people drive up on the side of you, two people drive up in front and behind you, and you're done. And so they do what? there's a steal your car and possibly you. Um, there's, they it, it's you. just complete, it's just completely run. Like those towns don't have a police presence. It's, have you ever been to Camden, New Jersey? It's very similar. Many times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, that's where I was born. It, like you were born in Camden. Yep. Oh my God, local boy makes good. And <laughs> so, like it is, it's something where look, it's you're not guaranteed to be assaulted. You're not guaranteed to be mugged, but the odds are pretty fucking high. the The odds are like an 85 year old getting coronavirus high. Like it is. It is rough. And I didn't know any of this until because I thought it was all hyped up. And then I did a lot of research when I when I was going to go over there. And not only was I there, but I was also because uh, we did a whole tour. We were in El Paso, which is also a border town right on the other side of Juarez. Um, and then I was in what was the other one I was in Yuma, um, which which has uh, which is bordered. I forget what the what the uh, Mexican city is on the other side. But these are all these are all border towns. And like I looked up all the stats and not only that, I was on uh, when I was in one of them, I was on uh, Tinder and I matched with someone on the other side of the border and she was going to come over to see the show. She's going to come over to see the show. And she's like, I can't. And I was like, why? And she goes, because the she goes, because the and whatever the word is, I looked it up. It basically means like SUVs or whatever are out, which means like that's the criminals driving around and, you know, it's not safe to go out of your house. Yeah, I was. Scary I thought you were going to say that she wanted you to come to her, and I'm like, I bet that's a thing that happens. That that, that oh, there's like I, I'm sure they're that's catfishing a thing that happens. <laughs> like dudes over to to come over the border, and then just like, well, we have you now, senor. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Check. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I people have made fun of me before for saying that. Yeah, it seems pretty dangerous down there. I don't think I'd want to go. Mostly, you know, I don't think I want to go. Increased risk. I'm not saying they snatch up every American because people are like, I went, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I'm not going though right? because I'm sure a lot of people go and and they're they're, they're kidnapped or they're dismembered or they. Yeah, just there are also people stolen. who do who do handstands on skyscrapers and they're fine. And then there are some people who fell off the fucking building. And I'm not willing to up my odds. There's no yeah. reason. 
yeah, I, I, an unnecessary risk. It, look, look, there's nothing so nice in Mexico worth that risk. Okay. It, well, one of the things I said to Radu, and I have this, this was in a, this made it to a video where uh, I was like, I don't think we should go. And he's like, why not? And I said, because this is what the American side looks like. <laughs> like, <laughs> have you seen this place? <laughs> um, I I do think, that, and it is weird, like Laredo, especially, I've never felt more like I was not in America while in America than in Laredo. Hmm. Like Laredo may as well have been in Mexico. There was very little English spoken there. Uh, there were very, very few signs. And I mean, the couple blocks that are right by the border. You get, you know, you get five miles north and you start going to the malls and shit. It's completely different. But uh, I mean, like the, the there's like this two or three set block section of like Mercado that's basically right on the U.S. side of the border that does not look like America at all. Mm. Um, it's a fascinating place. And by the way, the people there couldn't have been nicer. It was one of the one of the best hospitalities we got anywhere we went. And there are plenty of places in Mexico that are perfectly safe right now. But the, the border ain't one of them. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been within... 30 miles, 40 miles. That's about as close as I've gotten. You know, we were out on a ranch that was about 30, 30 miles. I think I want to say that was the number 20, 30, 40 miles, somewhere in there uh, yeah. from the border. That's as close as I've been. No, man. Nice I mean, El, you haven't been El to Mexico. Desolate. What? I asked Kyle, you haven't been to Mexico? No, no. I drove to Mexico, but uh, I've been twice a long time ago. So things may be different. Yeah. I've been, I've been twice. Um, both were in like kind of resorty areas. So it's not the same. But it's the Mexican place right by San Diego. Uh, Tijuana. That's where I went. Tijuana. Yeah. Um, the and you know and that's that's not safe now. But oddly enough, Tijuana is one of the safer border towns. Um, Juarez is better than it was, but that doesn't mean it's good. Um, El Paso is very different because El Paso is an enormous city. It's I think it's like the fifth most populous in Texas. But and so that's very different because Juarez is right next to El Paso. But at the same time, but like if you go to, so if you go to a smaller one, like, and that's why Laredo is so interesting because Laredo is a pretty small city. And so it is mainly a, just a border town. It's not like it's, you know, I mean, El Paso has like a huge college and, you know, and, and, you know, fucking tons of sporting events and big concerts and shit. And that's not Laredo. <sighs> it's crazy. I have uh, paramotor friends that live near the border and they fly over it all the time. Like it's nothing. I'm like, I don't well, think you can do like that. Like, which part of the border? And that's I, not legal. That's not legal at all. But I mean, theoretically, fly over it uh, all the time. Yeah, but but the, but there's we also would the your name, Senor. Yeah. <laughs> there's also the uh, uh, there's also that huge stretch of border. It's so funny when people are like, build that wall. There's that huge stretch of border. We drove next to it for a while, where it's like, no one's walking over this. <laughs> what the fuck wall are you going to build through these mountains, man? Is it that like, hard to and, walk and over? If I, there are sections of the border where it is so, it's just mountains and desert. And like, if you, you can get through that, motherfucker, I want you as part of my country. If you are tough enough to get through that part, absolutely. You are, you are tough enough to be one of us. It should be like, it. That is, there should be an opening that we call the gauntlet as a way to earn your citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> if you that climb. is the path to citizenship. <laughs> exactly. It's based on athletic ability only. Mountain climbing. Yeah. And some assholes with paramotors do it easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's the steroids of that. Hey. Yeah, I... I sorry, go ahead. No, it's funny you mentioned steroids right before I asked you. You've gotten fit. How'd you do uh, that? I have. Um, I have... 
I'm actually, I haven't been in a bit, which is frustrating because you can't go to the gym now. And like, I only have so much at home, but I started a couple of years ago. I actually have this system that if anybody, if anybody wants to get fit, this is a wonderful system. It's, it's a, like a friend of mine taught me this and I, I kind of modified it to make it work for me, but it basically it's gamification. And so I have, I used to think the gym was shit because I thought it was, you go there and you have to bust your ass for an hour. And that's absolutely not true. It's you have to do a series of exercises. Once you get them done, fucking leave. And that's fine. But the real the real key for me is that like, so whatever the exercise is, say it's dumbbell curl or something. Okay. And like when I started, my peak weight on dumbbell curl was 25. And now it's 55. And the reason for that is what I do is I do four sets. I do eight sets of the most I can do. Drop down a weight and do 10 sets. Drop down a weight, do 12 sets. Drop down a weight. Or sorry, and then do 20 set. Sorry, reps, not sets. 20 reps of half the first one, whatever that was. So if I start at 25, my 20 rep is 12 and a half. Um, but the key is, is if I do those things correctly and easily twice in a row, then I have to move up weight the next time I try. And so what I do is I give myself, it's a red, green, and blue, or sorry, it's a red, green, and yellow, like a traffic light. If you can't get through that exercise, it's a red. If you can, but it's a struggle, it's a yellow. And if you can with relative ease, it's a green. If you do two greens in a row, you do it until you do two greens in a row, and then you have to move up weight. And from that system, I mean, I was, I transformed, no exaggeration, transformed in three months. Hmm. Like it's, it's insane. It's so easy. Not at all. Uh, My buddy taught me this thing and he showed me a couple exercises for I have three different days. I started out six days a week. I can't do that anymore with my schedule. Mm-hmm. So now I try to do three days a week, but I do a day of back and by a day of chest and try and a day of leg and shoulders. And I have five exercises for each one. And when you finish the five, you leave. And sometimes it takes me 25 minutes. Sometimes it takes me an hour. It just depends on how quick I can get through it that day. And, and, and if I moved up in weight and it's, I was a scrawny motherfucker mm-hmm. when I was, I mean, just a couple years ago, I was uh, here. You know what? I'll find the picture. I'll show it to you guys. It's it's insane. Um, and it was like, it's just my friend taught me. And the thing is, is like everybody has to find their own system that works for them, whatever that is. Yeah, I started working so here, out. Let me see if the. Nice. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I. Uh... I started working out about two years ago, and I've been doing my best to stay consistent on it. I, I, I get injured because I'm old and I'm stupid, but uh, that's usually what breaks my flow until I get back. I did a video a few days ago. It was like I did this like how to get rich in 22 years, and it basically just teaches compound interest and dollar cost averaging. Your people know this. Um, <laughs> yeah, comedians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I saw like my sort of like traps and shoulders compared to the video I made six years back. And I was like, huh, actually better. You know, like, like, yeah. So me. I, I, I did, like, mentally, I don't, uh, like, recognize any change at all. But I was like, oh, I should watch this old one to see what's up. So I saw, like, video be back to back. And I'm like, yeah, good, good Woody. Go, go you. Oh, you could, you could recognize change so quickly. And I, I forever, I was like, oh, I can't do it. I don't have the physique for it. Too bad. I just wasn't born with the physique for it. And like, no, I was lazy. I was a lazy motherfucker. And, uh, and so I didn't go, by the way, what a great time to encourage people to get out there and hit the gym. (laughs) Um, but I, I make sure to not wipe down the machine. Um, the, but, but I really do think I got a, I got a set of those, um, 
those Bowflex dumbbells that you could like change the weight on them. Mm-hmm. So you have like one set of them and it changes the weight. And I got uh, and I got a bench at home. The dumbbells were expensive, but the bench was like 50 bucks. And uh, and like that's all I have right now. And it's killing me because I'm much better with the machines and the free weights. But at the same time, like it does. I, I mean, being scrawny was such a part of my identity. And it's just something I accepted. And like it's it's easy. And I, I used to think that people who talked about working out were such assholes. And then I realized like, no, they're trying to help us. Like they're, they're going, Hey, I saw the change in me and I would like that for other people. I mean, some of them are still assholes, but you know, not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Anyway, do you go to, do you, thanks. Do you go to the gym? I have a gym. I have or a home gym. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I bought a, a, a like a power rack and, um, I have yeah. all the, I, my dumbbell stop at 55. That's all I need. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and that, but I, I think I Same. like the calisthenics more. I, I, people say, I guess I saw Jocko. Do you know him? This ex Navy seal guy is pretty popular in podcasts. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about whether you, whether he prefers calisthenics or, uh, free weights. And his answer was he likes both. Uh, I, I guess that's his thing. My answer is whichever one motivates you more. You know, like I used to sell bicycles and exercise equipment at the store and I was a teenager at the time and people would say like, should I get a stationary bike or should I get a Bowflex? Like you should get the one you like, the one that you'll use. All of these machines are good if you use them and they all suck if you don't. Yeah. And, and that's where like calisthenics are more fun for me. Like if I learn a new body movement, I get a little stronger, I can hold something a little longer. That has been more satisfying between my ears than say adding five more pounds or 10 more pounds to my bench press. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is whatever works for you. Yeah. And I would say that the thing I like the most about it is that like, I'm not scared anymore. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> huh. Yeah. I think like just the idea of, well, I mean, look, Who I have had it, getting I wrestled mean, the bad. Man? I, no, I have, I have had people mouth off to me at shows and, had like, look, I do some fairly combative comedy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, there was always a, there was always an element of like, well, I, this, this audience better help me if shit pops off. And that's still true. But at the same time, like there is the thing, I think the thing I like most about it is the, the quiet confidence of like, if someone on social media is an asshole and is like, oh, this pussy motherfucker, I can just smile and know that I'm twice that person's size. No, you need a gun. Like, I want to see a comedian. <laughs> I want to see a comedian with a gun on stage. Open That's a carry. shortcut. Yeah. What you yeah. do what you do is you start out and you just be like, oh, let me just do some of these. You know what? Give me a second. And you just put it on the stool and don't address it and then just <laughs> do your set. Just wear it. Just wear it like a cowboy and just don't even mention it. Don't even mention yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe throw some spurs in too. You know, <laughs> come out with that wide stance, like you, you know, like real wide, uh, hipped, and your, your arms out to the side. Just I feel like you're really it. getting don't into this character. It. Yeah. So if you can tell, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just think it's it's <laughs> nice. For, yeah, it's nice for people to have, uh, you know, for people to have confidence, and you know, and and so much, especially you know, I'm 40 years old, so it's, you know, especially for you know for anyone listening who's like you know who's on the you know the getting older side. And any anyone my side of thirty, uh, you know, who hasn't started doing this yet, fucking start doing it. You, you'll see a change in a couple of months. It'll be it's remarkable. But maybe start in like a month or two when gyms are open again. California governor issues a statewide stay-at-home order to residents there tonight due to the coronavirus what? pandemic, telling them only to leave their houses when absolutely necessary. Is that 
100% like you have to or a, or a request? Well, I interpret it as absolutely necessary is up to the reader. But it says California right now. Hold on. It's trending on Facebook. California. Oh, mandatory stay at home order. Well, your thing didn't mention for, it duration. for how long? Oh, shit. Um, it as it was. Yeah, I'm reading this on Twitter. I thought there was hey, guys, I, I got to go and figure this out. Really? Um, <laughs> oh, are you I, not home I, right I, now? No, I'm home, but I got to I got to like figure out, make sure everybody else I care about is as well. And and exactly when this kicks in and et cetera. Well, I'll tell you what they're not going to do. You know, maybe logically think this up. They're not going to round up everybody who's <laughs> out and take them to one area. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, hey, hey, hey. There's only 13 minutes left in the show. Do you need to leave early? Yeah. Uh, no, I guess I could. I, I'm fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. We live in interesting, interesting times. I, I, I really like that theory <clears throat> that uh, we have branched off from our from from like our prime timeline, you know, kind of like the the DC universe has has like their main universe. Uh -huh. I can't remember which world it is. They number them like these three digit numbers. Like it's it's like Earth six two six or something. Okay. But then there are all these other universes that where things get are wacky. There's a universe where everybody is a werewolf, everybody, and uh, you know there's there's all these wackadoo universes where it, things are slightly different or completely different. Little known side effect of the coronavirus. Everyone yeah. becomes a werewolf. Yeah. God, I wish. And uh, but but yeah, I think like with the Donald Trump thing and we are in one of the we are one we are in a rare slice, I think, of of that like there aren't too many other universes where everything that's happened to here also happened, uh, except you know, I'm except now we're all left-handed instead of right-handed. You know what I mean? Like 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 where the, the, the difference is minor, but all the other big stuff happened. It's just we're in a very rare universe, I believe. I do believe in multiple universes. Uh, by the way, I look, I looked it up, and like you're still allowed to go out and eat, go to the bank, go to the gas station, stuff like that. I assume so. As it's much. just, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a uh, curfew per se. Or yeah, like a which is funny because like today, I'm really glad I did this today. I drove to uh, I drove to like a park because I was like I can go to a park by myself. And just like get the fuck out of the house. And I went to uh, Franklin Canyon, which is like a really nice like reservoir thing, like a wooded area and like could walk around by myself. Did you I was feel like that's like a way to do this? Breaking a rule a little bit like you weren't supposed to be out there or is that a, just li me? a little bit, a little bit. But I think that like knowing that I wasn't touching anything that I was, you know, you know, the, the people I walked by normally, I would not say hi to anybody, but I'm a, I'm a lot more polite during this thing because I'm just like, hey. This is, you know, we're all in this together kind of thing. And so, like, if someone walked by me on the path, we would, like, you know, walk far apart from each other to say hello, you know, and keep walking. Yeah. It, I don't know. Somehow I feel like there's killer bees out there that I'm supposed to be in here playing Escape from Tarkov. Yeah. I mean, that's important. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say flights to Italy are super cheap right now, though. So if you want to plan a vacation. Hell yeah. I was going to go trot. this month. Yeah. Well. Just see the world, you know. <laughs> I was going to go to Wuhan. Spain in July. That sounds like a wild place. I want the bat soup. <laughs> I got. I got. I got to say, by the way, the um. So the last show I did, and like, God help me if I can't do another show for another couple months because the last live show I did, you know, I came back from the tour and the tour was great. And then last Tuesday, 
um, I had a show at this, uh, it was like a charity show at this cancer center. And usually it's pretty full, you know, it seats about 50 people and like they come out, it's a very nice show for the residents, except because people were already scared. A lot of people weren't coming out because it was already at the point where like they're the most susceptible. And so I get there and I know the host and I see the host in the hallway and I go, Hey man, how are they? And he goes, well, their names are Gina, Ed, Rosie. And like, he just named five people. And I was like, Oh fuck. And so it was literally five people. Uh, and that's the last show. That's the last, uh, like live show I did. Is it harder (laughs) to do a show with five? We talked about how like Trevor Noah. So much harder, so much harder. It's when people say like, Oh, you know, for like a big show. Oh, you nervous? You doing a theater of 400 people. You nervous? I'm like, no, that's the easiest show I'll do. The tough show is when there's five people. Because here's the thing. If one person doesn't find you funny, that's 20% of the fucking crowd. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like each person is an individual. I used to feel that so, way about tests with four questions. Like, oh, yeah. if I don't know one thing, I'm fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one thing you get a bad grade, two things you fail. Yeah. It's the same, same kind of thing. Um, yeah, imagine if like one of the, two of the people were a married couple. If they have a shared experience that means that renders a joke not funny to them, suddenly you've all, you've got forty percent of the crowd not laughing. Yeah, huh. they were sweethearts, but man, that was rough. We actually, with the live stream, we played to more people than that show. But <laughs> like the in the live have chat, feedback, right? Well, like, so no, that's what that. we do. Yeah, that's what we do. We have when I mean, same thing we're doing right now. Um, what we do is we have three hosts. So it's myself, Ben Glebe and Chris Bowers, Mm -hmm. we will have like a special guest. Um, So that could be a famous comedian or it could be just a famous person. Um, And then we'll have three comedians that'll come in and and leave. And then we'll have 10 audience members. We use Zoom so that we can accommodate, you know, 20 windows. Okay. And and how much does it cost? Is that like a premium version of of that? Zoom Zoom is, I think Zoom was like 20 bucks or something. It's hardly anything. What's the video audio quality like? Uh, it's decent. It's not, it's not this, but also people don't have setups at their home. Like the, what I'm doing now, when we were like sound checking before the show and you were like, no, move the mic closer and blah, blah, blah. Like this is probably way better than I've sounded on any of those live streams because most people are just on their phone. Yeah. Um, Cause we do this weekly or this monthly hangout with our fans or or, or they they sign up on Patreon and they pay, I think 50 bucks a month. And then we do a whole get together and we do it for four hours to accommodate the fact that sometimes we reach our room limit, which is like a dozen or yeah. 15 or something like that. And uh, but it would be nice to be in a service where like, yeah, dude, Zoom, Zoom can do like 200 people, I think. That's crazy. That'd yeah, be- I very, I very much, re- I very much recommend it. Um, I wouldn't want you- that. No, 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 no. I mean, you can cut it off whenever the fuck you want. But yeah, if like- you're performing, it's different because like, they're yeah. just like, hey, it'd be interesting to like be like, if they try to heckle you, you're just like, hang up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I did I did VR shows for years, and it was so funny because like someone would come in and just like yell something, and then and we had a moderator, and that person would be out before the sentence finished. Yeah. Like I couldn't even have the what did you say, man? Like I couldn't even have that. It was just like, well, that person dressed as a dinosaur is gone. Like it would just be, they would just be kicked. And Nobody on this ever though, came in there beating it or anything. Uh, I mean, in VR, sure. I'm sure they were doing, they were oh, doing I mean, stuff like camera. that. Oh, on camera. Oh, on camera? No, no, no. But we also, you can't come on camera unless you buy a ticket. We used to so you'd play, have to pay. Um, yeah, on ex- you'd have to on pay Xbox 10 bucks. Live, on Xbox Live, yeah. you can play Uno. And uh, 
you, you can you, you have your face cam like even on x i, I had the webcam for the xbox live so we, me and my friends were all looking at each other playing uno and i don't remember how many people you can have in a room but it seemed like a real hangout for degenerates because like some it'd be like a new window would pop in and it would buffer for a second and then boop do jerking off and you're just like come on we're playing uno, uno! You're like, this is actual roulette not chat roulette this is just yeah. regular roulette um i yeah i i'm sure there are i'm sure there are terrible degenerates but at the same time you know tickets to this do cost money so i'm at least hoping that you know we don't run into that um and if we do like they're not just gonna pop in because you know people come in before we start we tend to talk to them and they seem to be real sweethearts and the i mean the fact of the matter is like like my fans are are nerds just like me so like anyone who finds me funny is probably a nerd because i'm a nerd you know, you guys have some fucking monsters who watch this show, but I, for the most part, I, uh, I, I have some real sweet kids. <laughs> I have a question. So I've been watching, I'm bad with names. Nikki Glazer. Does that yeah. sound right? Nikki's uh, super funny. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Um, she was saying that comedians don't like specials, that she doesn't like watching people's specials. She almost feels like it's a chore, like doing homework. So she's educated on someone special. Do you feel like that? Um, I think it depends on who's like definitely when Chappelle's special came out, I was like, okay, I have to watch this. This is in the zeitgeist and I would enjoy it. But usually the way I watch a special, because I don't have a ton of time to like sit there and watch it. I'll play the audio in my car while I'm driving mm -hmm. so I can just kind of catch up on what someone's doing. But there are so many specials out now that it's part of why it feels like a chore is you'll never catch up. You don't feel obligated. Like, like you know, in case you bump into this person to have seen their special. No, I mean, I try like one of my one of my close friends. She's like a little sister to me. I love her to death. Taylor Tomlinson, brilliantly talented. Her Netflix special dropped March 3rd. It is getting critical acclaim. People love it. This is going to change her career, assuming, you know, the world still exists in a month. But uh, she I have not seen the special in its completion yet because I just I've been running around with the live stream thing. I, I was touring before that. I've seen a bunch of clips from it and I would love to sit there and watch the whole thing. And I have seen the material before. So it's not like I'm going to be surprised by anything because I saw her prep for it. But like, this is one of my close friends and I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. It's just something that like, you know, some people will sit there and watch hours and hours of comedy and I'd rather write. Okay. And in the other way, you're not offended at all. If a comedian hasn't seen your stuff. No, not at all. I mean, I have like, I kid around with some of my friends sometimes where like one, one of my buddies we were on tour with was like, hey, you should give me a copy of your book so I can read it. I was like, the one that's been out for a year? You want a copy of that one? <laughs> you haven't read the one that's been out for a year? Um, but at the same time, like that's, I'm just giving them shit. And I'm almost surprised when my friends watch my stuff because it's kind of them and, and I appreciate it, but it's not for them. Like they're not my demo. I used to make one or two YouTube videos every single day. And I had mixed feelings yeah. on watching other people's YouTube videos because sometimes I'd want to be abreast of what's happening in the community and, and such. Other times, it'd be like, after I watch a couple of other people's videos, every idea I have for a video is now stolen or taken or, or like it almost cuts into my own inspiration because it's... Yeah, but at the, at the same time, I mean, it can... On one hand, it can be like, all right, I shouldn't talk about this. Um, on the other hand... I, you can, you can also see what people are talking about and try not to like one of the things we tell the people on the stream is like, Hey, don't do five minutes on coronavirus. 
everyone is mm. like just do your set you know people want to forget about this right now so it does help to be aware of what's going on um but at the same time like you also don't want to have you know cryptomnesia like we talked about before so you know watch it as entertainment um but i always recommend comedians when they're starting out look once you find your voice do what you want but when you're on your way to finding your voice watch as much as you can and don't just watch good comedy watch bad comedy and figure out why you don't like it so that way you can avoid being that uh, i that's neat it's, I in, it's inspiration for not being shitty <laughs> cool yeah yeah <clears throat> my uh my airbuds are uh or airpods or whatever my airbuds my uh my my basketball playing dog is running out of battery so just a heads up <laughs> roger that yeah Ka kyle yes sir old school cowboy guns were like side loading you know what i'm talking about like yeah the thing didn't um, so yeah, some of the revolvers, uh, you have a little thing you flick to the side to expose the the back of the cylinder, and you roll through one at a time, click, 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 and you um, take the cartridge out one at a time too. Like I guess you pop it. Yeah, um, you open it again, and there's a ramrod that's under the barrel that's spring loaded, and you just press it down as you turn the cylinder. Clink, 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 clink. They still make they, those. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad has one. I believe the Ruger Super. Blackhawk is like that. It may be the Red Hawk. I get them confused sometimes. A uh, very cool pistol. Huh. Yeah, I like those a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll Google real quick and, I, and I'll I'll tell you. Yeah, it's I, I like that. It's fun, right? Uh, I it turns out I think I might be a bit of a impractical gun lover. You know, I like lever actions a ton. When semi-auto would be better in every way I can think of, um, and I think I like that weird. Cowboy style loading and unloading. I don't know. It seems cool to me. Uh, well, here you go. This is the this is the pistol that I, that I have experience with. I'm not saying it's the best or or anything like that, but they're fucking cool. Um, uh, his is in 44 Magnum, and uh, I actually I prefer the Super Soaker 100. Yeah, if you're talking <laughs> guns, I think I want the, the 50s too small. I like the impractically long barrel. That's what he always gets is the impractically long barrel. Yeah. Uh, it's, that was my nickname in high school. Yeah. That, <laughs> the, the one there that's 830 bucks with a 10 and a half inch barrel. I would say that is the one he has. I think I even like it in, is that called blue steel? The black? Yeah. Blued. Yeah. Um, yeah. I prefer that. That's exactly how he has. It. He does not have the stainless steel model. I believe he has the stainless steel model of the Red Hawk, mm. which uh, is a double action revolver that the cylinder comes out the side so you can, you can load all the bullets at once and you can eject them all at once. Uh, Very cool. But yeah, those are cool. Um, I'm pretty sure that I could be. No, no, I'm right. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the little uh, thing that flicks over now. He's got two of them that do this and the other one's a Smith and Wesson. Um, but hmm. uh, but but yeah, I'm, I'm like 98 percent sure that, that I'm all right about everything I said there. Very I haven't cool. played with that thing in years. I just thought I'd ask. You mentioned cowboy guns and I was like, those are neat. I like that. I, I like cowboy guns too. Yeah, the old, the old Colts, you know, like um uh I really like the uh the semi-automatic pistol from the Boardwalk Empire that uh Darmody always carried around. Uh I think it was such a fun old, show. That, for the first season it was great. Second season it's like, "All right, I'm still with you after that." I'm like, "All right." I like the guy with the the like Phantom of the Opera mask. He's the only thing that makes it worth watching. Oh, yeah, he was the uh Richard. He was yeah. uh he was a great character. 
yeah, he was excellent. But after, uh, you know, spoiler alert, the that that main character gets gets killed off. It's like, ah, shit. Mm, yeah, was that of, was I did not like the way that that ended. And I didn't uh, either. The, because the he weird. Was just, he was just as big a part of the show as uh, Bushimi. Yeah. Yeah. That pulls me. Yeah. In. Well, we've reached our four hours. Uh, uh, you Maybe know, you check so, on your loved ones. Uh, yep, check on your well, loved ones. We I'm appreciate the, you I'm having the only one on the in show. California right now. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll uh, we appreciate you having you on the show. We're going to link all your stuff down there where they can go and uh, check you. out your you know your YouTube channel. And uh, when is the live stream thing going to occur? So live stream happens every uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, um, except for Mondays and Thursdays. We have those days off. But uh, tomorrow, uh, special guest is going to be Sean Doolittle from the Nationals. Um, and then Tuesday, special guest is going to be Arian Foster, who, you know, your viewers know very well. Um, my friend and you yours. You want to give Sean a hard time about the World Series debacle? Uh, no, he's on the he's on the Nationals. They won. I'm going to oh, thank him said, for defeating I the Astros. Astros. Oh, no, okay. no, he's he's on the Nationals. They beat the Astros. And as a Mets fan, normally we would be rooting against the Nationals. But I'm, you know, God bless them for taking down the evil empire. We had no for idea. Sure. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, um, I think that's it. That's it. Thank Thanks, you so everybody. Much. PKA 43. Bye.